welcome back to the suspense is killing us i'm kevin travis matt hi hello we're all here we're all sitting here hanging out on a sunday travis had some good and plenties out here good batch too yeah, yeah, not the freshest batch of good and plenties I ever had, but uh, pretty, pretty damn tasty. You get some of those batches of good and plenties where they're just like super fat, you know? Where oh, the, the, the plump ones. The plump ones, and you're like, what happened? Is this an accident or something? <laughs> like they accidentally made this candy really good. <laughs> <laughs> you, then you get the ones that are like just it's just a whole fucking pack of like the tiny skinny ones that don't even have any they've just withered away yeah. nobody because nobody buys them and they just stay on the shelves for <laughs> years it, and years yeah is that why i don't think they ever become poison but they do wither up into little husks <laughs> some people would just say they were poisonous as oh is. for sure i mean people think they're probably worse than poison and that's why one of the reasons me and kevin like them so much because <laughs> when we were working at scarecrow together we'd buy a pack of good plenties and it's just gonna be us eating those fucking things and yeah, nobody else would touch them for like days the only two people within a mile <laughs> radius who enjoy those things <laughs> there, there is plenty of them, but they are not good. Uh-huh, mm, there you this go. Guy, yeah. no, I like a good and plenty every now and then. But I'm yeah. not having any now because they don't, they don't taste really good with the lemonades that you, I'm drinking. Do you mix, uh, mix when, the lemonade and the good and plenty? Come on. When you have your good and plenty now and then, do you have it served on your fine china while wearing a monocle <laughs> with a knife and fork? You cut, it, you cut it with a knife. <laughs> I don't have a monocle. <laughs> Sorry. <yeah. laughs> he has a pince nez. A top yeah, hat though. You do have you. a top hat, right? Yes. Okay. A tofa, as he pronounces it. <laughs> Have any tea, a tea party with your dolls? I don't have any dolls. <laughs> I wish you did, though. I lost the dolls in the divorce. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Those Jeez. are valuable. Way to bring it down. Let's yeah. just quit here. Okay. You know, Things aren't going to get better. <laughs> they're certainly going to get worse. What's that? Let's quit while we're behind. <laughs> you remember when I was living at that uh, apartment with my grandma? Uh-huh. Or not with my grandma. It was my grandma's apartment. She moved away, and then I lived in there. Yeah. You remember it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I, I remember five years ago. Five years yeah. ago. <laughs> and uh, that's where we started our podcasting event. We started podcasting there underneath her weird old lady chandelier. Anyways, we uh, filmed a video where I was like just basically videotaping how weird this old lady's uh, apartment was that I was living in. And there was these dolls, these oh, old oh. terrifying dolls. And if you like le- le- lay them back, their eyes would close and they would make a squeaking noise when the eyes closed because they were ancient. <laughs> Probably like 120, cool. 120 year old dolls that looked. They were like something out of a horror movie. Yeah, and we posted that, and my aunt <laughs> contacted me. It was like, "Don't touch those dolls." <laughs> Jesus. She was fucking mad. It was the first time I'd heard from her in like a decade, and she was like, "Don't you touch those dolls? Those dolls are valuable." <laughs> <laughs> did you did you okay. did you refrain from touching them from there on? I had no reason to really touch them before and after we made that video. I just right. thought they were funny and I wanted to scare Kevin. <laughs> it worked and it did. And is this your is this your evil grandma? Uh, that yeah, that is the evil grandma. Oh, oh, is your grandma evil? No, she's just uh, profoundly Ru- selfish, ruiner of lives. Yeah, I believe ruin- I was told. Yeah, she's financially ruining people's lives. Yeah, oh, nice. Boy. Wow. <laughs> Only her children's lives. Wow. No, you know. Only yeah. three out of the four of her children. That's what grandparents are for. Yeah, I None guess. None of us have kids, that so classically. we're going to I'm gonna have to figure out a way when I get old to ruin people's lives financially without them being related to me. Yeah, harder to bring people into the honey trap when they're not your progeny. Right. I'll tell you that. I don't know. What do you think we can do? Start a pyramid scheme? Pyramid schemes seem to be very popular right now. I mean, it's the golden age of con artistry, <laughs> so we might as well get in on it, too. There's a lot of fucking suckers out there. Brain pills. 
You can just put pills Patreon in it. podcasts. Patreon podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking we already have. We already kind of have it. So you know, like, I feel like there's an actual trade. You know, thing that we're giving people for their money in that case. Yeah, right now. Yeah. That, so what? What do you think is the future? Well, we we start we turn it into a scam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can make more money that way. Uh-huh. You know, we promise things. You know, oh, they get the little bit. You know, okay, well, we're getting that. Oh, but for more, you, then you know. they jack up the price. Exactly. You know, you could have a. We should do one of those things where if you give us like a five hundred dollars, you can have a lunch with us. Oh, together. easily. I would have lunch with some rando for five hundred dollars. But we'd have to. Does split the lunch three come? Out, does the lunch come out of the five hundred bucks, or did they buy lunch? Oh Jesus! So I have to look up what other people do. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, are we paying? You for lunch? buy lunch. That seems like a, a insult to injury sort of thing. They just get to have lunch with us. <laughs> yeah, because well, I mean, I could just make tuna sandwiches. And <laughs> what if we're at a restaurant and they c- get to come? To, we'll t- we tell them what restaurant we're at. They sit at a different table, and you you know you just. Have I still lunch. feel like if that happens, then we're out the pu- the chunk of the money that we pay for the lunch. Well, let's just out of the five hundred bucks. So go to Taco Bell. Or we somewhere. could just do it oh, in my apartment. Bell. Oh, it's and cheaper. I'll, I'll cook. I'll cook. I'll just make a bunch of rice. But that's is that going to be cheaper than Taco Bell? Yes. Mm. We well, could have. We could have chili night when they and they get invited. No, that would ruin chili night. No, they don't get to have any that chili. Would ruin or chili like nights. <laughs> <laughs> have some weirdo Jeez. over there. There's um, never been a weirdo at chili night before. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you count Rich. Oh boy. Hi, Rich. Uh, Rich, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> Do something about it. <laughs> Fix it. Whoa! I was just—I was making a joke about it. <laughs> Cut Fix it right the out. Weird. It's really—it's really. It's really host- Cut it out. I feel like it's really hostile around here right now, you guys. What is that? Your impression of Rich, or are you saying that? I was just trying out a new bit. Oh, was okay. that a segue? Because he was doing a little. <laughs> it was not. It was not. But <laughs> I guess it could be. Because Kevin was doing a little physical thing with that too. He was doing a character. Yeah, I, I do character work sometimes. We do characters. Do another one of your characters. Uh, oh, who's this? Who am I talking to? I don't have a name for him. He seems. Can like I talk? Gonna... Can I talk to Kevin again, please? Kevin's not Kevin's here. Kevin's not here. Have you guys? <laughs> you can talk to Mr. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that lady in uh, Malignant. Spoiler alert. Where he's got, uh, a, you got a quato on your I back. Got a guy on the back of my head who makes uh, me murder people in and boy. talks through the radio. <laughs> yeah, he's magical, and he's a back of the head guy. He's Back a quad, he's a quado and he's a, and he's magical. When he takes over though, Quattos man, are magical. man, I'll martial arts he's cops so to death. He's so good at fighting. He's so good at fighting. That girl, that girl is doing flips and shit. Mm-hmm. She's breaking all of her ar- arms and legs backwards. That's pretty impressive. That's quite a movie. It's a piece of shit, but also I like, really hope a, you've seen that before because that's quite a spoiler too. That, and then that's the only thing the movie has going for it. True. <laughs> oh, it has an hour and a half of boring shit. You've got to watch the whole thing, <laughs> and then you get to the end, and you're like, "Oh wow, he that did, was pretty cool." You get to the end, and Zoe Bell and some other lady <laughs> are super mean to the main character in jail in a weird way, and yeah. then it turns great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and I didn't recognize Zoe Bell either. I, I yeah, it took me a minute. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, I don't, I'm working on that character. I don't know who he is yet. But I like I like what you got with it so far. He kind of just goes, oh, he just has a severe brain injury. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. It's a guy know? who's just returned from his coma and is about to slip back it's into a, it. It's a guy who comes really quietly. Yeah. Who's that? Is that the, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, the guy it's, a, it's the guy from Spirit Away, Spirit Away and Kane from Kung Fu. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's that's some deep inside stuff uh, right there. <laughs> Definitely some inside baseball. Uh, Speaking of inside baseball, all right. 
Speaking <laughs> our, our favorite baseball players star in our first movie. Of the, <laughs> wait, what are we talking what? about? We're talking about three baseball movies? What are we doing? Uh, Speaking could, of... Are there three baseball what movies? What are we going to call this know. episode? I, I was thinking Video Killed. Yeah, I, I liked... I, I mean, I like think Video that's Video Killed good. the radio star, I think just that, Video uh, Killed? I think that uh, damn, damn You Paparazzo still works, even though they're mm. not all paparazzos, but... Video killed is good. Out of the, wait, 15, it's kind of all, uh, you know, a little bit. Two of them are. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, they all pertain to the news media and specifically the video aspect of the news media. We're not talking about print publications here. Well, paparazzi we sort of I are. guess paparazzi is print, but there's <clears throat> like photos and, you know, there's videos involved in that too. There's three. three sensational, th- sensational news media sort yeah. of stuff maybe. Tabloidism. Tabloidism. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're talking about <laughs> 2001's 15 Minutes, yeah. 2004's Paparazzi, and 2014's Nightcrawler. <laughs> yeah. I have to say... and, and we're I'm, gonna, It's going to be some wildly varying opinions. There will these. be some varying like, opinions here. Once again, shocked to, to find a, a thing from both of you guys uh, that were d- divergent on one of these. Um, but like two of these movies are, I think, the biggest chunk of stupid that we've ever done in the history of this podcast. Paparazzi might be the best worst film I've ever seen. Yes. It is certainly the stupidest movie I've watched in a long time. What it's a fucking treat. At, at 84 minutes, just a bullet of excitement <laughs> and nonsense. And it's stretching at 84, oh, too. Yeah. There's oh, scenes yeah. in it where it's kind of <laughs> like, sure. let's just have a long so- soccer scene. I mm-hmm. don't fucking know. <laughs> we got nothing here. Yep. Nothing. But before we get to that, we're going to have to spend at least a little time Maybe more than 15 minutes on 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Do you know how much killer gets for movie rights? Says in there he wants a million dollars. I used to be a killer in America. First scene of my new movie, action. Detective, does it look like a murder? We don't know the cause of the death, so we get more, we'll let you know. Two visitors are about to bring America and action to its knees can we deal for this in prime time tonight i present to you material of a violent nature we are insane who else but crazy men would film their crimes no ready set okay come on it's going down two of new york's finest come on supposed to be funny yeah come on must stop the madness a tremendously long film it is this one i mean i at, actually had two hours and i didn't hate it matt and i both didn't hate this I one don't, that's amazing um, but i and i i think that it is too damn long oh i mean it's I, it's too I, long by uh 40 minutes i also didn't like it no 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 i, it's I think just that's like, the thing i just wasn't like writhing in agony while it was on no i i i i saw some stuff in there where i was like okay yeah, and then and then, uh, but I wasn't like an, I wasn't annoyed. It's got the some most good time. camera work. It has a few yeah. good good bits. Uh, you know, Bruce Cutler plays himself. That was odd. <laughs> it was Bruce Cutler? He's yeah. the lawyer. Oh, that lawyer, the sleazy lawyer. That's John Gotti's lawyer, Bruce Cutler, and he actually is a sleazebag. Oh shit! And he's yes. playing, playing himself. I always as love a this. Bag. I always love it when shit like that happens in movies where it's like, yeah, we got Bruce Cutler to play himself in this media satire as an unscrupulous lawyer, and he's like, <laughs> and here's this guy who's fucking famous for getting John Gotti acquitted, and he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> he's kind of like that's kind of like Don King when Don King was still around. He right. would he would cameo and be like, we're gonna have you say some fucked up sleazy stuff. You're like, yep. I'm Don King. He's that's, like, that's I got a persona. Am. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's part of my deal. Weird. Sounds good to me. You know? 
Oh, it's like when in Bonfire when Geraldo was in it doing like we shitty journalism. Geraldo was in it. Yeah, the we whole fucked up. We episode. fucked up. Geraldo's in it. But the funny, the weird thing about that is that Geraldo's playing sort of a. Like a, 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 a reporter with principles. Yes, he's well. More, that's he's his the more principled His shtick is that like is not that he's like he's not supposed to be no, no, Wayne no. Gale. No, but I mean, but I mean that's like, true. but he's he's not. But in this, he's kind of like, but but like it's not even like he's not like the character on the Geraldo show was like more like flamboyant, sure. and this guy's like this guy's like what we shouldn't we shouldn't maybe we shouldn't do that, and you're like Geraldo, we have a contract we have a contract with the truth. Geraldo, the scene where they're like they're standing outside as some fire is going on or whatever, and they're like him and Peter Fallow are out there and yeah. Geraldo's like, come on, let's get the footage. Let's do the thing. You know, it's like, he's still supposed to be a skeevy piece of shit. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I didn't think he was like principled principle, but it was yeah. just an odd choice where he's like... Sex with furniture. What do you think? Where he's playing himself as like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either uh, way, we did it was we did a whole sorry, hour, and a, hour and a half on Bonfire of the Vanities. It's on the Patreon. Go check it out. Great episode. Uh, but we, we want to talk about some real, some real satire. We're going to talk about 15 minutes here. Here we go. Here's a, here's a media satire. Uh, I think this, I, came I, this, at, is, this, this is a came better satire a, than Bonfire of the Vanities for sure. Yeah, relatively, yeah. yeah boy. I, I don't know if it's as bad a movie as Bonfire of the Vanities. It's definitely not. No, not even uh, but you know what? Even, you know what's possibly close. an even worse movie than this? Uh, and it's tough to say. I don't want to have to watch either one of them again to like me- measure them up against another. But a year later, or possibly a year before, I can't remember. Uh, Robert De Niro also made Showtime. a movie called Fucking Showtime with Eddie Murphy. That's, That's a terrible that is movie. Just unspeakably bad. That's worse. That's similar themes. That's way worse than this. This one, I don't know. I don't. Well, what's the plot of this? What is, is with like- fucking Robert De Niro? Like this, re- this really pissed me off. Like the, the one-two punch because <laughs> I saw Showtime last year and like. Yeah. Robert De Niro pisses me off, man. <laughs> he produced this. This pr- Tribeca Film Company produced this. You yeah. read the script. What the fuck is going on? Look, uh. man, he didn't have to go too far from home. He probably was out. He was probably off the set by 5 p.m. The whole thing takes place in the daytime anyway. <laughs> I know that it's easy. He's, he's killed off and he partway gets paid. through the movie. I understand yeah. the arguments for doing crap like this, but he could do anything he wanted, or at least during this time he could have. He, he got to take two paychecks for this, too, because he gets paid as a producer. Yeah. That's true. He just wanted get paid to do, a little, I get paid two paychecks a little bit. He wanted to uh, to do some trenchant, uh, trenchant, you know, media satire. And this yeah. is directed, written, and directed by our buddy John Hertzfeld, who directed God. Two Days in the Valley. Another movie that I don't hate. Yeah, the that, animator. I hate that more than this. <laughs> Not John Hertzfeld. Oh. Uh, that movie. Yeah, yeah, maybe. That movie. This movie. At least all the plot strands tie up. That movie has that whole weird Jeff Daniels storyline that you have to spend time with. That then it just goes. Very it just, They just stop doing it. Ugh. If I remember right, and then, but like, but like two days in the valley, it's oddly loaded with strange cameos and stuff like that. Yeah, and probably too many characters. Uh, but it does have the cameos are weird, and it's yeah. like just b- like Roseanne. Bizarre. Roseanne. So we're sh- we're pretty sure that that was not just a clip taken from a Roseanne show that that oh, they made maybe. that originally for. The, I'm not 100. percent I don't remember Roseanne I'm, having a show like that. I don't know that she did. I uh, Corey said that she did, but okay. I don't. She I don't might think, have. If she did, it was pretty 100. percent uh, but uh, aside from her, though, David Allen Greer. David Allen, very sad uh, cameo. a weird cameo. Uh, baby Anton Yelchin uh, making another appearance on our show. Who was he in this? He's just he's this kid in the, the building's on fire, and he's the kid who's like, come through here, and then oh, they, they run out him. of the building. He's like, wow. ah, mom, or whatever. Is he Russian she, again? Corey's right. Uh, she, he might she be. She did have a show. Okay, so that's just a 281 episodes. <laughs> wow. Well, ran, probably, for, uh, ran for two years. Ended in June of 2000, so... 
Okay. It might just be timely. a clip from that. I don't know if they, they I'm did still going to count it as a cameo because they had yeah. to ask her. To, she certainly got paid. They had to ask her to show that clip. So Charlize yeah. pops up for a scene. Charlize, Charlize Theron. Which makes sense, you know, because he, it's like he, you know, he, she was in his, his big break was in Two Days in the Valley. Yeah. And so, you know. He Vera Farm- called, he young Vera Farmiga doesn't really have a cameo. She plays like a major character. No, but yep. it is, but it is funny. She's very orange. <laughs> and she's got red hair. She's, her hair is orange and her body is orange. And I think at one point she's wearing like an orange dress and I'm like, why is she so orange? Her body is so orange. <laughs> she just looks orange. Uh, I just looked at her and she's like, she looks orange. She looks good. She looks good. I'm not I saying like she looks her. bad. I like her with the red hair. I like, I like it, you know. She's got an, she's rocking a, Czech accent, or is it a Russian accent? I think I she's, supposed, well, to she's supposed to be Russian. Russian. Yeah. So okay, what's this movie about? These two guys, <laughs> two Russians. Well, one's Russian and one's Czech. Right. For the sake of like, let's just say that they're both Czech, so we can do the two wild and crazy guys. Thing. <laughs> okay. Right. They're Czechs, and they're they're, they're coming, two wild and crazy guys. They came in. to America to get to do it with foxes. Right. Uh, <laughs> and hang on to their big American hang breasts. Hang on to their big American breasts. Did this come out before or after nine eleven? Before, I would imagine. Uh, I don't know. We can check. Oh, it doesn't way, matter. I just, just did want to restate that this is the worst. This movie is the worst thing that happened in 2001. Right. <laughs> Jesus. And I'm talking about 9/11. Uh. Oh, okay. Wait. What were you? What was? What were you? What did you mean by that? Oh, you're saying you're saying this is worse than 9/11? I'm oh saying it's worse than 9/11. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's I'm not put, being uh, edgy. Sorry, I didn't want to put too much. I this am came out being in, edgy. in March of you 2001. Edgelord. March. And what do we know? What month that uh, 9/11 happened? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's like the whole "What's the number for nine for 911 joke? Too the same soon, deal. too soon, Travis. Pretty good. Uh, okay, so so yeah, uh, these two guys come into their. We meet them coming into to customs at at the airport. Yeah, and uh, it's it's Carl Roden, who you might remember from such films as like Blade Two. He's like the skeevy human lawyer guy who works for the vampires in in Blade Two. And uh, his his partner, the the much larger Oleg Taktarov, who I recognize mainly from being the guy that uh, that is Peter Stormare's henchman in Bad Boys Two, and they chop him up and put him in a uh, barrel. Okay, wow, yeah, there you go. he's got a real. Henchman but he, he look. played a lot of henchmen and stuff like yeah, that yeah. in this around you know the nineties two thousands, and um, <coughs> he's got uh, like a camcorder and he's like or he's got like a, a sorry like a disposable camera. He's like taking pictures of himself. And he says to the customs guy that like, oh, he came to we came to America because I wanted to see the America from the movies. He's obsessed with American movies, right? And wants to be in the movies. But really, they've been in jail, and they came to America to track down their former partner who uh, got away with all their money, and they want their cut. Yeah, and also, but also Nefarious that guy, Eastern European shit. But yeah. that, that guy does steal a camcorder real early on. Right away, yeah. Too, he steals he steals a camcorder from one of those like you know windows those those shops that you that you see everywhere to this day that like have a VCR in the window. Right. Yeah. I do. It's got Sony guts. I yeah. will. I will say this. I know this is Travis's most hated movie of all time, but I do it's think that there. I do think that this movie would be vastly improved if it was just a movie following these two guys yeah. and it didn't have the police characters at all because like these guys are like crazy they're like it's you you they're go maniacs. For, at first you go like oh they're just doing this cuz they're getting money and then at some point they're like doing they're just doing all kinds of weird shit the, yeah they're the, just doing crimes the bad shit in the movie is like de niro and ed burns and stuff and yeah, they don't even show up for like 20 minutes bad. 
They didn't show up for a long time in the movie. I enjoy I enjoyed the movie with these guys. I'm, I I don't know if it would be good, but it'd be like a low, uh, like a like a lesser man bites dog or something. Yeah, that and might, it, it is. Might, yeah, it's, and there's it's, a man bites dog thing going on. It's yeah. trying to do this like whole like interconnected ecosystem of crime right. and media it's, and and law enforcement right. and cinema and you know all that shit. And it ends up just being like really trite. Yeah, and it, uh, <laughs> and and also like as a procedural, like as a thriller. It's boring. Like, there aren't many thrills. No. I mean, the thrilling parts are, like, those guys... Like, what are these guys going to do? Yeah. Are they going to do something crazy, or... Occasionally, there's, like, a chase scene, and you're like, just skip to the end of the chase scene, please. Can I I just find out what happens? They do these videotaped kill sequences, too, because as soon as this weirdo, uh, the Czech dude, or... I don't fucking know. He's a Czech guy. The main main dude's Russian. The other guy is Czech. Sure. Oleg. Uh, We'll call him Oleg. Oleg, sure. Uh, he's got. He's just sutured to this camera, yeah. and he's like one of these guys, like in America. Yeah. You know, uh, we start them. Is all you know. You he get keeps, famous. He and keeps then calling you get the himself money, Frank Capra, and then you get yeah, the yeah, win yeah. one. It's it's very much like and he films everything. It's trying to do a natural born killers kind of thing. A little bit, too, yeah. And it doesn't. And none of that. It's all very. But it's all like all these different it's, influences that all don't work. It's also one of those things that they do in all those found footage uh, movies. Yeah. Where they always have to have some sort of reason because they do some sort of explanation for why the guy keeps filming while like Godzilla's right. rampaging through the city. So they always are like, I'm doing this for posterity's sake. We got it. The people need to know. That's why I'm still holding the camera. But I mean. And and he's he's, he's, so he's making a movie own, about yeah. himself. But at least in this, this is one, so I get famous yeah. and become big American star. At least in this one, that's that's the reason. It's, and it's not a found footage thing where they're like, we have to have a reason for this camera to be on. It's yeah. like at least the character is like, yes. <laughs> and and so, you know, so you, can, you so can imagine that the parts of this that are like you know shot, that you see the, the video footage that they're shooting, that might have seemed novel in two thousand and one. Sure, relatively. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that stuff too because he keeps on using all the different like uh, uh, like solarization. Solar Filters it, it, and stuff like that. He uses all the worst I, and shittiest filters. I like that because I because these characters are supposed to be dumb. Yeah, yeah. and I enjoyed that because I was like, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what this guy would do when that, he gets that camcorder. That makes sense, <laughs> but it makes those scenes feel very soft pedaled because it's supposed to be like we said, "Man bites dog," which is a very right. fucked up movie, and those scenes <laughs> right. are and you know, like that stuff's hard to watch. And in this one, when it becomes like violent, scary, freaky, filmed on videotape times, then it just switches to a bunch of different like uh, filters and stuff, and it's like you can't can't really see anything right tell what's in it so it really feels like they're pulling their punches so so they go to this house they're like this guy's like oh i don't have your money what and they end up he, i he, don't have money they end up kill they end up killing this guy and well they then, kill the they kill the girl no they yeah. kill they the kill, guy they kill the guy and then they have then they're like then the his wife or whatever she is this they girl this girl neck. is there they're like we got to kill her too and then meanwhile they don't know that uh Orange Vera Farmiga is watching from a uh, from the next room. From the next room, and uh, they light them, and they're like, "We got to burn the place." So they burn the place. Because uh, it turns out that the skinny the skinny dude is also quite an arsonist. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the king of the arsonists. He he likes to start fires in elaborate ways. This, he's got timers and shit. This movie yeah. is a thing. This movie is also like a bit of a half-assed backdraft. Uh, it's got a big backdraft. Which is, a, half is a half draft. Which is funny because backdraft is already a half-assed version Backwash. of itself. <laughs> <laughs> half draft or backwash? Let us yeah. know on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but backdraft already is not very good, and then this is like a not good version. I don't of that. know, man. I rewatched backdraft a yeah. few uh, weeks ago, and just happened to I was staying with with Will Goss in Austin, yeah. and he had it on, and I watched most of it, and it's 
pretty fucking nuts. The fire huh. scenes are great. Huh. It's very weird movie. I just remember <laughs> last time watching. We it being, can do that, right? I just remember last time we watching should. it being like yeah. Billy Baldwin. Well, that's the problem. Billy Baldwin or whichever <laughs> that's one the he problem. is. That's the problem with the movie is that it has this big gaping hole in the middle of it, and it's it's Billy Baldwin. Yeah. Stephen Baldwin not in any of the movies. Daniel Baldwin, however, is in Paparazzi. Yeah, and it's and it's sure it's it's directed because it's directed by Ron Howard, so you know that it was finished. Mm-hmm. Good Kurt Russell performance. <laughs> Scott Glenn. <laughs> that's the Ron Howard guarantee. <laughs> On or under budget, we'll, I will we'll be finished. There will be a whole movie you can watch. I will edit. Your, ha- I will have the movie edited, <laughs> and you can release it in theaters by the time I'm done. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Ron Howard guarantee. Ron yeah. Howard guarantee. Uh, anyway, so then they start. They burn the place down, and that's when. Uh, that's when we find Ed Burns. That's when we yeah. meet Ed Burns. We Ed be, Burns and De Niro too. Not yet. Oh, okay. Uh, we meet Ed Burns first. Basically, what kind of movie is this? We've we've seen we've seen uh, De Niro because there's the, the we, like, we've guy. seen him. He's the TV guy, he's and he's like, like the, he's like a hot shot. He's a hot shot famous man. TV cop, which I know. believe he is in Showtime as well. Yeah, I I liked that in famous. I think this is famous cop. I think this works better than in in that. I think than in Showtime. If I'm remembering Showtime right, which I hopefully I am hope not. you're not. I hope I'm not remembering it all. But yeah, so we meet him, and then Ed Burns. That's that's what annoys me about this movie is that it has. To, it's like this whole thing where it's like we're spending so much time with this interconnected. Uh, like, is he the homicide detective or the fire marshal or whatever? And you're like, man, just make it. Who fucking if cares? If you guys keep up with this, this movie is going to be two hours long. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Like, I just whenever it's like these inner these uh, interconnected like uh, bureaus of the New York uh, police and fire department, I'm always like, oh fuck off. Who cares? Just make just make the guy a cop, and then the fire bureau guys who watch this movie can be like, oh, actually, a fire marshal. Then nobody else is going to care. It'll be a half hour shorter. Yeah. We won't have to have a, a whole Ed Burns character. That's- I'm not sure that a fire marshal. Has a sidearm. That's true. I'm not sure that a fire um, marshal. Also, not sure that a fire marshal can arrest you. (laughs) I really don't think that they can. But he does arrest a guy. Well, he he starts. He handcuffs him to a a car. Right, but I mean, allegedly, he's a fire marshal. He arrests people. Yeah. Yeah. But then, and then, but then, he has handcuffs and a partner. And I mean, they, maybe they maybe, handcuffed David Allen Greer to a tree. Maybe, oh, that's maybe, right. Maybe he had that's the handcuffs we, for a uh, different reason. Right. That's before he, we find out that he's the fire marshal. His, we assume he's a cop. We assume he's a cop. He does. David Allen Greer like tries to rob him in a park. He's just going through Central Park or whatever. And David Allen Greer, it, the David Allen Greer yeah. from In Living Color, makes, celebrated comedic from, actor. The, from In the Army Now. At the beginning, of, <laughs> at, the, at this part in the beginning, it's like, why is David Allen Greer playing the mugger? Now, later, when he returns to the movie- yeah. When Ed Burns is getting canceled, it makes it's like, sense. oh, I see why they got David Allen Greer to do this part. Yeah. But at the time, at the beginning of the movie, when I'm watching it the other day, I'm like, it must have been some lean years for, for David Allen Greer. But you're, you're, you're also still like, it still lean, feel, lean it still Greer's. seems lean at the, yeah. You're also still like, why is Charlize Theron playing this lady for one Yeah. Scene? And then she doesn't come back. And then you go like, it's, that, was a a, that was a favor. That was a favor, yeah. And it's obviously called in a bunch of favors. Uh, but There's uh, a very obvious favor that I'll point out later when uh, they... they uh, the like people are watching the footage of of the murder at the at Planet Hollywood. Yeah. Right. And the the scene the, there's like a shooting and there's like a whole incident that takes place in the in the Planet Hollywood and it ends with a bunch of shit falling on a statue of Rocky. Oh right. <laughs> and what I found out just the other day was that this director John Herzfeld is good buddies with Sylvester Stallone. They went to acting school together. What? And like if He's... you're if you heard about the new the new cut of Rocky 4 that came out this this weekend when we're recording this, there was also a thing on YouTube like a, do- a 90 minute documentary quote unquote on YouTube about Stallone re-editing Rocky 4 shot on an iPhone by John Herzfeld. 
Wow. Uh, so he's so he's Stallone's age. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he was old when mm-hmm. Two Days in the Valley came out. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of the thing. He hadn't really directed anything, but he'd been working in Hollywood for years. Jeez. Uh, just not picking up any talent or skills. There's or one. There's like just before we move on from this, <laughs> I want to mention the scene in the the Stallone documentary because his office where he's editing the movie is in Sunset Boulevard, and he he looks out the window onto Sunset Boulevard. And he goes, "Oh, Sunset Boulevard." Street of Broken Dreams. <laughs> you're right, you're right, Sly. It's, it's a, a street of broken it's dreams. It's amazing. Good call, Sly. Amazing. Good one. You almost want him to look at the camera and shrug. <laughs> oh, oh. What do you want from me? What, what do you want from me? I'm just a big shark, man. <laughs> be die in a pool? Or I don't yeah. I'm not going to do it. Uh, so, but anyway, so... So Back Ed, to the movie. Ed, Ed, Burns. Well, Ed Burns is introduced with his car broken down. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, not my car. Ah, heck, no, yeah, fucking, nah. this fucking, my fucking car. How's his, I can't do his oh, accent. Man. But nobody, nobody has ever, oh. nobody has ever had as much of a New York accent. Nobody's ever been as much from New York as Ed Burns' accent. As Fire Marshal Jordy Warsaw. <laughs> his name's Jordy just, Warsaw. I mean, I think that's actually what and Ed Burns' talks Polish like. Descent. Yeah. It seems like a fake accent, but I think that's what he talks like. He's from Queens. Like when you see him in like a Saving Private Queens. Ryan or something, it's almost like he's now he's playing, he's really playing up the New York uh, guy. But then whenever you see him anywhere else, he talks like that. And you're like, no, that's just what he fucking sounds like. Yeah. He fucking sounds like that all and the he's time. he's the only guy to survive the saving of Private Ryan, except for Private Ryan. Right. Private Ryan and him, yeah. No, I think Jeremy Davies survives no. too. I don't yeah. think Uppa yeah, makes, makes it, does he? Uppa, Uppa makes it. Oh, yeah, does yeah. he? After he watches uh, the coward. Adam Goldberg get killed, Adam Goldberg the get killed coward him. survives. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. so then, oh. so so, Fire Marshal Jordy Warsaw handcuffs David Allegri to a tree and <laughs> and goes to the, the scene of this fire, which is where we find out he's a fire marshal and not a cop because there are cops there already, especially hero cop Eddie Fleming, played hero by Robert De Niro. Famed hero cop. He's on magazine covers. Yeah. And he's been like recently he's recently busted this like serial killer who is who is like claiming insanity that like his psychiatrist took him off his medication and oh. he didn't and he's not responsible for killing all the people that he killed. Right. Peak stupidity which is, which is, is you the know, insanity police. That becomes a whole thing. That becomes a whole thing a that, whole that, thing. that Eddie Fleming is involved in this serial killer case where and you can you can get famous and get a book deal and a movie deal uh for, for being a criminal and, and still get away with it. Right. Well, that becomes a whole thing for the criminals for because the criminals. they read the article and they're like, "Oh, hey, we can fucking we can do a bunch we of can crimes, do a bunch of crimes, and then plead insanity. Yeah, and we'll get and we'll get off. No, well, and I, the prison we, won't be as bad a, as the one we were in in Russia. They've yeah. got a whole plan, and this is so like on the on the one hand, the the one guy is videotaping all the stuff, and he's crazy for his own shit that he just like is he's sensationally right. like attracted to the violence and all that. He's a sociopath or whatever. The other guy starts to formulate a plan while they go on their killing spree, where he's like he's really just a dude at the edge who's just doing this shit because he's like a, a wild animal. He's and a at psycho. a certain point, yeah. he kind of like pulls together a plan from watching TV and seeing all this stuff on the news, and you wonder. Like, does the movie believe this, or is it just him? It, where he goes, I like, think the movie is written from a point of view where it's like, yeah, America, you can actually get right. away with this shit. Mo- absolutely, we find that out later. Yeah, but right. like when he when he hatches his plan, he goes, "What we do is." Uh, Claim insanity, because what kind of crazy person videotapes himself doing killing, right? And then we claim insanity, and then when the trial comes, we say we are not insane, and then it is double jeopardy. 
And he says Double Jeopardy. So this movie has an even looser understanding of Double Double Jeopardy Jeopardy than the movie Double Jeopardy, which doesn't even have Double Jeopardy in it. Because he's like, we can't get tried for the same crime twice. And you're like, wait, but you haven't been tried tried for it at all. It can't be the way it works. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. This guy's got to be wrong, and then he's not. Because the movie's like, no, you can do this. This is correct. Well, because he has a hotshot corrupt lawyer, Bruce Cutler. They didn't even watch the movie Double Jeopardy before they made this movie. Did you uh, not watch movie Double you Jeopardy? Watch Double Jeopardy with Tommy Lee Jones and etc. <laughs> we kill moose and squirrel. <laughs> so, uh, Ed Burns and uh, Robert De Niro are both at this crime scene. Ed Burns and De Niro and, together in there. And, and De Niro. It's like peanut butter and a uh, different kind of peanut butter. It's not unlike the scene in Backdraft <laughs> where Billy Baldwin and Robert De Niro are investigating. I know. An arson that's why scene. I meant. That's the other reason. Except, I except in this one, like Ed Burns is marginally less annoying well, than, also, than, than Billy Baldwin. Tough, yeah. Also, Ed Burns is like supposed to be investigating a crime. Right. I mean, that's his. his well, they're supposed to determine whether or not it was arson. That's what I mean. His job is that yeah. as well as the Billy. Baldwin's job is to follow in, Robert De Niro in Backdraft around and, and is, be a, there. is a fireman, I believe, yeah. who's not supposed. Well, he's he's been he's been booted oh, off right. the fire the fireman's t- squad, and he's joined that's the right. arson investigation. Right, we'll squad. talk about Backdraft some other time. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> there's a part in this. <laughs> a, a, okay, a so like better movie in my Eddie Fleming or De Niro that is there, and he's like you know uh, making it sound like they they figure it's just like a homicide and these or, or an accident, like these two people like were smoking crack. And and fucking each other because the bodies have been staged. They like they were sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. And that, like, see, I like those. I like the crazy. Yeah. I like the two guys because they're fucking because they're fucking psychos. And they made it look like they were smoking crack and burned <laughs> the place <laughs> down while they were fucking <laughs> each other, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But Seems like, like they would have stopped sixty nine while the flames were engulfing yeah. them. Ed Burns. Ed Burns notices out. that they don't have any soot in their mouths, so they died before the fire started. And, and also, and they he finds find a can labeled gas or something. Yeah, and they <laughs> and they find that they find a timer. One yeah. of my favorite things in this scene, by the way, was that they're like, "All right, we got to make a hole in the this floor." Is my to, favorite part to let, of the whole movie to let the water out of the out, you know, out of the apartment, so that we can. So that we can, you know, See get to the, the floor. floor, and they just like chop a hole in the floor. I guess the apartment downstairs burned too, because otherwise yeah. you're just flooding someone else's apartment. They cleaned out the whole fucking. They cleared out the whole thing. But, but it's uh, neat. also his partner, it's the only Eddie, part of the movie Eddie Fleming's partner is is <laughs> Captain Cisco. It. It's Avery Brooks. Yep, Cisco oh, yeah. Hawk from Spencer for Hire doesn't have much to do in this, but he's in it. God damn it. Yep. Uh, also on board in this overstuffed movie is Kelsey Grammer. Yes. Oh, that's as, right. That's the first thing we see is Kelsey Grammer. As a uh, tabloid journalist yeah. uh, or news guy who's a you know, sensationalist. For like Hot Topic and, Tonight or whatever and he, the fuck and he, 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 he has. And he has uh, uh, De Niro's character sort of on a payroll. Like he's kind of yeah. like, hey, man, I'll sh- you, get, you, get a, you, know, you get a good bust. You call me first and I'll get there right, yeah. as, right as it's happening kind of thing. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer does say if, if it bleeds, it leads. Yes. So we got we in a one. Talk. One instance of that, and his boss, we'll have, who doesn't we'll who doesn't like his unscrupulous <laughs> antics, is a briefly noticed Kim Cattrall. Yeah, yep. Kim Cattrall. Yeah, Kim Cattrall also thro- coming in with this movie a, starts with Kelsey Grammer and, and Kim Cattrall yelling at each other, and then we like they disappear from the movie for a lo- like long period yeah. of time. I don't know if Kim Cattrall ever comes. She out. doesn't come back. She Kelsey Grammer is heavily featured in it. Yeah, yeah. great. And he's kind uh, of like a, a secondary villain. <clears throat> also, uh, on, the, on the way the out yeah. of the crime scene. Uh, we we also meet reporter Melina Kanakaridis from the right. show from the show Providence, and she she turns out to be important. She too. was also on one of them CSIs, I think. I think she might have been on CSI New York. Right. Yes, you see her covering uh, Robert De Niro's uh, famed exploits as a uh, 
New York police officer who is famous, and she's covering all of his <laughs> stories. You yeah. know what reality is well, like. Well, also it turns out that they're like a, an item. Yes. Yeah, the, 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 it turns the, out that they're, they're the a couple. seconds before that they sh- it shows them like finally having dinner together, uh, I was said to Corey, like, I can't wait, because De Niro's talking about, pop the, um, uh, pop the question a little bit to my girlfriend, see if she won't marry me. And I'm like, I can't wait to find out what 20-year-old Robert De Niro right. is fucking going to yeah. be. And then, of course, it's this lady. She looks like she's about 27. She's like, oh, wow, the opportunity to <laughs> marry this withered yeah. husk of a fucking violent cop. Yeah. He is drunk. I got a 58-year-old drunk cop. I got some good movies ahead of me. I got some, some Meet the Parents movies. You know, I might do a couple, two or three sequels to that. You know, so what do you think? I got oh. uh, pretty bad with money, but I work a lot. I'm producing a lot of movies. Produce a lot of movies, a lot of bad movies. I'm not going to be really in anything. I'm not going to be good in anything for the rest of my career, pretty much. But. Sleepwalking for the rest of my through the rest of my career and What's life. It? There's one. There's one movie I like. I like him in. Uh, called Stone with Mila Jovovich. That's and, good. Uh, and and Ed, Ed Norton. That is good. Yeah. Uh, Ed Norton actually is pretty good in that too. Playing like a fucking uh, white boy. <laughs> Mila yeah. Jovovich walks off with that movie. No, she's amazing. What a anyway. unicorn! A movie where De Niro and Ed Norton are both good in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come I on. Know. It's yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Outside of Robert De Niro popping up in a Wes Anderson movie, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, so Kelsey Grammer's this unscrupulous sort of reporter, and uh, uh, what? What? I mean, just a bunch. It's I just mean, sort of like it's just like an the investigation, and it's just they, they, oh, they find uh, or Vera Farmiga. They find Vera Farmiga. The killers also have figured out that someone else was there, yeah. and they call. So they call the uh, the escort, the escort service. service, and and so Shirley, so Shirley Theron, who we meet later. Is she sends over like a girl going like it doesn't matter once they're there and it doesn't then, matter and then Carl pe- Roden murders the girl. My favorite character in the movie is this girl who like who like shows up and he's like uh, I know uh, I want check I girls. want address and she's, and she's like she's like look just let me in okay it doesn't matter I, I I'm, I'm not check whatever and she like I mean look. She gets murdered, and that's that's bad. But you're also like he gave her he gave her a few times where she could like leave, where he's like, "Look, I don't want you here. I, I want someone want else." And she's like, "No, you got me. Look, now I'm gonna let look, me in now. Fucking sit down. I'm gonna give you a blowjob. I'm job. gonna get naked and suck your dick. Let's just let's just put I the felt, money over I there." I felt bad for this poor actress who has to do this horrible yeah. scene, this totally grim, naked, and then stuff. gets murdered, and then has to do like another scene and a half where she's just a dead, naked body covered in blood. In, but in she does get to say she worked with De Niro. <laughs> yeah. She she says she can say she did a De Niro movie. I, I did a movie with Carl Roden. <laughs> I did enjoy how how forceful this lady was. A John Herzfeld movie. Where she's like, look, <laughs> the animator? look, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in here yeah. and do some. We're gonna do some stuff, and you're gonna pay me. I'm I don't fucking care. Yeah. She's and then she gets which, very single minded about her which, job. Which then she gets murdered. She gets yeah. brutally murdered. Yeah. And again, and again she, this is supposed to be like a very disturbing sort of scene, which is weird that they do this because the, uh, like a lot of the tone of the movie is li- is kind of like lightly satirical, where they'll be like when they go on like kind of journalistic cop adventures they'll be like bloop, 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 kind of music and then it's just like these dudes like beating to death a naked woman and, and like murdering her with like these different filters on the camera and shit like that just the movie's totally completely out of fucking whack this yeah, is before we get to the last third where com- things completely go off the rails you know it obviously has trouble juggling its tone but also i think that like it seems dumber now 
than it might have seemed at the time. Like, I think in 2001, you could make a claim that this is a little bit edgy yeah. and a little bit kind of like extremely violent, you know, like pushing pushing that, that envelope a little bit. Now it seems totally trite and tame. And and even at the time, it would have been like mostly trite and kind of tame. I do believe people hated it at the time. Oh, yeah, it wasn't like well-liked. I'm just saying that like... In 2001, it probably seemed like if it's a two-star movie now, it was maybe two and a half. Yeah. You know what I mean? It like didn't seem quite so dumb. Maybe. But uh, but it hasn't aged well. I mean, for a not particularly good movie to begin with, it hasn't aged very well. And then 9-11 came, and we, we all forgot about 15 minutes, which is probably <laughs> one of the greatest consequences of 9-11. Yeah. Remember when we were all obsessing over like Britney Spears and her snake and shark attacks in the movie 15 Minutes? And Doesn't somebody came? actually say you got your 15 minutes in this movie? They say it to oh, yeah. Ed Burns. God almighty. It's because you, you think from the title it's referring to these criminals doing whatever they can to get like their moment of fame or whatever. But well, it someone is referring says it to, to that. Ed, so, yeah, yeah, but so the, the titular oh, line right. comes when someone's talking to Ed Burns. Right, but he's but he's but that's ironic because he's the the one guy in the movie who's not looking for his 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. Because as it turns out, every, once everything starts unraveling, everybody, every other character in the movie is like on camera going like, oh yeah, I want this or that or whatever. You know, the guy, the David Allen Greer character, the mm-hmm. Vera Farmiga character, all of them are all like, oh, you know, and Ed Burns is the only character who's not out. He just wants justice. He just wants justice. Yeah. <laughs> and so exactly. ev- eventually, exactly. The, eventually the two bad guys get get their, their greasy mitts on, on Robert De Niro the, himself. Yeah, right. they break into his place. Yeah. Because they, they find his card. Where do they find his card? On some victim of theirs, I yeah. think, or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> This movie is like you where said, they find overstuffed. His, where they find his address in that news no, I remember specifically they had his business card. Yeah, but I mean, you know, what for what? However, they f- they find him and they capture him. Yeah, and they videotape themselves. And this is right after he gets thwarted, asking his girlfriend to his girlfriend who's forty years younger than him to marry. To marry <laughs> his him. gorgeous twenty mid twenties. Girlfriend. Oh no! I she don't want to marry you. In, You're very she old. She gets called in to anchor the yeah. news. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, he doesn't like get a woman to... anchoring the news. Not on my watch. <laughs> well, things will change once we're married, but okay, <laughs> it's okay right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want a wife of mine working. Okay, great. Is, are you still gonna be 59 and an alcoholic? Sold. No, no, I'll, be, no pretty soon I'll be 70. <laughs> <laughs> 59 and look 69. Nice. 69. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> so they, anyway, they get they get a hold of De Niro and they kill him. Yeah, and on camera okay. and they videotape. This it. is terrible too because they, ne- uh, they this just frustrates me because <laughs> like the whole scene is they they've got him like taped down to a chair and then like at a certain point he's vi- like um the the guy who holds the camera all the time videotapes the the other guy. Let's just call him Video his, Man. Yeah, he's it's like Oleg. Oleg. I want to call him Video Man. There's Video no, Man. Let's call the other guy Oleg. That guy's name's Emil. Well, I want to call him Oleg. He's just going to confuse everybody. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is Video Man and Poor Man. So it's, it's a character I'm working on. Okay, okay, Video Man and Poor Man's Robert Carlyle, and Poor Man's Robert Carlyle <laughs> is is going just like call him Check Robert Carlyle. We're getting too confused. We're in the weeds here. People. Yeah, we're in the weeds. He's like uh, De Niro. You the do not film this. Do not film this. Okay, De Niro. I tell you my whole plan. I'm going to pretend to be crazy, but I'm not crazy. I mean, even like even if you say you're not crazy, this guy's crazy. I, I don't. That's fucking nonsense. But De Niro just Anyways, keeps going like, tells, "Oh, you think that's your fucking plan?" Then they spit in each other's faces a whole bunch. Yeah. De Niro gets his <laughs> face spit in a lot. Mm-hmm. Dude, you didn't have to do any of this. He's a method actor. <laughs> spit in my face. Poor man's Robert Carlo. Spit in my face. It's his kink. It's like you. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Do it a little bit. <laughs> Spit my face a little bit. 
just and then and so and so then he like kind of like. Matt's doing a De Niro face. It's good. You can't, you can't hear you it. Can't hear it, but uh, trust me, it's it's perfect. It was, it was actually kind of terrifying. Ten out of ten. Oh wow! Yeah, it looks great. like it looks like you're crying. Uh, it does, doesn't it? Well, that's I always assume that's what De Niro was doing when he was making that face. <laughs> for your listening pleasure. That's, that's for what you. It sounds that's like. for the listener at home. Wow. Uh, wow. but, but anyways, he sort of he sort of like kind of gets the upper hand. He's t- he's uh, taped to this chair and he starts flailing around and getting some licks in and p- and fighting back and stuff. And then at a certain point, they stab him. Yeah. And then they're like on top of him and he's still not dead yet. And they've stabbed him and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm dying a little bit maybe. And then it cuts <laughs> away. And then it's like we've just found out that Robert De Niro has died. And you're like, well, we didn't see him die. And it's Robert De Niro. Right. He's the co-star he's a of this movie. Actor. But then it's like, then he's having like a giant funeral and everything. There's a funeral, and you're like, he's gonna come back at the end. This is a, something else. This is what, whatever. No, he's dead. Oh, he's just dead. There's a half hour left in oh. this movie. I was never confused that he was dead. No, I didn't. I didn't think he was gonna come back. I didn't think he wasn't dead. I, it's I just that you don't see him back. die. Like yeah, it cuts away from that scene, and then it's like. Uh, We've just learned that he's dead, and then uh, cut to the funeral, and it's like I guess he's dead. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's yeah, it's Fucking not like weird. in the Dark Knight where it's like they have a giant parade for Commissioner Gordon, <laughs> and it's like no, he's yeah. fine. That's what happens in movies, especially when you don't actually see the person die. I yeah, mean, yeah. This is what you get used to watching Game of Thrones all the way through. Well, maybe John Herschel's not on the Christopher Nolan's level, really. Yeah. Well, but also no, maybe, maybe it was the that. way of going like, where you're not going to see him die, but then it's like he's dead. We found, we got because they have the footage of him. We being killed, killed Robert De Niro. Well, in it's this the movie. same footage that you see in other stuff where it's a bunch of like like frenetically sure. edited together, filterized. But we stuff. have to, you have to imagine that like the uh, that like the there is. When the guy films it, when they sh- finally show the footage on the news, right, that you sh- you see the 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 extra second where he does die. Uh, I don't know, but they we see it. They is this one of those weird? It. Is this one of those weird things where you're like completely convinced of something that's plainly obvious to the rest of us? No, correct. no, I think this is correct. Okay, it's so called, not like it's the end of Frailty where you're like, oh no, the other guy's a serial killer too, right? <laughs> that's a little bit more confusing. This is just <laughs> this is just like they don't show it. And, okay. Yeah, they don't and show. I, it. And I'm used to the different. I'm yeah, used yeah. to the rhythms of movies where that's not the way it works. Especially yeah. dumb movies like this. Yeah, like just especially show, dumb movies like this. Like, Thank just, you. Just show the thing. You're not better. They don't show him dying. You're not And then you don't see his body when they show the funeral or anything like that. Right, right. And this this happens in movies all the time. You figure they would show it on the news in your media and again, satire. And again, he's Robert De Niro. Yeah. yeah. He's like the, I thought the main character of the movie. And I'm also like, they're going to leave us with fucking Ed Burns? No, Jordy Warsaw oh, is the main character. Ed they, Burns? They do. Just, just straight up Ed Burns? Ed Burns? This fucking movie? Ed Burns is in this movie a lot. I mean, I don't think Robert De Niro is good in this, but he, even a shitty Robert De Niro is a thousand times better than Ed. Like Ed Burns, they should at have. His best. They should have had Robert De Niro come back, but I mean, Eddie Fleming's dead, but Robert De Niro remains in the movie as another guy, like <laughs> his twin brother. He's like doing Father Guido Sarducci or something. He's just like, hey, like hey, he's got prosthetics. Yeah, he's like character. got a big fake nose and like a funny costume. He plays like a rabbi, or, like you know, a Hasidic, you know, one of Robert De Niro's classic characters that he does, <laughs> yeah. where he acts like someone different from himself, that he's famous for doing, especially later in his career. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try. I'll definitely try. That's me. That's me to a T. Try new things. <laughs> he comes in, he's just like, meet the Fockers' dad. He's just like, oh, I'm going to get you. Hey. <laughs> Or he appears as a ghost, You're gonna like meet uh, me. like Obi Wan or something. <laughs> yeah, like that. he's like a Jedi Force ghost. <laughs> Jordy Warsaw, he got to get the tape. <laughs> I would have loved. It. I would have <laughs> give this movie three more fucking stars if that <laughs> happened. That would be. Uh, why not? 
Yeah, I mean, Having at this him point, as, a, as an Obi Wan Kenobi, or like, ghost. or like, uh, like Jamie Kennedy in the Scream sequels, where there's just like there seems to be one more piece of footage of him every new movie, right? Before, in, before he's in dead. Three and four, they have like a thing where it's like he made this video, and you're like, what? <laughs> he when? Did? What? What? And he's like, hey, just in case I'm murdered, and you're like, what? How? Do you, what? Why does he look 15 years older than he was when he died? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Weird. Why does he look like he's lived lived fast? They really blew it by Scream n- Scream Four almost as good a media satire as fifteen minutes. <laughs> I enjoyed it more. Uh, I enjoyed I, most I, I did like I did like I did kinda like Scream Four and Scream Three is the very the really bad one. I think four is way worse. No way. Scream three has this uh, unconscionable cameo by Carrie Fisher. No, that's terrible and it also and has Jane like, Silent made, Bob. That made me f- the Jane Silent Bob thing w- was like practically inoffensive until because then it got to the Carrie Fisher part and I'm like, oh my god, fucking poor Carrie Fisher has to do this whole thing. Plus they waste Look, it's man, another movie that another movie that wastes Parker Parker Posey. I agree. What a fucking piece of shit. I would I would only argue that Scream Three has one really great set piece and Scream Four doesn't have a single good thing or she's in it in at all. The fake house. Yeah. Mm, all right. Scream 4 also has one of my favorite things in any of the movies where, like, all these teenagers have been hanging out and a bunch of them have been getting, like, viciously, savagely murdered, like, with a knife over the course of a, of a few days. And they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have a big party. Yeah. Let's all get together and have a big party and get wasted Kids while are- while people are getting killed. And make sure that the guy brings his weird uh, Google Glasses head cam. Kids are, kids are dumb, dude. Kids are dumb. And you would you would have been the smart kid hanging out at home. That's what that movie's about, too. It's about how the kids that like Scream movies are asshole, stupid people. They really... Bl- <laughs> They really blew it by not calling the new one Five Cream. <laughs> With the five as, a, as the that. S. Come on. Anyway, back to 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. All right. We done? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Travis doesn't have anything to say about <laughs> the screams. I don't like those movies. <laughs> I don't like any of them. Is that a you're working on? That's my take. I don't, I don't like, like any of them. That's Travis's, uh, Travis's character. The first one's fine. Guy who doesn't like Scream. Yeah. That's, the, that's me. But don't it's you think they, don't you think they could have called the should have called the new one five cream with the five five cream with the five is yeah. the s you know yeah because they called yeah. the last one scree form right yeah yeah they put okay I'll weigh in on this yes <laughs> <laughs> all right all right should have done that that's sorry that's that was my character guy who wants <laughs> you to agree with his opinion on the new scream title better than anything De Niro could do <laughs> you guys are funnier than Stella <laughs> thank you oh wow oh. Yeah. That's really deep inside. That's a callback <laughs> to my other show that I do. Oh, is that from? Uh, I was talking about. I was talking about Stella on uh, our Viva on Physical Viva, Media. Yeah. And I, I mentioned the, uh, that time when we uh, showed Emmett the, uh, Stella, and he didn't like it, and he was like, "You guys are funnier than these guys," and we were like, "That's flattering, but not true." No, 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 no. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're funnier than David Wayne. <laughs> You're funnier than Michael Showalter. I will say that concretely. But we're not as good a director. I don't agree with that either. I watched. Oh, I've no. watched his latest movie and that new Apple show, and both of them are not well directed. Oh no, Michael Showalter! If you're listening, and we, we know you are, you suck. He's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, now we get to this part in. Uh, fi- yes, good and plenty are good. Sorry. So yeah, uh, now we get we're to at this part, part. where uh, where they they're making a deal with Kelsey. We get Kelsey Grammer back in the game and finally like becoming a full on ba- like villain because yeah. he's gonna he's gonna he's like. He's at this um, wake for Robert De Niro, who turns out to be actually dead, uh, with Robert De Niro's 26-year-old yeah. <laughs> girlfriend. Widow. And it was very sad. And he gets a call from the guys who are like, hey, we're going to sell you the footage of the guys. We'll sell you footage of his, of his, of his murder. While you're at his, while he's at his wake. Half million dollars. And he's like, I got to go. Ha ha, I'm evil. Bye-bye. And uh, 
and he leaves, gives them gives them the money, and then uh, and then you we get this whole scene where they're like, they're not actually going to show this this death scene, are they? They unbelievable how low that the American media will sink, and this is very sensational, and Kelsey Grammer's a bad guy, and this is. <laughs> It's very sticky wicket, and they're all watching it at uh, Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood. Well, their plan, their plan is to watching the news watch at Planet it, Hollywood. Their plan is to watch it in a public place, yeah. and get recognized, yeah, like by everybody else around them. They'll be like, "They're the guys. They're the guys," and you know, that's their plan. Yeah, is to be like, because who would be? You'd have to be crazy. You'd have to be crazy to be watching your own footage of you murdering people in public and be. You know, and if you're crazy, you live on the lap of luxury, and right? They give they give you anything you want to eat at any time. Was he saying after after dark, my sweet? Oh yeah, yeah. He right. live, you live if you get right. locked up. If you get locked in an insane asylum, you live in a mansion, and they give you anything you want to eat. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically their theory. In this, wow, much better. Much better. <laughs> that movie. is a better movie, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so so they so then they're at Planet Hollywood, and they start they show the the footage goes on the news. And everybody's very like uh, appropriately shocked by it. There's uh, all these close-ups of the people in the restaurant. One going, of them oh is one of them is Big Pussy's wife from The Sopranos. Yeah. And it remi- it all reminds <laughs> me. I just of- think it's a weird thing to be showing in a Planet Hollywood. Really, like they just I mean, I they don't just keep the TV on. You'd think they would show I like mean, movie-related it's, stuff. It's, no, mo- we it's movie world, right? Movie world. Sure, in, sure. In, no, in, I know. I know. In movie universe, it's like the thing where like. We're like, and turn on the news right now, and you someone turns on the TV. No and the matter news, where the news, you are. The news is on. Oh, it's the thing, you know. And, so. and also, it's John Hersfeld getting a favor from his buddy, doing a thing for his buddy Sly Stallone, who owns Planet Hollywood. Exactly. And I was like, oh, Boy. we'll do a little bit of a, you know, cross-promotion. Yep. Get some uh, trench and social commentary mm-hmm. in there, too. Maybe get a few Go to the one on Sunset Boulevard, the street of broken dreams. You ever think about how the media is, like, <laughs> fucked up and bad or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't, but but anyways, it's like so. So it's, <laughs> this reminds me of that. This this movie came out afterwards, so it's probably ripping it off. But that scene in Dark Knight, uh, things where, are worse than ever. <laughs> where there are the Joker's going like <laughs> killing the guy, and then you have to watch that. And that video is actually very terrifying oh, for man, me. That like, where he goes, look at me. You know that thing yeah. scares the shit yeah. out of me. Uh, and this is like a more like a edited together frenetic camera flailing around with a bunch of different like filters on and everybody's going like oh we do know what's going on and this is very <laughs> scary <laughs> you can barely tell what the fuck it looks it's like watching begotten or something like that i don't know what's happening and uh, so everyone's Jesus. shocked and horrified and mad at uh, mad at kelsey grammer yeah. at a certain point uh, ed burns like what what's at what part in the sequence does ed burns like, ki- i know the hollywood the video hollywood video hollywood planet hollywood <laughs> Is that and then he like catches them right? Uh, they fight. They get into a fight. Yeah, the two guys and one of them runs away, and then I think Ed Burns catches one of yeah, them. Yeah, like he he like takes him away from the cops though, so he can like torture him on his own. Right, and then the and co- they have a showdown. It's all it's all this. There's like this whole movie. Like as we're describing this, it's like so much of this stuff that happens in this movie is like shoe leather. Or I guess they would call it character work because mm. it's so much of it is like Ed. There's this whole subplot where Ed Burns like takes Vera Farmiga to get to take a shower because she's needs a shower to thing, and then that comes back like before they show the footage of De Niro, all this stuff comes out about Ed Burns and his character starts getting uh, thrown under the bus. He's and getting canceled. canceled, and like it's guys a David Allen Greer character who he he like. Chain, you know, locked up as he was running to a diff the fire at the beginning. He locked, you know, handcuffed to a tree. And then when he came back, he'd been he'd been stripped and like robbed by somebody else. And a dog else. peed on him. And a dog peed on him, which is really weird. They don't. That's no, it's funny. 
Right. This movie's funny. Like he didn't kick the dog or mo- mo- <laughs> like get out of here. Like do about it. If a dog comes up and starts trying to pee on you, you just, you kick just it gotta stand there go and take it. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, and the viewer Farmiga character is like, you know, now she's being a, you know, there was this whole subplot about him. Like it's like, oh, it's gonna look real bad that you took her to the firehouse. They're gonna think that you fucked her. Yeah. This is what De Niro says something like, uh, if you are alone with this woman, this is like some cancel culture before cancel culture sort of thing. Uh, but he says if he she she even suggests you made a pass at her, no one will fucking believe you if you didn't. You know, like that yeah. whole sort of thing. It's like Mike Pen- isn't that Mike Pence's thing? Yeah, he's like, like I, I won't, won't be work in a with room. a woman. This definitely this whole movie definitely what does like be alone with Mike it's, Pence. It's though. media satire does mother. actually wind up at the other end of the needle with like cancel culture. That's what it ends up kind of being a about. Bit, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. They're gonna cancel you. They're gonna cancel you. They're gonna get canceled. They're gonna cancel you down to Chinatown. They're gonna me too you. You're gonna get me too. Who me? Too? So, Me too. You too. So yeah. So he, but he like, it's just like this whole thing where he takes this guy away, but then the cops come and get the guy away from Ed Burns, and then he's getting canceled, and then, uh, well, then they're like, he they're says like, stuff like, "This is what America wants: violence and sex." Well, and then and the guy, the guy is like, the guy's like, actually, I have proof. The uh, the one guy, Oleg. Uh, is like, I have proof that the other guy isn't insane, and he is on the video of him going like, just for the record, I am not insane, and yeah. we are doing this all as a whole plan. Ha ha ha. Or whatever. Like, like, wow, he said he's not insane, so he must not be insane. Oh, you no. know how that works. We gotta, and then it, it We all, all know how that works. It all ends in a big thing at the... At the courthouse on the waterfront? Uh, yeah, it, this yeah. very, str- very. Uh, this last. I don't third, know the geography of New York well enough to know if this is a real location, but I, it seemed odd that there was a courthouse on the water. No fucking clue. Um, but this, this whole, I think this whole movie is terrible. But this last third is so formless. It's it's so strange. Like yeah. after De Niro's gone, we didn't even mention the weird foot chase in the middle of the movie. Yeah, what happens in the foot chase? Is- uh, <laughs> Avery Brooks and De Niro are chasing oh, yeah. them down the street, and like I think somebody gets killed. No, pe- no, they get sh- the- all that happens is the cops get shot. Yeah, but they're okay. They're fine. <laughs> it's like a whole. That's, that's this whole. Bear, that's whole that's mo- bear mentioning. This whole movie is like that. That's all the chase scenes in the middle stuff is all just like, just very like slowly getting to the thing but not in an interesting way. It's like way. the thriller part of the movie is the most boring part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels like they wrote one draft of the screenplay. Like, yeah. you gotta go back a couple times, at least one more time. There should have been a part the in, the, far, in, the, in the video where they're killing De Niro and De Niro's like, turn that off, I don't care for that. <laughs> I don't care for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ed Burns, like, so, like... He's on the way to the courthouse. All the cameras are around him. Kelsey Grammer's there being a... Being William Atherton being, in Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, he, and Ed Burns has a gun on him. Like, maybe he's going to do Yeah, I don't do think some, fire marshals carry revenge. guns, but maybe he just got a gun now. He's just like, he's going to get justice he on his own terms. Sure. Or something like that. And then, but then the other guy who's been on the loose, who the, yeah. the, the guy who was carrying the, the camera around, they they turned against each other and, and fought, and they yeah. were having an argument over who gets the credit and stuff right, like that. Right, right, right. And he wants the credit because he wrote and directed it. Yeah, he wrote and directed it and stuff like that. And he shows Kelsey Grammer footage right. of the guy going like, I am actually not crazy. That's I'm right. totally sane. Clear, so I'm saying so, so that's admissible in court or whatever. We don't know. We didn't do any research into how this works. And they're like, double jeopardy? Eh? 
I think I think I heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I heard that's a thing somewhere. Does Stallone know? <laughs> and uh, what? What happens? Uh, well, then they shoot each other in the front sh- of the courthouse. They shoot each other. Shoot each the other. The one guy gets, gets like De Niro's girlfriend at gunpoint. And he's like, ah, and then she's like, shoot him, yeah, shoot him. And he's like, don't shoot. If you put your gun down, I'll shoot her or whatever. And the other fire guy is like, I fire did, chief's I did like, like the don't part- shoot it, don't shoot him. And you're like, somebody do something. So this movie ends. I like yeah. the part where Carl Roden's got Melina Kanakuriti. He's got a gun to her head, and she, he's like, if you don't put your gun down, I will kill her. I will shoot her. And she's like, I don't care. Shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> pretty fucked up and you're also you're also like me lady, either you're like oh i know your i know your boyfriend died and you cared about him and stuff but like you could find a much younger guy yeah <laughs> if was, you if you dodge this bullet was, you'll have dodged two bullets <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna die before you anyway <laughs> way before maybe you. even like really like, wait, like a long time before you <laughs> even even if he wasn't a, a cop he's a elderly alcoholic you're 24 like, years old he like whole, puts his gun life. down dramatically and then lifts it back up and shoots him yeah. in the shoulder and yeah, she gets away right. and then he blows him away he, he like shoots him like, shoots him like 15 times, times. Amazing. And he punches, and he punches out yeah. Kelsey Grammer for so being So that a happens prick. in the movie. This is one of those movies where it just keeps not ending, and you're like, well, yeah. "How is it still happening?" He shoots that guy, and it's still like, "Why am I not seeing credits?" And then you do so see he, credits though, because it's you. Sh- you see the the with the other I, guy. I like that. The videographer Oleg guy is like dead, like and then he wakes up. He's like, "How did it? How was it? Did it look good?" He, he, and you he, see the video window of his thing, and it's just directed by yeah. Oleg. When he died, Oleg Razgul. When he yeah. dies, as directed by by him, yeah. and then he wakes up and goes. Did you see it? Is it good? And then he dies. Yeah. I, 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 I thought actually, that was funny. I actually like that. But that's what I mean. If the movie was about these two guys, if it was just them doing this whole thing, I'd be like, eh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. It'd also be like 85 a, minutes long. Right. Exactly. It'd be like, what a what a weird what a weird movie to make. Yeah. And this one, it was just like, what a why what a whole what a mess of a movie to make. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he punches Kelsey Grammer in the face. The yeah. end. That's when they finally ended, I believe. No, then at the end, what? Uh, there's some credits, and then it comes back, and you see Kelsey Grammer's whole report. It's playing in Times Square. Is that right? Yeah, it's like oh, I during, didn't watch it's like during the credits. Yeah. Oh my god. He's reporting on getting punched, or it's like does he have know, the Geraldo like nose brace? No, on? it's just like ah. him in Times Square, like on the big monitor on Times Square. There's all the stuff that, that happened. Did you get that? It's, it's bad. What a piece of shit. I don't care for this movie at all. Uh, this is uh, this is Ed Burns uh, squaring off with uh, uh, the bad guy after after he's kidnapped him. He's like, "You want to be famous? You want to be make headlines? You want to make you want to be a celebrity? Shoot me!" And then the guy's rants like, "You Americans are all pussies with your missiles and your money." Yeah, he's wrong. right. He's not. <laughs> he's got you Americans number. make brothers McMullen. Oh, I love this. <laughs> this is like because there's, there's just there's just so good. much wrong-headed horse shit in this movie from people who are like don't know anything that are just saying stuff. Uh, that's just it's just quintessential, you know, like just the whole double jeopardy thing. I think I heard that somewhere, so let's write right. let's write it into a movie. But this is the part where um, Vera Farmiga's character has fled to America from her native Czech because she killed a cop. Oh, who, right, uh, killed a cop who raped her sister, and so they're t- they're talking about I think, like, he raped, I think he raped her or he or something. Anyway, uh, well, that's what I have in this quote here is that at some point somebody, somebody, because they're like trying to send her back to check to extradite yeah. her to check to answer for her crimes or whatever, and someone says, "If she killed a cop who raped her sister in this country, she'd be a hero." <laughs> yeah, like, sure. Nope. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Wrong. You know, this John Herzfeld guy is probably MAGA now too, don't you? Don't oh, it feels. So. It, this all feels like you know, this is this guy's what, like a heavy Bill Maher fan for sure. Yeah. Oh man, I was it. I was watching a Seinfeld episode the other day. Speaking of cops, and there's a is an L.A. one where they're in L.A. and okay. they're riding in the back of the the back of the car. There's a scene where they're talking to the cops, and it's like it's like supposed to be funny or jokes or whatever, but it's like 
whoa, the, what the cops are saying? Because they're like, they're like, hey, you you go through that you go through that red light, right? And he's like, well, we're not in an emergency. He's like, but you could if you wanted to. And he's like, oh yeah, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> and the other guy goes, yeah, we can run through red lights, shoot people. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yeah. 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 Pretty much. There's no accountability. Nice. Uh, this is the part where De Niro finally uh, is at a table with his, this is when he's trying to work up the nerve to ask right. this gorgeous 26-year-old girl to marry a 96-year-old alcoholic. Uh, and she's just talking about how, how troubling his, his job is. Uh, and how like weary he must be from his from the travails of his job He's or whatever. Like, I'm not telling because she, of- she finds blood on his watch. Or right. like, Is that blood on your watch? She's like, yeah, a little bit, or whatever. And she wipes it off, and she goes, "And last week you had that school teacher's blood on your shoes." <laughs> <laughs> And then he says, because he tries to use this as a segue into his marriage proposal. He goes, uh, "Speaking of shoes, I'd like to have some shoes next to my shoes." God. <laughs> And then he gets a phone call. She gets a phone call. Oh. Or someone gets a phone call. Someone gets they called. Get interrupted. She gets a phone call. Uh, and the guy shows up with a phone on a plate. Hello. <laughs> phone call. For phone you. call for Mr. De Niro. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they said De Niro. It's crazy. And De Niro goes, hand me the rap rod, plate captain. Sure. <laughs> 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 Ratings. Excuse me. Uh, two Judds. Maybe two and a half Judds. I don't know. It's not terrible. I, talking about it made it more boring, but in the moment, yeah. I didn't hate watching it. I yeah. thought that the two guys, the two uh, yeah. crazy crooks, were fun to watch. Uh, especially the big guy Oleg. He's he's funny in it. I think yeah. like when he steals the camcorder, he's like, "Run, have camera!" <laughs> you know, they're doing their fucking Boris Badenov accents the whole time. Uh, but like it, it's just got so many fucking tangents, and its satire is incredibly toothless, which is a thing that I think is a problem that affects all three of the movies that we're going to talk oh, about for today. Sure. Yeah. Is is completely completely soft targets and toothless satire. <laughs> uh, and you know, but I didn't. I mean, yeah, I didn't hate watching it, so I'm gonna give it two. I'm gonna give it two Juds. I'm gonna settle on two. I'm gonna give it two and a half, maybe even three Douglases. Not because it's incredibly sleazy, but because of the scene with the hooker getting murdered and that poor actress has to do that whole scene. She's actually maybe one of the best actors in the movie. That's pretty harsh. You know, it's just a a nasty scene. Uh, And 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 it's nasty because you're feeling for the actor, not the character. Right, yeah, exactly. You're just watching this going, that that poor woman. This poor woman. By which I mean the actual actor. whenever Whenever I watch, not just scenes like that, but just like some scene in some random ass movie where some young girl is like, gotta take her top off or, you know, get naked and, and have a dumb sex scene with some actor. I'm like, that girl called her parents and was like, I got into a movie. Like, yeah. that was her big break. And like, you never see these people again. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm going to give it three. I'm going to give it three Douglases just for that poor woman. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's about right. It's, it's probably two and a half, but I'm going to give it three just to make a point. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I'm going to give it. Uh, Oh boy, what am I gonna give it? Ten out of ten. Uh, ten out of ten fire marshals that can arrest you. <laughs> He's got cuffs. Yeah, maybe that's a the thing they can Casey do. Casey needs to arrest the fire or yeah. something. Don't I know. don't know. I have no idea. Don't right, we don't know. Maybe fire marshals are going around arresting people all the time. Frankly, we don't want. Maybe, Frankly, a, fire, don't maybe a fire marshal is gonna <laughs> kick down my door and arrest me while we're recording this podcast. He's actually been there though. He just came oh, in. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> it's Son fire marshal Bill. <laughs> He's gonna Remember show me him? something. Mm. Uh, 
Uh, I'm gonna give it one. <laughs> Judd, <laughs> I hate this movie. It fucking sucks. Apparently, they can make arrests pertaining to arson and related offenses. Okay. Oh, okay. So, but not, but not, not if not, David Alger attacks you. And they, and in they a park. may in fact carry a firearm. I guess if a person attacks you though, and you got the handcuffs handy. Yeah, I mean, Ed Burns did nothing wrong. I mean, he he, you know, that guy did attack him in the fucking park. So it's not write a whole essay in defense of Ed Burns' uh, handcuffing of David Allen Greer in the. At least opening it wasn't moments. Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Would it have hurt <laughs> them to get a little Fire Marshal Bill in this? Would it have killed them? <sighs> anyway, well, actually, this is the time it would have cost him twenty million dollars to get Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, anyways, yeah. One Judd. I hate this movie. Uh. Just a bunch of fucking horse shit. Uh. Just like this that. De Niro was just making a bunch of crap like this at the time. Maybe it's... We should do Showtime on the Patreon. Oh, God. Just to bake your noodles. So awful. Worse than this, I I swear to God. Just to hurt Travis's feelings, which is something I feel like we're all invested in. Yeah, even I am. I'm not Not that invested. Not if I have to watch Showtime again. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. You can just say I didn't watch it. I don't know if he can. No, you have to. You really do have to watch him. Yeah. So now you've got scruples all of a sudden? <laughs> what, you just develop a spine? Yeah. Famously amoral Kevin Clark develops a spine. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's me. How perfect. Perfect timing. Hasn't even watched October Sky yet. <laughs> just That's when we true, needed right? your cold That's calculating true. skills. <laughs> uh, yeah, hate, hate this movie. Um, hate Robert De Niro. <laughs> hate him. Uh, I think it's important to point out that Robert, that, you know, Robert, obviously Robert De Niro. He, he, I think he gets most mostly credit still for, uh, you know, his um, incredible accomplishments as an actor in the seventies, uh, and maybe I guess some in the eighties. Yeah, maybe, I mean, there's maybe, one, you know, in the 80s one in the eighties for sure, or you know? something like that. Yeah, a couple in the nineties, <laughs> yeah, Raging Bull, good, fe- hey, all, you know, the stuff that he's good for. Uh-huh. Good st- but he sucks a lot too, and he sucks in this. He sucks in Showtime. We when he did the fan. He fucking sucked in that. He's low energy. Doesn't work very hard at it. I think I think that's part of the part of the package with De Niro, and I, I'm happy to point it out as often <laughs> as I can that he say it to his face. Fully, I would. What's he gonna do? He's low energy. He's an old old man. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably hurt me. Um, he's from New York. It hurt your feelings anyway. Uh, you're uh, you're fat. I don't know. <laughs> One cutting word from De Niro. Uh yeah I'll give it I'm gonna uh, yeah I think you're right though I'll give it two and a half Douglases I mean that but that scene is just a topless lady being like assaulted for a pretty long time goes on and on just let me in so I can suck his dicks <laughs> yes. no get out get out here no, no we want you let diff- me in I want to suck his different dicks. girl we want different girls hey I'm here you're I'm sucking your dick I will shove this door I will kick this door down and suck your dick doesn't she say like doesn't matter I'll be check I'll be your mommy yeah I'll be it's like oh Jesus I forget she's, that's a thing man people want their mommies worker. to suck their dicks yeah they sure do huh. America okay. <laughs> we want our mommies 15 to suck minutes our with our missiles <laughs> and our money, and All right. uh, I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten jugs of gasoline in the bathtub. We didn't talk about. <laughs> we didn't that, talk about that. Oh yeah, yeah. arson That's scene. That's kind of a cool scene. 
Yeah. yeah. Where like he where he, they like escape from the the house that's on fire and It's like, funny that they keep escaping to like so they're escaping li- yeah. the living room and they go into the bathroom and but then they, he, they she shut opens the a window door. and he's like no no don't do that and it but, backdrafts and blows up the room. Yeah. And they go in the bathroom they can't open the window cuz it's been nailed shut. Yeah. And then he looks and he's like let's get into the bathtub. No, there's gasoline in the bathtub. Yeah. Okay, let's try to pour the gasoline into the drain and the drains have the been drain's clogged. The drain's clogged. I li- it just keeps going and going. I, like I was it. laughing my ass off. I like it cuz I was like Wait, those guys had that much time to set up this yeah. fucking trap? That's they thought of everything. Okay. And then they get saved by Anton Yelchin, who's next door, yes, when they right. bust through the wall. Uh, yeah. Coming through through window. Uh, I'm going to give it to... I'll give it to, to Judd's. It's not it's not good. But I didn't, I didn't absolutely hate it. Uh, I'm going to give it to Douglas's. I think that scene is bad, but it's also like everything in this movie. It's like, well, okay, whatever. It's not like super. Dis- it didn't like super disturbing. No, no, it's not it's disturbing. Not I know what you're saying about. I know what you're saying as a larger thing about like scenes like that in movies where you're like, yeah, you do think that like, who's this actress? Well, she's well I'll this- never know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's a larger problem with she, Hollywood. She went back to Spokane and has worked at an Office Depot ever since. <laughs> well, that's not bad. I mean, sure. I'm just saying. Probably that, gets that's, health, probably Spokane gets Office Depot is pretty nice. It's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah. Been there before. There's no nice hobby lobby. No, <laughs> uh, they got great benefits. And I'm gonna give it. Uh, a, I'm gonna give it a plethora of of cameos from yeah from famous people. Not as many as the next one. No, the next, but the next one is more on. It's like that's this one was more fun fun because it was like that one. In the next one, they're playing sure themselves or whatever. Sometimes. They're like at a thing, but in this one, it's like. Uh, <laughs> I was cooking dinner when I watched this next movie and I watched paparazzi, and. I was like, oh, like a little bit away from the TV. I was paying attention, and then uh, I'm cutting this. I'm like, like preparing this meat. So I'm slicing this meat, and I look up, and I'm like, "Holy shit, is that fucking Chris Rock?" Like playing I actually a, had to, a pizza guy. I, I had to go back. I was like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute," and I actually rewound it to finally to like see yeah. the whole thing to make sure I was really paying attention to this. And you looked back, and you'd cut all your fingers off. Yeah, it was gone. You diced your fingers. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> they tasted good. Wow, you ate them too. Well, like, I mean, I, I was already busy cooking. I mean, yeah. I had time to go back. And they've That's grown back. Point. Yeah, they're fine. Well, That's what happens. he's part reptile. Just so. saying, if you cut your fingers off, they will grow That's back. That's what happens when you drink the adrenochrome. <laughs> what? The stuff that they milk babies for. Yeah. The frazzle uh, drip? Excuse me? Yeah, when you take the blood out of the babies and you drink it, it gives you this thing and you can grow your fingers back. Damn. This is common knowledge, Kevin. Yeah, don't you know? That's what, Q, that's what news. Q is telling you. I'm sorry. Forty-eight percent of the country <laughs> believes this stuff now, Kevin. Get on, get on board, man. <laughs> okay, so paparazzi. 2004's paparazzi, the greatest bad movie I've ever seen in my life. Thirty-six ounces of cold metal. Twenty-four shots per load. A thousand meter range. It has the power to tear a man apart. And it never misses its target. Your first action film, how are you feeling tonight? Uh, this is all new to me, you know, I'm just trying to enjoy it. I love this house. Be sure it's ours. Bo Laramie thought he was living the dream. You ready to play some soccer today, buddy? Yeah! When your name is up in lights, the cameras... Can I get your autograph? Yeah, absolutely. ...never stop shooting. Is this legal? Can they do this? Everyone wants to have a... ...little peek. Please, I'm asking you nicely, don't take pictures of my son. Kitty's nice picture. Won't bring half as much as the ones I have at Abby. Change his clothes by the pool. I think that that is close to... I mean, I, I like that. I'm more of a bad 
good movie guy than, right. than I don't, you are? I don't have any affection for the So Bad It's Good movie, but this was yeah. relentlessly entertaining, complete shit. It's a real joy. I think this movie is a piece of garbage, but it is only like 82 minutes long, and so it was and, like fun. And again, stretching. Stretching it's to get to that 85 minutes. Barely minute directed. <laughs> Barely written. <laughs> Looks terrible. Looks terrible. Shot shot like a TV movie at best. Filled with celebrities. Not a single good performance. <laughs> Not a single like exciting or scintillating piece of writing. It's just pure shit, but it's so stupid. And it's, it's just so tremendously it's, enthusiastically well, stupid. It's, it's and it's and it's dumb in a way it's dumb in a way that's like completely intended to. Like yes. I mean the the stuff that's dumb in it is like what the movie's trying to say, which it, is yeah, it also pop- thinks it's making a point, right? Which oh, is that that's, paparazzis that's the, aren't they evil? <laughs> it's the most beautiful thing, the least they're relatable. They're so evil. The least relatable and thing. And they're and they're the, my favorite thing ever. In the, is like how they're a team. The paparazzis are all like a team of people, and they're all like. Yeah, we're all but, we're all willing to go to go with you in with you against this one actor who has punched you or whatever. We're all monsters, and the the it's 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 like a superstar so team of sleaze bags because you've got Tom Hollander, who usually Tom plays Hall- nice that, guys. That was sad sad to see. I like him. Usually plays nice guys. Most notably played a bad guy in the in the second two pirates movies. He's in a, but he's in Hannah. He's in, he's in, he's Hannah. in, uh, Who's in he the loop. Who's he in the loop? Is he the? Uh, he's the main guy yeah, in the loop. He's, he's outstanding he's in the, in the loop. He's the the uh, not prime minister, but the, he's the behaving, ambassador he's or whatever. Behaving like an absolute tit. He's the one who goes uh, difficult, 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 lemon difficult, lemon difficult. Yes. So everybody else that's like then, a, that's so like a shitty paparazzo is like that makes sense. That makes but sense. But it's just Tom Hollander, and then you got Kevin Gage, Wayne Grove from Heat. Yeah. Fucking Daniel Perfect. Baldwin. So, like, bottom bottom scrape under the barrel I mean, Baldwin. Real like, bad Baldwin. Like, they even make a Baldwin joke in the movie. Hangover bloat Baldwin, yeah. And they make a joke about and it in the movie. Exactly. He looks terrible. He looks terrible. And like, I think maybe he's supposed to, or maybe it was just sort of like, he, yeah, well, he ain't cleaning up. So. He is supposed to, but you also feel like. <laughs> and then the ringleader. <laughs> That's why they, they didn't him. have to do much. Yeah, they And then the ringleader is fucking Tom Sizemore. Yes. Tom Sizemore going through some sort of personal crisis during the movie. Well, it's funny, too, because you know that Tom Sizemore. Has like has it out for the paparazzis too? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. That's the um, the most amazing thing about this movie is that its demographic is essentially douchebag dudes who've been hunted by the paparazzi. That's not a very big da- demographic. Produced by Mel Gibson. Exactly. Yep. Here's here's starring the starring Tom Sizemore. Both guys who've had and directed like, by Gibson's hairdresser. <laughs> that's true. This is uh, how does Mel Gibson have a hairdresser? Isn't he? Shouldn't it be a plastic surgeon? It's plugs. <laughs> Uh, it should be a scientist. Yeah. Oh, that was that hair in, in, in uh, Lethal Weapon, though. I don't think. All I think that, Gibson. I think that Pure by Gibson. three, it's probably not as real. Oh, hair. by three for sure. Yeah, he's not rocking the full uh, mullet at that point. And I'm not shaming him for being a bald man because I'm a bald man myself. I am. So <laughs> I don't approve of it. <laughs> saying like a baldness in general. Yeah. Oh, geez. It's a sin. <laughs> Read your Bible, <laughs> Leviticus, uh, so, and also, 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 it's like it's like you know, no tattoos, no abortions. Oh, also, bald men. Yeah, no, yeah, no. no. The bald shall inherit this dick. <laughs> it literally says yes, no. The bald will inherit deeds. It doesn't. It doesn't say like it's a sin necessarily, but it's like no thanks. Disgusting. You know, no thanks. Hard pass. Sorry, Matt. I believe okay. the Bible says hard Sorry, pass. I understand. Hard pass. On baldness. I understand. Uh, but the thing is, the thing about like a movie like this is that like. There's certainly a story to be told about like uh, paparazzi, you know, that this sort of uh, people hounding celebrities and the life of someone in the public eye, like that it is a big change in life and that like 
you know, that like we can, you know, you sit there and go like, yeah, but that's what you signed up for. But it's like, but did you sign up for it? You know, this sort of, there's a, there's a something to be explored there. This movie is not the movie to do it or no. that even tries to do that. This movie is, is saying that like, basically your freedom is over and these people who are after you are fucking evil, bad, they're monsters. bad guys. They're, and they're like criminal masterminds in this, this movie. Is, well, this I is, wouldn't say that. I mean, they were, they're wannabe criminals. <laughs> as far as, I think as far as this movie's concerned, they're criminal masterminds. Yeah. Because they this put is, cameras in his house and oh, shit. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, they're doing, they're doing like all kinds of fucking His, his setup on Tom Hollander is also pretty fucking great. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Also, hey, we got a homicide we, by cop. We got yeah. a new. Uh, we got another appearance finally by Deep Dish Farina. Deep Dish Farina's back. Farina. He's been too he's far like gone. Third, he's playing a cop. He's, like he's a playing Columbo. Third or fourth lead in this movie. He's, he's a huge part. I kept waiting he's for it to Columbo turn out that this. he was yeah. in on it with them. I know. And they don't because there's like multiple times where he'll like talk to one or either Cole Hauser or Tom Sizemore, and then the scene will end and it'll just sort of. Push in a little bit on Dennis Farina and like making a face like maybe he's a bad guy. Oh nope. Ordinarily I, that would mean something. I never once thought he was because he's totally doing playing the Columbo part, which yeah. is that Columbo like we all we as the audience, like it's a, like a Columbo episode where we all know no, exactly going what's going on and this detective is kind of like figured it out. Yeah. But can't, can't quite do it. Even the it, yeah. part where he shows in the video is like it's an interesting thing where the suit is different yeah, here yeah, and yeah. here. And you're like, I don't know if the tech okay, I don't know how the tech guys put this disc together or whatever <laughs> yeah. uh, but i don't know but uh yeah, that's totally that, that that's totally, like a, that's totally like a columbo where he'll go like and here's a weird thing though i noticed Listen, i just you know just give me a moment of your time and i'll show you this then he shows the thing and they're like uh yeah what <laughs> no uh that's not uh what do you How mean strange. Uh, there's one more weird. thing there that maybe you can help <laughs> me with excuse me just one more question there you know, uh, my, my wife was making me this chili not very good chili no sport peppers in there but uh my dog dog and me you see uh, <laughs> i got this big old Great Dean. We was going by the bean. The My big- name, I named the dog Dicka. <laughs> My dog Dicka and I were going to get a chili dog. We were coming back from the Cubbies. Well, and, I they noticed, they and I noticed that the paparazzos were chasing you. <laughs> Lo- loathsome people, them paparazzos, eh? Taking their photographs, what have you? And paparazzo's worse than a flat pizza. Here's a. Uh, anyway, if you, if you if you needs you needs me, here's a twenty percent off coupon to Deep Dish Farinas. <laughs> Come on by anytime. Bring the That's whole family. That's off regular menu price though. You can't use that on our meal deals or specialty pizzas. Bring the Obviously. whole family, even that lousy coma kid. You. I'll got. throw in a pitcher of root beer on the house. <laughs> Would anybody like a delicious Jepson's Malort, Let's please? all have a shot at Jepson's Malort and get back to our business here, all right? Uh, okay. My brother was a pizza. My cousin was a pizza. I'm a pizza. It's uh, a city of pizzas. My mother, my father inseminated my mother with uh, lime Jeez, green don't relish. Don't say inseminated. <laughs> inseminated? Ugh. Inseminated you there. You ruined it. <laughs> Five Douglases. <laughs> Hot stuff. What the fuck movie are we talking about? Paparazzos. Right, paparazzos. So Paparazzos is about how Cole so Hauser, Hauser is suddenly a movie star. Yes, Cole Hauser gets to play a movie star, which must have been nice <laughs> for Cole Hauser. Is Cole Hauser, is, is he like bad? Did he, do, did he get know. Did he get canceled uh, oh, or called out or something um, as a look, bad guy? I don't know, but yes. I just couldn't remember. I just feel like there's a very good chance. I don't think he chance. got canceled. I just think that's like, canceled. I don't I mean, think he's not canceled. Not canceled is not what I meant. I'm sorry. I'm using the term canceled. I remember. Point, but wasn't like a, Cole Hauser uh, the second guy to, or the first guy to play uh, the sh- Sam's shitty ex on ER? Possibly. Oh, you know, yeah, he was. 
Yeah. Fucking Linda Cardellini had the shitty Cole ex, Hauser shows up. And it was Cole Hauser. But then, like, then it was a different guy a season later or something Sorry, I'm like wearing that. Sorry, I'm wearing this ER shirt, so Matt's right. brain went there. Well, uh. my brain always goes to ER. Uh... Yeah, he's not in much. I mean, he's in Dazed and Confused yeah. and Pitch Black. He's in Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> right? Is he? He's in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, he's one of the droogs in Goodwill Hunting. Oh, he's one of his boys. He's one of his boys. Oh. Shit, I didn't remember. Oh, that, that makes sense. I haven't meaning to rewatch along. that. We yeah. don't do that tonight. You know what? You should rewatch is Dazed and Confused. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. We should do Goodwill Hunting on the Patreon. That's like straight should up, uh, straight yeah, up wheelhouse shit. Okay. Uh, semi-forgotten stuff that was huge. Well, in I was the 90s. gonna watch it tonight though. I don't want to wait like three weeks to watch. Too bad. Hunting. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Cole Hauser. Even sorry. even if even I'm if sorry, it's okay. Fuck. Even if some rumors did come up about Cole Hauser to get him canceled, nobody would know who he was anyway. So just like it wouldn't never would never gain traction. Right. Yeah. Did you hear Cole Hauser did this or that? Like who 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 cares? It's care. like the guy in Expendables named Glenn Powell, and you're like, who the fuck is Glenn Powell? <laughs> I actually tweeted that out once, and he replied to me on Twitter. Oh no. <laughs> Just with the sad. This the is sad like years ago when like Expendables three came out. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? When you Google Cole, Cole Hauser, one of the questions that comes up is, is Cole Hauser rich? <laughs> Turns out, it was a net worth of seven million dollars. Wow, that's, that's where rich. did that come from? He's on that show Yellowstone. That's that's Cole Hauser. Apparently, so he's, he's gotten fat then. Well, yeah, he's older. Everybody now. does. That right? show's fun as hell. I watch that show religiously. I thought that that was somebody else. Wow. No, it's Cole Hauser. So you the just, famous guy he's, from- He's been right under your nose this whole time. Yeah. yeah. I guess he just got really big, just so I didn't think it was him. In, just raking in the money. Like, if show. you look on Wikipedia, it's got a list of all his movies. In, it's like a long list of all the movies he's in, and paparazzi is not listed. <laughs> I, it's not like he's- He's just like a non-entity in this. There's a- uh, No, it's not- None of it is his fault his at all. His dad is no. Wings Hauser, of course. Yeah. I had no idea. All he's meant to be is a very no a very manly paragon of a stand in. He's a Mel old, Gibson stand in. He's a Mel Gibson stand in. He's it's brought up that he's from Montana and he's got an old fashioned manly way of doing things and it's family first and just Mel Gibson from start. To, this movie's got Mel Gibson's fingerprints all over. Oh yeah, it. not just that and, he produced it. And, he's in it and it has Mel Gibson in it. Mel Gibson actually in it. There's a joke. Yeah, it's a funny joke. It's, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But then also like the like it's just real groaner. like what we were talking about earlier about how all the bad guys like Mel Gibson in his movies his projects particularly bad guys are bad mm-hmm. good guys are good yeah. the bad guys in sole purpose in the world is to do bad things to the like good the guys like the Jews in Passion of the Christ are, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> pretty much I mean for real like Braveheart oh, the yeah. Patriot all of his fucking yeah. movies it's just good and evil Mel Gibson clearly sees himself as good and that right. kind of gives you an idea of where people who have this mentality are coming from. Yeah. And that's what this movie's like because Tom Sizemore really does say that he's going to eat his soul. <laughs> Except it's it's just it's more it's even more ridiculous. In, in this movie, it's so much sillier than in any of those other ones you listed because at least in those ones it's like yeah, there's gray areas in war and stuff, but when it's Braveheart, you're like, yeah, okay, those people are being subjugated by these other people. In the Patriot, you know, same thing. There's a war. In this one, it's like those meanies took pictures of me, and now they're and now they're coming after me. I'm gonna kill them, and I am right to do so. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do nearly kill his family. I mean, there's yeah. that scene, yeah. Nearly only though. I thought that that was okay. He, but he doesn't go after them. Let's kill, so let's, let's, let's go back through. up. Let's back up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so he becomes famous for his new movie. What's it called? Adrenaline. Adrenaline Force, Force which is fucking great. And I really loved how the the font, like the title treatment of Adrenaline Force, is expressly designed to look like Lethal. Oh yeah, his uh, name, the actor's name is his Bo is Bo, Bo Laramie. Bo Laramie. <laughs> 
Great. From Montana, last name Laramie. Fuck off. Bo- Wy- Bo- fuck Laramie. off, Wyoming. This is his Piece voice. Here's a voiceover. Yeah, he has but a voiceover only, at the beginning the of the beginning. movie. Yeah. I was like, is this going to happen the rest of the movie? And it does no, not, man. sadly. Six but months he, ago. So he's become famous, he super says, famous. Six months ago, I couldn't get arrested with a fresh corpse and a smoking gun. Now I'm the it guy. But it's an illusion. It's not real. He's a down-to-earth guy. Sure. And so, anyway, he's hanging out with his family. Uh, his, his wife is, is Robin Tunney from The Craft and your your favorite movie, Travis, End of Days. <laughs> and my uh, favorite movie. Yeah. And his little kid is not Jonathan Nicky, but might as well be. Ugh. Robin Tunney's on The Mentalist, I he's think, like most a, importantly. Oh, I've never seen he's that like show. A poor, he's I like watched a, all of it. He's like a poor man's uh, Jonathan yeah. Nicky. This, this kid's brain only weighs like two and a half load. pounds. This kid's a load like so many, yeah, like so many he's kids. He's rattling around there. He sucks. Kids, uh, are, kids are loads. But like, he's like hang, he's hanging out like with this. his family, and like these paparazzi take the pictures of his family, and he politely goes up to Tom Sizemore and says, like, hey, buddy, don't. Is the soccer game? Yeah. It's like, don't take pictures of my kid. It's off limits. You can take as many pictures of me as you want. Not my kids, not my wife, blah, blah, blah. And Tom Sizemore is like, I can, actually, I can do whatever I want. And Cole Hauser is like, yeah, but I'm asking you, don't do it. The American people demand pictures of your not famous child. Yeah. They want to see the child. And and Tom Sizemore agrees not to do this, which you know is a fucking lie. But he, he goes back on it immediately. Immediately. Because this movie hauls balls. Yeah. I'll give it that. Immediately, he's like taking pictures of him again. Same, same day same hour and, it, and apparently this is a plan to get him mad enough he, to hit him because he goes up and he and he and he smashes his camera and then he punches tom, tom sizemore. sizemore and then tom sizemore opens the door to his van and there's three other his, paparazzi's his three in there other dudes. all taking pictures they're all away. taking pictures they got a video camera <laughs> it's, everything it's like a fucking cartoon it's so stupid i was laughing ah, so hard it's great Amazing, and so he gets. I think, like, our, I think our Judd ratings on this are going to be wildly divergent, but I can't wait. I to mean, see I'm going to have to give it two Judd ratings. It is a well, bad no, I'm not. Movie. Don't, say, don't say yet. No, I'm yeah. not. Uh, but this is this is in, incredibly funny. Like, and also, I just want to like put a put a little like um, stopper in it, just right here, so that, that we can go back to at the end, because there's a very funny part at the end where everything's been resolved, and then he handles this very similar situation differently that shows that none of this ever had to happen in the first place. Right. Because Tom Sizemore is just being, he's being a dick for sure. And yeah. He's going like, I want to take pictures of your kid. And then he says something about your luscious wife. I don't know what he says to put, but he, yeah, yeah. he is punches this fucking dude in the face. Yeah. You can't do that. Sure. I mean, a guy's, if a guy's being a dick to you, you can't punch him in the face. But I mean, it's, but this is something that fa- that like has happened with famous absolutely. actors, 100%. where they punch a guy out. Alan Baldwin. And you and you kind of go like, and you like kind of yeah. But I mean, I don't feel sorry for the paparazzi who gets punched no, out. No, 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 no. And but you know, legally, right. you're like, right. oh well. But also, this movie's not interested in that. This movie's inter- only interested in now he's done that. Cole Hauser is like in trouble, and he's gonna have to go to some therapy. He's gonna go to jail or anything. Anger management. And, yeah, you and, better uh, believe it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then and then uh, Tom Sizemore gets his cadre of paparazzi, and they're gonna get now they're gonna get revenge on him. This is where we they get, have a vendetta against uh, Bo Bo Laramie now. This is where you get the legendary so part funny. where Tom Sizemore is like looking at footage that he's taken of him or whatever, and he's just him just talking to the screen. I'm gonna destroy your life and eat your soul. I can't wait to do it. <laughs> and you know what's so funny is that, like, because you see Tom Sizemore saying those lines, and you go, like, "Oh, he's he's this is what he thinks of the paparazzi." He, impro- and stuff. he improvised that line. Famously. <laughs> is that true? Yes, I remember reading that. Famous, fam- I don't know about famously. <laughs> about famously, yeah. <laughs> famously, famously for a movie that has been entirely forgotten. <laughs> that wasn't even noticed at the time. <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember barely, reading an article about barely it. Barely released movie. You can tell, like, uh, that Sizemore is completely, uh, like, going around, just completely on his own agenda in this whole movie. What well, about when when Laramie goes to anger management? Are we there yet? Where he's, yes. Where, where the guy, where, just can we get the cameo out of the way? Oh, yeah. Oh, where he leaves yeah. his anger management appointment, and then who's who's waiting to go in there next? Mel Gibson. Okay, but the be- okay, but the best part <laughs> about it, the best part about it is the anger management lady, and like, mer- they're, merc- they're mercifully not that like critical of therapy. No, it's this. not Mary Ellen Trainer yeah. from Lethal, where he's like, like, "Well, oh, if it isn't Doctor Sigmund Fraud, now I got, yeah, now I got to deal with this piece of shit." And yeah. like, this is dumb. Well, Bo Laram- I can't go out with you. This touchy feely horse shit. Bo Laramie is not as much of an asshole as Mel, as Mel Gibson, Gibson. Or, or certainly, or, or certainly not as Martin Riggs. Yeah, absolutely not. Right. No, he's he's definitely he's he is a pure beacon of light and manly decency. He is an ordinary guy, which is you know a problem with the movie because like it the is. center of your movie speaking is of, is speaking boring. of Martin Riggs though how great would it have been if i mean even if it's not Mel Gibson playing the the main guy in this movie if like his revenge on the paparazzo was like Martin Riggs three stooges style like <laughs> like you know like Play, pretending to poke them in the eyes and like should have got them all trapped in a house and home yeah alone like them. knocking their aquariums out and he stuff saws and the back of his neck he's just like a p- complete nuisance he kills like, he kills the two paparazzi yeah, yeah. by bopping their heads together this movie is is more entertaining than it has any well, right he, to like, be he but like snaps their necks and like kills them in brutal ways no, but he's, he's also doing like the martin ridge shtick in it you know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i guess he made me go crazy <laughs> yeah, i mean anyway that would have been amazing what were you saying about the uh, therapist okay so he goes into the therapist and she's like i find it's important to take all of like all of your anger and put it in a journal uh, right. all of your angry thoughts and stuff like that and write them in this journal and he's like a journal mm, okay whatever then he leaves and mel gibson is there looking at him and he's got a huge stack of journals because yeah. right. he's filled with <laughs> he's filled with rage rageful vi- violent thoughts <laughs> the movie's Joking about it. One of them, they're all he's they're a, all labeled. They're all labeled by like like category like racism is one, anti-Semitism is one, racism misogyny. Is like six. Sure, yeah, but I mean like they're all different. You know, it's, he's got a bunch. I mean, it's a it's a full on joke. There's he's like my dad, the Jews, my wife. You know, mm-hmm. the British. Exactly. Hates the British. The he? British. Yeah, that's one yeah. of the things that da- his dad's cult is. He hates the Jews and the English. Uh, it's all a whole thing and lots of other people. Okay, well. Uh, yeah. So New Zealanders is one. <laughs> so then, oh man, fucking so, Kiwis. So then, Paul Hogan gets uh, his own book. <laughs> Tom Sizemore has this plan to, you know, destroy this guy and eat his soul. He, eat his soul. He gets all of his buddies to do it. They're at the night, some nightclub, and he like uh, goes so, and gets okay. on some lady. Is the thing with the girl part of the plan? Or is it just an, an adjunct bad thing that he does? That's I have yeah adjunct it's, adjunct bad. It thing. literally, the, I mean the only the only plot reason for that to happen is so that at the end of the movie there's a witness they can go to her and she goes like oh yeah I saw what happened it wasn't what they said. The reason that I ask, but, though, but otherwise it's totally like like why did he do this for? Is, well, he, the, is he being a jerk the, to her? Because uh, yeah, because like what he does to her. Even like notwithstanding the part of the, the that storyline that involves what they do to Cole Hauser is, like, exceptionally cruel. Like, he yeah. picks this... He makes a bet with his shitty buddies that one of them will pick up this woman at the bar. And he goes and he picks this girl up at the bar. Meanwhile, he, like, totally insults this other drunk chick who is, who is actively hitting on him. Yeah. But he picks up the the, the, red-haired, the pretty red-haired girl. 
The other and girl's pretty, by the way. They're sure. both, they're both Absolutely. hot. They're both very, very, very attractive women. And uh, and like apparently takes her back to his his fucking houseboat, and they they bone. <laughs> he lives on a houseboat. But then like later when she confronts him with like, hey, you know, I was with you when you did this bad thing to Cole Hauser. He's like, well, fuck you because I also drugged you when I and then I fucked you filmed it. and filmed it. And I'm going to tell your parents your dad is a diplomat. And it's like his dad works for the Justice Department. The State Department. The Justice Department. The State Department. Yeah, but like, did he just do that for fun? That was well. I think that that's like because then you find out later that this guy's like you know a scumbag who's been disbarred and all this shit, right? Right. But like, I think that that's because their plan. So then what happens is that they go after Cole. They go after Cole Hauser, who's driving around with his family, and then. They accidentally run them off the. They, they, okay, they, so, they, wreck, they crash. So they, he, they accidentally. He but he's not drugged tr- her, fucked her, and filmed it after the crash. I think so. I so really that he could matter. have leverage over her as a witness, like I guess, specifically. I guess so. I think yeah. So. Or I would assume two separate so, yeah. things. No, no okay. I would assume so. I don't remember that. I wasn't part, sure. Actually. I wasn't sure if they'd done that before the crash. No, all I know is that they they didn't intentionally crash. Kohlhauser's no, family. no, no! They didn't. They no, didn't. They're, but they're, they were. They were. But they are chasing him down in their car. This is an action scene where they're being attacked by paparazzo. Yeah. Paparazzo's <laughs> doing their thing. We're boxing sna- them snapping. like like the scene in Tenant where they're boxing in the fucking tractor trailer that has the thing on it. They're like they've got like four cars surrounding yeah. Kohlhauser's yeah. vehicle. I think it's supposed to be mere echoing the Princess Di- Princess thing. Diana thing. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Cole How and it's important to point out again. I don't think the movie thinks it's important at all, but they're driving around at a very high speed, and Cole Hauser slams on the brakes, and then yeah. the other cars go zooming by. But he slams on the brakes in the middle of a street, yeah. and a car t-bones them. Right. So it is technically his fault that they get hit. I want to point out a couple of things about that scene, though. One, uh, there are traffic cameras everywhere in L.A. <laughs> even in 2004. Well, Dennis well, Frieda remembers, remembers he this remember, later he on. He remembers eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Way later on. You'd think that they would check that fast. <laughs> you think they'd check it first. You, you, that's what I'm saying, fast. You know, they would, they would look into that. Secondly, there are people everywhere in Los Angeles, so somebody would have noticed. However, the street that we see, this is really funny to me, completely deserted just yeah. Oh, yeah. complete ghost town there's nobody no other cars on the road nothing i, I guess it's supposed to be real late at night yeah it's late sure. it's late at christmas no, night you, i i'm with you but is it christmas no but oh. even even so after the crash like there's the scene where tom sizemore and his goons like take pictures of the because well, they, the they cause the crash and then they're kind of for there's like a split second there where they're where it's like we, we should call 911 and then they all go Get wait, our cameras. Wait, let's get our cameras and take footage of this first. Right. And there's a whole, there's a very pointed shot where they're taking pictures of of the Kohlhauser's wrecked car with his family unconscious, you know, and uh and then the, there's like in the foreground is the other guy yeah. who's like through the windshield and they're like nobody's taking a picture of that guy cuz he's not fucking nobody much. cares. Nobody right. cares. famous. And isn't that fucked up cuz they should And that guy dies, we find and out. And that guy dies, yeah. But I okay. would like to also point out that Tom Sizemore does lift up, uh, uh, I almost said Mel Gibson, Cole Hauser's wife's uh, blouse yes. and get a picture. I guess that's just for him. He's a fucking creep. He's a creep. Okay, He's pure so evil. They do all of his bad shit, and obviously it's despicable. But like I said, the street is deserted and there are no witnesses. The next shot after that sequence is an overhead nighttime shot that same night of L.A., and it is flooded with, yeah. with cars and traffic lights. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like they're, they're in the one intersection in the entirety of the city, one of the most traffic-choked cities in America, where there's nobody. Yeah. Unfortunate. But the paparazzo, you know, they've got Satan on their side. That's true. 
So the kid's in a coma. <laughs> the, the wife... <laughs> the wife lost her spleen. Lost her spleen. I always love it in movies when the doctor comes <laughs> in to tell him, like... What a detail. She's fine, but we had to take her spleen out. And that's like, oh my God, not her fucking spleen? That's the whole reason I married her. That's my favorite thing about what, my do, wife. I, do we get to keep it in a jar, or did you throw it away? No, we just threw it away. Oh, no, we threw it away like your marriage. It's <laughs> a weird detail. Yeah. Kids I mean, in a, your kid's you in know, a coma. We also took his spleen. Hey, not, not having a spleen is not a, not an easy thing to do. It's kind of like being uh, a diabetic. You have to you know take care of yourself in a different way from then on forward. No, but. she's fine. I'm just saying, like, it's not like it's not a big deal, but it always cracks me up no. when it's like, no, we just took her spleen out. And then the guy's, like, crying. But He's it's like, like a spleen. But it's I like can a- only assume that in paparazzo, if the paparazzo knows what they're talking about with this, because uh, Robin Tunney later on is absolutely fine. It's um, <laughs> it's it's also like... She's, like, li- she's if anything, she's lighter. She's lighter on her feet. No, no yeah. spleen weighing her down. Well, that's <laughs> the thing is that, like, we had to take her spleen is not an actable... Right. Character thing. Like, like... She's later, like, Robin Tunney is giving nothing by having her character spleen taken. She's like, so how do people who don't have a spleen, what's, like, what's different about them? Well, nothing. They just don't have a spleen now. So I should just act similarly. You'll, for, you'll yeah, definitely yeah, look yeah. fine. Like, you know, yeah, like if you have an, oh, if you're missing, she, wait, you know, she's fucked up and we had one of her eyes is, you know, she has an yeah. eye patch now. Or we had to, like, one of her arms was so fucked up, now she doesn't have an arm. You know, or, or, cool. or, like, you know, she, she has a heart... Or she's in a wheelchair. She has a, she has a, heart, iron she has a heart problem now. And yeah. so, like, if she if she gets too excited, she's going to have a heart attack. Like, oh, okay, there's some... But, like, she doesn't have a spleen, so she shouldn't eat certain things. Yeah, probably. She shouldn't drink it it beer or something. Out, I don't know. It should have turned out that they gave her bionic, like, a bionic, <laughs> like, rich retrofit, and now she's, like, the $6 million man or the bionic woman, you know? <laughs> bionic but, Tunny. But, like, not, she doesn't... Cole Hauser still does all the revenge shit. It's just, like, Robin Tunney's bionic whenever she, whenever, she, whenever she has a scene of her she's like bzz, bzz, yeah bzz, like she's pouring walking, she's pouring she, orange she, juice or like cooking breakfast for the little boy whenever she moves it makes robot noises that's it she looks exactly the same but makes robot noises now she's walking around she's crying she's like I wish these paparazzi would leave us alone she sits on chairs and breaks them because she weighs a ton now she cries oil Oh my God! We can rebuild her. Six million dollar Tony. Six million dollar mom. <laughs> your, your son's in a coma. Your wife has a, a robot endoskeleton now, <laughs> but she's basically the same otherwise. The electric. We had the to. Electric we had Tunny. to turn her skull and her skeleton into adamantium. <laughs> we had to. It was the only way to save her. And, uh, we, and we took her spleen. We couldn't, later on, we couldn't she save gets, that. Later that on, she, got, she, she gets shot directly in the forehead. It just boom, bounces off. <laughs> she spits it out. Oh, my God. Okay, so so he's so he's soups mad at these guys now. <laughs> he's super mad. Because these guys, like, pissed him off. Although it's funny that he, he's like... with manly rage. He, he like... The first the first one that he it's kills... It's an accident. It's technically an accident. And it's that guy's fault. Is it Wayne Grove's following him? Yeah. And he like It he, is his fault. He like pulled the, he's even just pulled off the side of the road yeah. and then the Wayne Grove's like motorcycle comes speeding by and he just goes off this cliff and you're like, Well that's not his but fault. This, but this is at incre- all. an incredible example of how cartoonish this movie yeah. is because he goes flying off a cliff on his motorcycle. He's dead. that was right after Wangro had had taken pictures of him, and that was after they'd. I mean, before that, then even there was like the, the nude photos of them, and they're like, yeah, yeah. "How come daddy's parts are covered up by a black bar?" And you're like, "Shut up, kid!" How oh, and that part where the, the lady, coma. the lady wants him to sign, yeah, to sign, sign his dick, crotch. <laughs> yeah, right across your crotch, right if across you can, your crotch, please. Okay. Um, so, anyways, the guy, the guy is hard to the, be fair. Uh, oh, and they also, they also implied that he fucked some other woman on a junket That's, in London too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That, so anyway, that's all before the yeah, car yeah. accident. Yeah. But uh, you know, so to like drive a wedge between him and his and wife. His wife yeah. That's where they really half-heartedly drive. Yeah. Like at some point, she's like, "Are you cheating on me?" I don't fucking care. And then it pretty, it's pretty clear to that to her right away that like these guys are also psychopaths and they're making up a bunch. Yeah. 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 And Wayne but Gros- it's a lazy movie, so they kind of make it seem like yeah, it's yeah. going to be an issue. Wangro's taking pictures of him hugging some other lady, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, man, what do you do?" Because they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry about your son." Oh, and he's like, "Ha ha!" And he's like, "Ah, fuck you." Well. And so then he's like driving out of town, and this guy just comes whip, whipping by him his motorcycle and he's crashes. He's going like a hundred miles an hour, and he goes careening. His motorcycle goes off a cliff. He's hanging from the end of the cliff, and uh, he's Cole hanging Hauser. off the motorcycle. He's trapped under the motorcycle, yeah. Yeah. and his, his his leg, his pant leg, is caught on the on the the accelerator. Yes. Cole Hauser's gonna help him up because he's, he's like he's man, got his manly hand. virtue because well, he's like because he's also he's trying to help. Him. I mean, I think it's because that's like a realistic portrayal of a person who's like, I yeah. know that this guy hates me or whatever, but I'm not gonna like also let him fall off a cliff. Creepy to watch. You know, right? Yeah, life he's, and death. He's on. he's pu- trying to pull him up, and then the guy, and then Wangro is like, "I'm gonna fucking own you this after is, this, man." This is what he says. You think we were up your ass before? I'm gonna own you now, slick. And he's like, "That's when the guy is trying to save him." Yeah. And so he just lets him go. He just lets him go. And, and he falls. Someone... And when he falls, it's like a really bad green yeah, screen comp. It really looks funny. terrible. <laughs> and this is he's when we first meet death. Farina. He shows up, and he's like, "Yeah, I found it. I found the autograph." I found that. Found no, that we, guy no, uh, off we the saw cliff him there. We saw Farina before because he's he's investigating the the, the crash and stuff. Uh-huh. He he met him in the hospital and then he so he's like the other guy's like why are you here and he's like oh this guy is related to another thing I'm investigating so interesting interesting that he died now too after that car accident yeah. where he was in. Uh, Said to be partly at fault. And then he's like, we will find a witness. Because these guys were all like, we didn't do it, you know, whatever. It wasn't our fault. This is where we find out, and Alec Baldwin is not in this movie. He's mentioned a couple times, and his brother is in it. But at one point, Farina is talking to uh, Cole Hauser about how much of a psycho Sizemore is. Yeah. And he goes, uh, at one point, this actor, uh, Andy Baldwin. <laughs> and then uh, Cole Hauser's Cole like, Hauser you mean Alec? Alec Baldwin? He goes, yeah, he slapped him once. So Want a settlement? Size, canonically, Tom Sizemore's character was slapped by Alec Baldwin. <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> Super fun. <laughs> Great. Great fun. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, what what he's still getting now he's getting hounded by these guys even more. They're trying right. to make it look like Robin Tunney has a drug addiction. Yeah, she'll right. be she'll be videotaped. She'll be like photographed like sleeping, and they'll be like she's passed out in a drug haze. Right. They also because she's on pills after she was in a horrible car accident. Yeah. <laughs> they 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 are a they're spleen pills. They're spleen pills. This movie's this firing. Will help, this will help you. Your body will pretend it has a spleen. Yeah. And then don't forget to oil those joints. Got to oil the joints. You have to. Uh, uh, but this movie is like firing in all these different directions at once because it's very stupid. And so, a these paparazzi's are, are getting up in people's lives and causing uh, mayhem and taking pictures of it, real pictures. But also, they're photoshopping pictures and li- and faking stuff yeah. too. Like they're just yeah. there's no end to to what they'll do to make tons of money. Which I'm sure of. has basis in reality. Yeah, but all that's they're what also, I'm saying. All that stuff is like yeah. a all real the, thing. All these guys are also loaded because they've sued celebrities for like, right. you know, they'll infringe on their, their uh, uh, space and then get punched in the face and then make a cool half million. Yeah. I think at one one of the one of these people sued the police department. Yeah. yeah. I think Hollander sued the police department, and they paid they paid him a million dollars just to make the lawsuit go away. Because that's what you do when you're innocent. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's so they they make money from the pictures, but then also from just from like harassing people, harassing people in lawsuits and stuff like that. So then he comes up with this. This is when he comes up with the plan to like start to take these guys out. He's taking the power back, and. Uh, 
his devising the plan is almost entirely off screen. It's just like the events keep transpiring, and he manip- he sort of manipulates them to his own ends. I think there's one part when he, like he's really f- you see him like at his wife's hospital bed, and then he kind of like looks in the distance and kind of goes like nods like now I'm gonna now I right. have a plan, and now I'm gonna take the power back. And he hires some security, uh, Reggie, who is the football player from Beetlejuice. Oh, wow. really? One of the dumb football players? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So it survives uh, the whole movie. That was, uh, Amazing. It, I don't know if you looked at, ever looked at the credits of Beetlejuice, but the credit it's like uh, dumb football player and then dumber he's, football he's player. Dumb, he's dumb football think, player. Or even dumber football player are like the credits of those guys. Yeah. You mean, hey, coach. Like, I love how they keep calling that lady coach. <laughs> yeah. Coach, I don't think we survived that plane crash. But that's him. And... Uh, and then Tom Hollander had concocts this plan that he's going to wear a body cam and go onto the lot uh, while they're, where they're shooting Adrenaline Force 2 already. Mm-hmm. And, hey, uh, got to get on that. Got to get on that. Yeah, on strike that. while the air is hot. Uh, and, and harass Bo Laramie some more. But Bo Laramie has a whole Bo plan. Bo Marley has a plan. Bo Laramie has a plan. What he does is he plants a gun. A prop gun. A prop gun on Tom Hollander's jacket, which we've seen that Tom Hollander has hung up in the backseat of his car. Oh. This movie has mentioned, uh, you actually see the scene where a prop gun person is preparing the prop gun, mm-hmm. and uh, Alec yeah. Baldwin's <laughs> mentioned several times, so that was, that's yeah. that was a bit weird. That was weird. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> and, and so then he has the gun, pl- he plants the gun uh, on Tom Hollander, and then... As Tom Hollander is, is is leaving, he's been escorted uh, politely off the lot by mm-hmm. security, and then Cole Hauser calls nine one one and says that somebody driving Tom Hollander's car is waving a gun around from like a burner phone or something, right? I, we would hope so. He's calling him from like some cell phone. He, he yeah, we, I mean, assume it's a burner phone, but it's not mentioned, so we can also assume that it might be his his personal phone. In any case, uh, since they don't have traffic cameras, they probably don't monitor nine eleven calls either. Mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. They do have traffic cameras. No, we find that out much later. <laughs> yeah. Way later. Uh, but anyway, so the, then the then the cops, uh, like like four fucking police cars. This is actually pretty realistic. That like yeah. four four cop cars come to pull this guy over, and he re- reaches into to his jacket to produce his ID, but he actually finds a prop gun. He's and like, the what cops, the, he's like, what the heck is this? And the the cops blow him away. That's yeah. the most realistic. He was, part of except their- except that he's white. Yeah, they might have given that's, him a, an extra one, couple of minutes. But yeah. he did have a gun. Yeah, and he had been—they'd been told that he was armed and dangerous, etc., and, and so he, forth. He, yeah, they were told he'd been firing <clears throat> his gun out yeah. of his car. They empty their clips, reload, empty those clips, <laughs> reload, empty those. They clips. blow him away. Tom and so he's dead. Tom he's coming apart like, like wet bread. He's like five feet tall, and they <laughs> shoot him a million Kill times. Kill that tiny limey. Yeah. <laughs> but at least we he's dead. Them, we can't let the British take over this country again. <laughs> First eighteen twelve, and now this. <laughs> Those fuckers burned down the White House. Cover his body in tea and set it on fire. <laughs> uh, so he's he's dead now, and then uh, and <laughs> Cole Hauser basically gets away with it. Yeah. Oh sure. They they framed him for suicide by cop. Yep. Even this is the part where Farina mm. comes by and has has a video. Hey, the video I noticed of the body that you're uh, you got a funny uh, little thing with this guy's jacket, jacket in here. You know, interesting. You thing, know, when though. he when he left the car, we had a video of the jacket and it was facing one way, and then they, now he's facing the other well, way. Well, you know, and they traced the gun back to the movie set, right? Which, which actually makes he sense. He found that yeah. that was your prop gun. That was your prop. I gun hope you haven't been shooting people with it, but mm. in so in any case, it was a problem. If there any way you can help me on this one there, you know, if Excuse you can help me, me just, this one just out one there. more just question, one more sir, Mr. Bolaramy. Would uh, you like I, us? Would you like a bowl of spaghetti can to I, go with can your? Can I please have an, 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 an,
and a pizza. <laughs> My kid's a cop and a pizza. He's I'm a very pe- proud. He's a pizza cop. Half man, half pizza, all cap. Oh, man. Free- Ocean Freedom wasn't dead. We could do make pizza cop. Pizza cop. Pizza cop, the Ugh. movie about a guy who just wants to be a just wants to li- be a cop and have a family of cops that also own a chain of pizza joints in the Chicago, greater Chicago area. Chicago land. Chicago land. It's relatable. It's more relatable than Paparazzo. Excuse me, Mr. Pizza Cops. This movie is entirely unrelatable. This movie is made for like nine people. Yeah. And they're all in it. (laughs) And they're all in it. And some of those people that would watch this would go like, oh, this is stupid. This is very good. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm not a fucking moron. I don't want to watch this shit. (laughs) Like, Like Alec Baldwin watches this and goes like, well, that's that's this is garbage. But uh, he's like, yes, I also don't like paparazzi. It's true. I slapped a guy. This is garbage. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. <laughs> Mel Gibson probably. Would your hairdresser like this. direct this or something? <laughs> but so now Sizemore and and uh, Daniel Baldwin are like, oh, he's coming after us now. Yeah, they 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 figured fig- it out. They figure out. Oh, he went after him. They he suicided by cop that guy. And instead of them going like, maybe maybe we should back off of this weird weird plan we have to ruin this guy's life. Yeah. He's like, no, no. No, now we're now it's on. Yeah. Now it's personal. How, I love how much it escalates because they're like, okay, so he's gonna do this. He's gonna do this indirect thing with like suicide by cops. But then the next thing that he does is go to Daniel Baldwin's house and beat him to death with a baseball bat. But he makes it look no, like not not yet, <laughs> not yet, not yet. No first, no the first thing that happens is they decide to oh, go home to, invasion. They decide to home invade Cole Hauser. Yeah. And I'm like, they, what's your well, fucking plan well, here? They, well, they're putting they're, cam- they're the putting cameras. cameras in. Sure. And, and then his and wife. And is his there. wife comes in, and and uh, Sizemore's character is like, we got to get we out. We got to get out of here. And Daniel Baldwin, instead of just going like, oops, let's go, like he like attacks her and is like threatens he her and slaps shit. her a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even later, Tom Sizemore is like, a, "What the fuck were you doing?" Yeah, in a rare instance of self uh, awareness, <laughs> yeah. his character's like, "What the fuck was that about?" And you're like. Yeah, I Good mean, question. you know, if you take this question even further, what the fuck are you, why are you doing any of yeah. this? Why did you slap her around and stuff? We were just went in there to put cameras, and you're like, yeah, okay, extrapolate with that. What, why are you, didn't you say you were going to eat a guy's soul? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, you're the that, of reason all of After that attack, that's when, time, that's when Cole Hauser gets the police and Dennis Farina to, like, have added security outside his house. So, he has two uniforms in a patrol outside his house. Then he orders them pizza. Yeah, and that pizza guy comes, but and he's the nobody. pizza guy comes, and it's nobody. It's not super famous comedian and Lethal Weapon Four co-star Chris Rock. No, except wait, it is. Well, it is Chris Rock playing the pizza, playing guy. the pizza guy. And is this supposed to be a joke where he pulls up and he's like, they're like uh, ID, and he's like, you need ID? Can't you see the sign? And because then, then he, I believe he, then he puts on the hat, and that's when it's revealed it's a pizza guy. So is it supposed to be a gag that like we're originally supposed to think he's Chris Rock? famous uh, comedian and then he's revealed that it's Chris Rock playing a pizza guy. I just think that this was something that Mel Gibson concocted with his buddy Chris Rock and they were like wouldn't it be funny if we did this. But I mean but that's the way the way the scene plays out it feels like that like it's Chris Rock going like you mean you don't know who I am you need to see my ID like he's just friends with the Bo Bo Laramie character and then it turns out he's a pizza guy and then he goes up there and he's like and it's like okay, that's all right. What? The other thing that's weird what? about this is that is that it <laughs> turns out that the pizza guy is his alibi for murdering Daniel Baldwin. That's right, because he uh, yeah. But I also because I, he ostentatiously he, gives him a tip and says like put one in my house and give the other pie to the cops, and gives him sixty bucks. He, ca- he crawls into the pizza guy's trunk. Yeah, 
and it gets driven away. I also, before we get to that part of the plan, I did want to point out that the, the Chris Rock cameo is extra baffling for two reasons. And one is the, the fact that he's in it a lot. Yeah, he's, he's in it. It's like, like three ten, minutes. Yeah, he's in it. it's not just like, hi, I'm the pizza guy. He's in it for it's a, a while. It's a long scene. He like has he's got a lot of lines. an autograph from him. Or he's like, like I'm a really, famous guy. He's like, oh, you remember when you had to use a rotary phone? Five. <laughs> they freak off. you at the drive-thru. Yeah. Fuck off, Lethal Weapon 4. But like the well, other- let me let me let me state again for the record, Lethal Weapon 4 is a fucking piece of garbage. Sucks. <laughs> fucking sucks, sucks through and through. It sucks more <laughs> I hate that movie more than this. Oh wow. Yeah, that's Jesus way it's way Christ. worse than paparazzi. Well, it's terrible. Way worse than paparazzi. Well, Paparazzi, I'll tell you Paparazzi one doesn't thing. have a fucking that fucking scene at the graveyard at the end of Lethal Weapon Four. That's one of the <laughs> that's, that's one of the most mind meltingly baffling awful things I've ever seen. I want to tell life. you one thing. You might be right, but Sorry, I will I just... never watch Paparazzi again. I guarantee you, I'll see the Lethal Weapon Four twenty five more times before Ooh. I die. I'll, yeah, I'll watch them both yeah, again. but you watch movies that you don't like more. I love less. Lethal Weapon Four though, even though it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to our Patreon uh, Lethal Weapon episodes. We we go Please into do. it a lot. Please do. It took yeah. us what three and a half hours just. <laughs> To cover the first two. The first one's really long, and the second one we cover three and four, and that's where things get a little heated. Or, hey, well, those are the ones that, that some, of us, anyway. some of us don't like. Yeah. Um, but also, but I also wanted to point out that the, that that Chris Rock cameo is particularly baffling because, like, the other, it's like the third major cameo, and then the first two like make sense. You're like Vince right. Vaughn, right? Is like, uh, like, and I think he's playing himself. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm Vince Vaughn. I think he says something about Colehauser's dick or some shit. I don't fucking yeah. remember. Probably that he ad libbed. And then it's Mel Gibson. You're like, uh huh, uh huh. Chris Rock. Yeah. What the hell? That's I mean, I know he's man. Mel Gibson's friend, I guess, or something like sure. that, but it's fucking strange. Yeah. And then Colehauser gets into his car, and then this this is this is phase four of his plan. Yeah. He goes over to Daniel Baldwin, and he kills him. He beats him to death with a baseball bat. We don't I mean, know we that don't right away. We don't see, we don't see that. But yeah. that is but also he where he finds out that they have cameras in his house. Because he's got yeah. the whole setup at yeah. Daniel yeah. Baldwin's. Because Daniel Baldwin is the video guy right. of the paparazzi. And he makes the photoshops, too. Yeah. Right. Then he plants all this evidence at uh, Tom Sizemore's houseboat. Tom Sizemore re- realizes he's been set up yeah. on yeah. his houseboat. He's like, oh, he starts to figure it out, and so he's going to dash back to Colehauser's house. He goes to well, he goes to Baldwin's house first. And yeah, he, finds and, his, and nobody's there. Finds, finds him his dead. Corpse. And he smashes the window and finds his corpse, and is like, uh oh. And then realizes, <laughs> and then it's like he's Colehauser has set up this whole yeah. scenario yeah. where all this was going to happen, so that Tom Sizemore would come after him. Yes, and yeah. indeed he does. Yeah. And that's where you get your final showdown. And he gets the he gets the drop on Tom Sizemore right as Dennis Farina shows up. He's got those cameras going. Yep. Yeah. Anything that he does when he's in your house, anything you do is nice, nice and, and legal. legal. But amazingly enough, considering he uh, murder by suicided uh, the British guy, yep. yeah. beat uh, <laughs> Danny Baldwin to death. Beat him to death, bat. presumably. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, Tom Sizemore lives. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't get arrested. They just or he does yeah. get arrested. He doesn't, he doesn't get killed. Doesn't get killed. Yes. Uh, I actually rewound it to like, did, did I miss something? Did he not get shot or something like that? No, it's also funny because I was watching this and Sophie came in the room at this last part where Tom Sizemore and, and Kohlhauser is like has him on the floor and is yelling at him and kicking him and she's like, man, she was kicking him a lot and then like the cops show up and start kicking him and she's like, everybody's kicking this guy. And I'm like, it's okay, he's an asshole. It's autobiographical. I'm like, life, I'm like, life is always kicking Tom like, Sizemore okay. when he's down. And I'm like, she, I'm like, it's fine. Everybody, he's an asshole. This. I mean, everybody in this movie is an asshole, but like, sure. I guess he's the worst of them. Yeah. But also, like, I mean, the only reason he lives is so you can have that last part where now he's getting, like, mm-hmm. paparazzoed as he, you know, oh, how, how do you, you like go? It? You, how do you? And it's like, Taste your own you're on the other side of the cameras. And you're like, I feel like this guy has 
I don't know that that's like a. Is that a lesson? Yeah. I don't know and, if and that's Tom Sizemore is like, doing this thing like I'm still gonna eat your soul. I'll be out of here in like 24 hours. Revolving right. door justice system or whatever. And Dennis Freena goes in a week. You'll be somebody's wife. Yeah, good. Uh, okay. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come to jail with my whole yeah, family watched- of pizza cops, and we are gonna <laughs> rape the shit out of you, Tom Sizemore. I don't know if you watch. If you watch at the end, there's a, a tag at the end where it's him and Dennis Freena getting married. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> in pr- in prison, but Dennis Farina's got a lovely white dress. He smuggles in a fry. He, <laughs> Dennis Farina's the He smuggles a file into prison in a uh, in a Chicago. They're dog. drinking Pruno deep, out of punch out of a pizza. punch bowl. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just in this deep dish pizza. There's like he just keeps pulling out implements to escape. Just a file, it's a trowel. Uh, a it's cat, so deep. It's a, like blueprints, a blueprints of the prison. <laughs> I got the deepest dish pizza they had. There's actually like. He reaches in and like a hand comes out and gives him a gun and stuff. There's a whole fucking shovel. There's a guy in there. This is a good gag. (laughs) That's a solid gag. It's like a a Mary Poppins gag. This is like if Leslie Nielsen was in jail. That's a hilarious gag. I love it. Yeah, and, and like so the in movie, Grand Budapest when the cakes are all in the shape yeah. of like a saw and stuff like that. <laughs> the movie that. ends with Dennis Farina climbing out of a deep dish pizza to, <laughs> to break Tom Sizemore out of jail because he's married to him. Uh, so Tom Sizemore's going to jail. We are within jail. striking distance of my loving relationship <laughs> no. with Tom Sizemore. Nice. Uh, this, crime, I, this crime story is coming to an ooh. end. So now they're so now like the very last scene, and this is the like the p- perfect punctuation, and another one of the reasons why this movie is so great, is such a great bad movie, uh, is he's the, he's at the debut of uh, uh, Adrenaline Force three. Is it three? So I thought it was it's, two. It's three now because oh, okay. this is like a year later, or this is like everything's fine. Well, they're really again. cranking these out, oh, aren't the, they? Oh, also, it cuts from like the the part where he's like not where. He's like getting Tom Sizemore to like the hospital where his kid's fine out of a coma. Yeah, his kid's As fine. As if anybody fucking gives a shit. Kid's fine. <laughs> uh, and then and so he's like going down. Everybody, everybody loves him, uh, yeah. and everyone's taking pictures of him. He's he's a wonderful man. He's a great guy. We yeah. love him. Yeah. America loves him. They're all taking pictures. This is the upside of fame. Yeah. And then some scumbag journalist from the side goes, "Hey, hey, Laramie." Yeah, I'm one, of, I'm one of the bad ones. And he walks up to him and he goes, you packing on a few extra pounds? He goes, and then he looks like psychotic for a second. Then he kind of goes like, ah, I'm wearing them pretty good though, right? And then the guy goes, you're all right. The end. The end of paparazzi. So if he'd just done that in the first place and t- had like the slightest, like handled it with the slightest bit of t- like just to had to let it wash off his back like it does at the end, yeah. none of this had to happen. Yeah, but also the that guy, like, you you. The the Tom Sizemore character is push is like that Tom Sizemore like a, character wouldn't be just like hey you put on a few yeah. be like hey how about if I come over and fuck he, your he, wife yeah, and exactly. film it he go like oh the pounds thing didn't work so uh, let's see uh, I, oh yeah I know uh, what if what I do you com- think your kid would look like with my knife in his chest yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> what if exactly. I murdered your kid it's legal for me to say that because the scene where he where he goads him into punching him yeah. he he does that he does like go like. He does like, hey, can, hey, I, can you please not can take you, pictures can you of my not t- I, yeah. I, I, I asked you nicely, and he's like, no, I can't because this is my job and it's my right as a fucking paparazzi to do it. Yeah. I'm evil. And this guy at the end is like, yeah, I'm not evil. <laughs> it's, it's like He seems evil until, the, until he says his funny line and then he yeah. laughs at him. I know. It's dumb. Yeah. It's a dumb it's fucking, fucking movie. Yeah. But it's tremendously entertaining. It's tremendously it. short. So short. Yeah. So fucking short. 85 minutes. La- I laughed my ass off the entire way through. Uh, let's just see if I had any other uh, last uh, lines here. There's there's one particularly uh, funny part in it. I, I'm not going to get the line. Oh, ha- half of this. <laughs> this is Robin Tunney. Robo Tunney. 
Half of the ci- <laughs> Robotunny. Half of the civilized world wants my husband. That's how fucking famous Half he is. of the civilized world. I think she means the ladies. Mm. There's a shot of him like running on the beach and all these ladies checking him out. And then like, his it's voice, you, it's Bo Laramie. His voiceover goes, that never happened to me in high school. And you're like, I bet, you were, I bet you were an okay looking dude in high school, so probably. That never happened to me in high school, but it also hasn't ever but, happened to me. But as someone who grew up in Montana... There are no beaches there, really. So yeah, oh, yeah, that maybe that's what he meant. I never ran on the beach in Montana in high school. I wonder, I went to high school in Montana. The only way a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of pretty girls would see me pass by me and go like, "Hey, it's Matt Lynch," would be if like if I was convicted of a terrible crime. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe that's what maybe that's the answer for me. And they'd give you a like, wide berth. Yeah, yeah. Well, we forgot to point it out that in fifteen, they'd be pointing and whispering instead of going like. Oh, in 15 minutes, uh, the movie we covered the, the last, when those guys are like uh, under indictment or whatever, they're like, he's getting all these letters from ladies who are hot oh for God. him because he's a psycho. Yeah, that's right. true. That Whoa. might work for me. Ain't that America. <laughs> you guys better look out. I might have to kill you during one of these podcasts Just and then plead insanity. That's fine. Kill somebody else. Plead insanity and nah, then you say I wasn't insane and then that's double jeopardy. We'll bring, yeah. some, we'll bring a guest bring on. Bring another dude, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Travis it, is going to have to clean up this apartment, but it's fine. It's fine. It's nice in here. You get one of those crime scene cleaners to come do it, right? I'm not paying for that. I think the government pays for it if there's the crime. You have to. Well, we'll find out. No, you do. We're going to find out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Join us. (laughs) Um... Every, this is Tom Sizemore talking to the ladies that are hitting on him the one time when they're, when there's like one mm. of them's questioning the eth- the ethics of his job. Everybody loves a steak. Nobody wants to date the butcher. Like, that's I, uh, sure that doesn't that what? A, yeah that's a pretty I get what you're saying but I think people will date the butcher yeah that's a pretty that's like some, some, nobody's going like oh I <laughs> ew, love steak but butcher you the guy who prepared it you're like no that's not quite the same what if it was Barth from you can't do that on television <laughs> <laughs> it's like you think he really gets it don't go to that butcher first of all <laughs> oh, I heard that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard that Alanis. Uh, this Are they is always puking in buckets in that sketch? <laughs> yeah, it shows his fucking food, gross. Because his food's bad, right? Yeah, they're, they're puking. Because his food's so bad that they have to throw up. Yeah, like then also. And then like, I always thought that he was cooked that he was cooking the puke into like his burgers, but because the burgers was, are green, I think that does happen sometimes. But do they? I don't know. Someone was saying no, no, no. It's not what happens. So, uh, and they're and it's <laughs> Canada, so they don't have any choice. They have to eat at that place. <laughs> this is socialism. He can't go to anywhere else. Uh, but here's here's yeah, the, but all their all their food poisoning treatment is free. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, so it all comes back around. They have to live in the lockers, but the food poisoning, the, you know, the medicine's free. That's Canada. You eat barf, you live in a locker, but it's all free. It's all free medicine. I mean, you I can't mean, do that in I America. Eat, we eat crap, and I live in a tiny place now, so like, you know, there we go. You got to watch what you say. You get water or, or green slime dunked on, dumped on you <laughs> yep. at any given time. That's socialism. That's canceled. That's culture. why we have to fight Joe Biden. Yes. See what you do though is you go, I don't know, water, you know, and then you get him. You get Joe Biden wants a country where they dump green slime on you if you say I don't know, and they dump water on <laughs> yeah, you if exactly. you say water. Joe Biden wants that. That's why Republicans are always so confident in their opinions. They don't want. <laughs> they don't want to be caught saying I don't know. Because that's what happens in Congress. There's like just. Buckets of green slime above the, above Joe Biden. Congress. Yeah. Joe Biden Just like uh, Ted, you, if you notice, Ted Cruz is always looking, looking up because he's like, oh, uh, uh, "I gotta remember." I I do I know. Do know. So, yeah, so, so Senator McConnell, what do you do? You, <laughs> what's your response to this new infrastructure? I don't uh, uh, have a response <laughs> right now. 
America deserves to have clean uh, drinking, fluid, clear fluid fluids for drinking. For drinking. Uh, like Gatorade. It's what plants crave. Oh, man. It's got electrolytes. Uh, anybody who's listening that doesn't know what you can't do that on television. It's yes. going to be lost. I think most of our audience is Probably a, a, knows. a wee bit closer to our age. Uh, but if you're younger, trust me, it all makes sense. Everything that we're saying is great. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. This is just one last line. This can't is do that in Congress. Poor man's uh, <laughs> lip, lip Nicky, the little kid. Ugh. Or one of the kids. I don't, don't know you hate he me, Dad? Kids. But he's, <laughs> yes. he sees the he sees yes, the, the tabloid, the paparazzo, and he says, Why is Daddy in a magazine with a black thing covering his pee-pee? Ratings. <laughs> I'm, I want to give this, like, my heart wants to give this, like, four four Juds because it was so entertaining. Yes. But it's, uh, in the cl- in the course of like actually rating it as an as an object of, of art and quality, it's 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 one jud. It's terrible. <laughs> it's objectively terrible. Uh, but it was it was tremendously fun to watch, and it, it's a brisk eighty five minutes, and uh, I laughed constantly throughout throughout its viewing. Uh, I'm gonna give it two Douglases, just for the general sleaziness of the paparazzos involved and for their blackmail plan for the poor uh, ginger ginger lady whose dad was a diplomat. Right. That was gross. And, like, you know, lifting up her dress in the car accident and stuff like that. Not cool. Could, that, have, could have been sleazier. Could have been sleazier. Like, I kind of, you almost wish, like, it was went it went. Yeah. Well, I mean, the movie's rated PG-13, which oh, I think it? hobbles so it a weird. little bit. So yeah. strange. Because you want to get you, those teens in, you want to get those teens. Why would you make your paparazzi revenge fantasy? I mean, who knows? It's PG-13. only eighty-four minutes. Maybe it was cut by like ten to make it, you know, less yeah. awful. We, there, yeah. Maybe there. they cut the part where he beats Daniel yeah, Baldwin right. to death with a baseball oh, bat. God, would have been great. So yeah, only only two Douglases, but you know, feels like it. it feels like maybe a three Douglas movie, but isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm gonna give it. Uh, what am I gonna give it? Let me give it 10 out of 10 deserted L.A. intersections. Yeah. <laughs> L.A., man. Nobody there. Nobody. There's nobody there, especially in, in cars. Yeah. <laughs> they hate cars. No one drives. Uh, Yeah. It is a, like, four-star like four enjoyment level. One, if one if not half. I mean, it's just terrible. It's thunderously stupid. Poorly made. Po- poorly made above. I mean, it's. Looks yeah. like shit. Yeah. It's directed like shit. It's it just the fact each one of these celebrities being in this movie is embarrassing, and they should be embarrassed. Everybody, yeah, it's bad, and you should feel bad. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I hold Chris Rock to a higher standard than I do Vince Vaughn or Mel Gibson, but Chris Rock, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, maybe he didn't. Maybe he literally didn't look at the screenplay and was just sort of like, Mel is nice. To, I don't know. Yeah, no idea what happened here. Um. Um, I'm gonna give it one and a half. I give it one and a half for the just the general sleep. I mean, there is a part where he roofies a lady and videotape. I mean, it's, they talk about it and stuff, but just the fact that they felt the need to inject that in there. But like, I mean, the, you're you know, you I don't, guess you don't see anything, and I think it is because this movie is made by people who fancy themselves to be forthright moral people. Sure, <laughs> they're not. Yeah, but that's 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 Mel Gibson's yeah. brand. I'm a I'm a moral I'm a moral guy. I'm a salt of the earth. I'm a, I'm a you know, well, married spud. I'm a Boy Scout. I'm certainly not fucked in the head. I'm not a complete psych- psychopath. I'm all uh, all American Australian guy. Um, and uh, boy, I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten. Prison Break deep dish pizzas. Yep. <laughs> I wish that was in the movie. That was just, that was any movie. Any, if anybody's listening and you're writing like a some sort of a 
comedy script just to steal that gag. I just want to see it. Yeah. A gag where someone gets a deep dish pizza in prison and it has all the impl- escape implements in it. It's so deep. Some guy like crawls someone out of it. A, someone pulls it. They pull another deep dish pizza out of the deep dish pizza. Some guy rises out of it like, Bar- like Baron Harkonnen. <laughs> My dune. <laughs> Some party balloons. Whoa. Uh, a marching band. Yeah. Uh, one Judd. Uh, I don't... E- I don't. I mean, I think I think this movie was was more entertaining than I was expecting to be, but it's so dumb, and it's dumb. It's like not only dumb, it's like angry in a stupid way. Yes, it's it's fucking it's fucking stupid and and yeah, and like all the things. It's all it's just a very bad movie. It is it is entertaining. Part of the reason is that it's like an hour and twenty some minutes, so it's like well, this will be over soon. So it's pretty loaded with dumb shit every scene. But man, it's stupid. It's so fucking so stupid. So dumb. Yeah. Well, like, well, it's what are you thinking? It's what one of those movies that like is trying to say one thing and says something else. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I'm trying to say this, and you're like, well, you've actually revealed quite a bit about yourself, just not what you think but that you're just, doing. Just how cartoonishly evil the gang of, of paparazzi. As yeah. soon as as soon as he opens that that van door and all the paparazzi mm-hmm. are there, I was like, oh no. <laughs> And then he's he's able to talk these other idiots into being in on his plan to ruin this one celebrity. And you know that like that in the the celebrities who were behind this were like, "This is what it's like. They are after me." And you're like, mm, "I think that they're after money." <laughs> yeah, I don't think that yeah. in real life the paparazzi's would pick a target like that and go after him so hard unless they were <clears> getting <throat> a lot of money for it. And the Cole Hauser character in this is so boring that you're like, why, why him? You know what they should do? They should take this exact script and movie and do it with the Muppets. That'd oh, be way better. Please. I would love that. Kermit as a, as a Bo Laramie. He would have to. It'd have to be Kermit as Bo Laramie and Piggy as his wife. <laughs> and like Gonzo has to play Dennis Farina. You think I think Peppy the Prawn has to be Tom Sizemore? Sure, yeah. And he also has to have Skeeter with him. I think Animal is Tom Sizemore. No, no, Animal's in. Animal is one of them. Animal, no, Animal is Daniel Baldwin. Wa- no, he plays oh, Wangro. Yeah, yeah. Animal plays Wangro. Y- okay, Animal, Animal plays Wangro. I can see Animal. Skeeter, on Skeeter on is Daniel Baldwin. Scooter. Skeeter. Scooter. Yes, Scooter is Daniel Baldwin. Is Scooter fat. He's the glasses. He's the tech guy. Nah, you know who's Daniel Baldwin is Fozzie. Fozzie. And then we have Fozzie Bear with Daniel his face. Oh, no, Tom Hollander's Fozzie. Oh. Well, we're going to have to hash this out some other time, I figure. Like our full one-to-one paparazzi to mops to, to, <laughs> to Muppets, Muppets uh, cast. We'll, okay. We'll get there. Now, I'm going to give it one and a half. I'll give it one and a half Douglases because of the talk, but it, it's really just talk. And, yeah, it's, yeah. and even then, and even then, I had until you brought it up here, I had forgotten that that was a thing they brought up. That It's only in there so that that girl doesn't like yeah. go to the cops, and then later on they come to her, and she, he's, she's like, oh, yeah, no, they lied. Yeah. You know, whatever. Uh, and, uh, fuck, what, what did I miss? What did you guys do for yours? What, what even happened? I did the deep empty dish. intersections. We did, he did deep dish. Oh, deep dish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one Robo, one Robo Tiny. Yeah, yeah there Robo-tiny. we go. <laughs> Boil those joints. Solve this crime. The mentalist. Is she the mentalist? No, the other guy's the mentalist. She's, she's the mentalist. Simon Baker's the mentalist. She's the mentalist. Uh, she's the chief of police or whatever. I like a Baker's. She's the chief I like of a, police? Well, it's the uh, it's the California Bureau of Investigation, the CBI, which doesn't exist. That's not a thing. She's like a detective for. Okay. You, how many seasons of that did you watch? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have they you watched get, all the criminal minds? They do get married at the end. They do get married. Have you Good. watched all the criminal minds? No, no, no. Did you finish Bones? Yes. No, wait, no. Bizones? Bones and Castle I watched up until they hooked up. Oh, so and that's, the that's what killed it. the mentalist, they wait until the very last episode. That's funny. The will they, won't they would have kept you on. 100%. If they, yeah, if they just hadn't ever gotten together. Don't do it. Or if they got together at the very end, you'd be like, well, I'm not I'm not watching it now because it's not on. And Nathan Fillion making out with that lady um, from Castle was just truly from one Qua- of the- The one lady of the, from Quantum of Solace? La- yes. Was it- Truly one of the least sexy things I've ever seen in my entire do you, life. You just don't like, you just don't think Nathan Fillion's sexy? <laughs> is it Stanicotic or is Nathan Fillion that you Stan don't Stanicotic. like? Is that a loaded no, question? No, no, Stanicotic is, I think it's probably Nathan Fillion. More okay. I, I like Nathan Fillion fine. It's just, I, it's more like those two Those two people worked with each other for like five seasons before this happens, and they, they feel, it, it looks like watching a brother and sister make up. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I see. That's I the kind you. of chemistry they you. have, and then they're going like, now they're going to fuck, and you're like, oh, no, <laughs> gross. All right, yeah. And then you see them fuck, right? <laughs> and then they show Primetime it. Primetime ABC. They can get away with anything Dicks and pussies. <laughs> it was all downhill after Sipowitz's butt. It was all PIV on Castle for three more seasons. The American Boffing Corporation. <laughs> speaking of media, boofing. we call it boofing. Speaking of media being out of control. Oh, oh wow. man! No, 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 2014's Nightcrawler. Now we're gonna yell 2014's Wildly overrated night crawler. I don't know. I th- I might have thought so the first time I saw it, but I enjoyed it a lot more the it's second time. It's not a terrible movie I like or this anything. Movie. I just think it it's like the the epitome of of like bougie, boring satire. Excuse me, sir. I'm looking for a job. I'm a hard worker. I set high goals. My motto is: if you want to win the lottery, you have to make the money to buy a ticket. So what do you say? I could start tomorrow, or even why not tonight? No, I'm not hiring. Go around! Get a shot inside the car! Hey, back away. I got it. I'm back. I'm back. Will this be on television? Morning news. If it bleeds, it leads. Are you currently hiring? I'm starting a TV news business. You, get back! I film breaking stories. Maybe you saw my item this morning, you fatal carjacking. No, I mean, I don't have a TV. Do you have a cell phone? Yeah. Does it have GPS? Yeah. Congratulations, you're hired. Okay. Like, who's this for? The the targets are soft. It makes no. It's totally toothless. I will say. I will say two things really saved this movie for for me. The satire isn't it, but I really, I really, really love Gyllenhaal's performance. He's great. I love Riz Ahmed, and I love the cinematography. Yeah, it looks it's, great. Uh, it's, yeah, uh, shoot the shit out of L.A. Bob um, Ellswood. Bob Ellswood, who's a PTA's guy. And I'll tell you why. is because this is from 2014, so it's a few years old. But, like, night photography in movies has gotten so fucking shitty because they they don't nobody lights anymore. It's digital for the night stuff and film for the daytime stuff. That's great. This. But it looks but the night the night shots in this look great because he lit it mm-hmm. like a movie as opposed to how people go out with their cameras now and it like they don't light stuff because like cameras are much better at picking up stuff. But then night scenes look fucking shitty cuz the camera's not an eyeball so it doesn't adjust anyway. Yeah. I hate night night scenes have looked shitty for like yeah. a long time now. I agree. It's the, they shoot them lazy and this one I was like I love I love the look of it. I think it's a really slick look movie i don't know it just it's uh it, and but it is like you know when it bleeds it leads is dumb there's stuff in it that's like the satire doesn't work but i really like the central character who's like introduced to us killing a guy yeah 
to steal some copper wire that he sells Gets for his like watch. yeah yeah we just get these like these this guy is like a fuck this I think it's more I like the character study uh, of the character as opposed to, to it, the satire what, as opposed to the satire also like it doesn't hurt that Bill Paxton pops up <laughs> I love Bill Paxton. Paxton he's the it, one who says it ble- if it bleeds it leads and that's it's like fine. a classic Bill Paxton role and too I, like that I agree of, with you that it looks amazing yeah. and I agree with you that Riz Ahmed is actually really good in it. I think Gyllenhaal sucks. Wow. Interesting. I think he's really, really overplaying it. And the fact that the satire is so toothless, it just makes it feel... And it was written like 30 years before it was made. Yeah. The whole thing feels like somebody saw Taxi Driver and was like, how can I kind of do a boring, bland, tame version of Taxi <laughs> Driver? And yeah. I hate the way that the Gyllenhaal character is mugging all the time. I'm like it feels like it's really calling attention to itself. It keeps like nudging you with going like, "Huh, eh, this is what the movie's about. This guy is a psycho." And it's just like like the scene where he takes Renee Russo out to dinner, all I could think of is like he takes Sybil Shepherd to the porno theater and Taxi Driver and how the, much I more I didn't make the texture of a connection at all. Oh man, uh, it's not like even once. It's to me it's like beat for beat it keeps being trying to be Taxi Driver mm. and then it just what? like it just like loses me. It's very Paul Schradery, I'll give it that, but I Taxi Taxi Driver, I mean he's a crazy person, but Travis Bickle is crazy in him. This guy's like crazy in a different way. Sure. Like. He's like but, a pure but, psychopath. But at least but you like you're saying you're attracted to the character study and I get that, but I feel like the character here is totally surfacey. Maybe. There's not much depth to it and because the target is so soft, like there's not there's not that hint of complete like beleaguered bitterness that something like Taxi Driver that Schrader lends that material. Sure, yeah. I this mean, seems completely like I, I had an idea to do something about the media. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't until now have ever compared this to Taxi Driver. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's probably unfair. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that's no, no, what no, it made me think of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that certainly is a more interesting character study. I just think I like I enjoy watching this character who is like who's like a fringe dude who's not a guy who's like I'm into video. He like gets into it because right. he sees a weird potential to to make money or like get ahead or like this is a thing I can do and I like his like that this guy doesn't ever sleep and shit yeah. I don't know I just I enjoy this I, I like enjoy watching he, this character the way that he talks in business jargon is very funny yeah and so, so to the point where we're really sticking it to the business jargon too yeah yeah oh that's like exclusively how he talks yeah. which I think is really funny and and that's why like especially watching it the second time like yeah like the, that is kind of ancient that they're making fun of like it bleeds it leads sort of sensationalist uh, local news even though that still happens and particularly more in LA more sure. than possibly any other place um, so it still works but also their, their share is so far fucking down and it's, and that's a point that's been made a, a trillion times before but just like the way that this guy insinuates himself mm-hmm. into this world as a clear and, and evident psychopath and it works so well of course other people it, in the way that he talks and he's in it, in it, it even works nowadays where, where he describes himself as like learning everything that they learn from the internet because mm-hmm. he does feel like one of these guys who like literally doesn't know anything except for like inspirational jargon that he picked up off some yeah, stupid yeah. fucking website it bugged me and that, it the works movie, for him. that the movie is, is expressly talking about like how useful the internet is to him and, and how he sells stuff to local TV news instead of uploading it to the internet. That's true. Uh, when when did this come out? Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, certainly came out maybe five minutes or five five minutes. I mean, like I said, five he came up with the idea in like nineteen ninety two. Is and, it ninety two? And then he didn't actually finish the script for like a few more years, and then it doesn't get it doesn't get made till like twenty years after that. It's just the and it's Gilroy's brother. It's Dan. Well, there's three Gilroys. There's Dan, Tony, and I think John is the editor on this editor, one. Yeah. And Tony is the guy who like 
did the big, Mac- Michael Gilroy Clayton right. and the Bourne movies yeah. and uh, and Rogue One. The King of the Gilroys. Yeah, and Dan is Dan. I'm not a fan of the Gilroy clan, just in general. <laughs> I like Michael Clayton. There's good stuff in the, in yeah. all of these movies. There's definitely good things in every single one of all of their movies. But I don't. I think that this is just like put these guys out. I don't like the. <laughs> yeah, he didn't direct any of the Bournes though, did he? No, he wrote. He directed the Born like one he of did Born Legacy. Legacy. Oh, okay. He did the Jeremy Renner the one. one. The one, the, the and forgotten. He, and he famously <laughs> he famously hates the the original three because he worked on all of them. But he like he's mad that they didn't actually make his scripts. That they like yeah. went in different directions. Those movies weren't exactly script oh, okay. forward. And the only reason he agreed to do part four was if like they they let him shoot his own script. Well. Gilroy, there's nothing we can do. You're so, holding all the cards. So here. Tony Gilroy is, is it, you can thank Tony Gilroy for Jeremy Renner's Project Chems that he just is dying flowers for Algernon style without his smart pills. And he came in and ghost directed, ghost wrote Rogue One. Rogue One. And is now running the uh the Cash in Andor TV show for Disney Plus. Okay. Wow. But well, Dan Gilroy Dan Gilroy's and he did make the Gen- the Denzel movie that I thought was his, probably his best movie, Roman Israel Esquire, okay. which yeah. I thought was pretty weird was and that interesting. Follow up to this, or was that before? This? I believe that's the follow up to this. this. Yeah. Uh, well, th- what's, this movie's about Jake Gyllenhaal, who's this Lewis Bloom creepy guy. I, I, what I, another thing I like about him is that it's like he's it, he's not introduced as a guy who's like I this is what I do. He's like introduced stealing ca- stealing a guy's watch and like copper wiring and nobody and a likes chain him. link fence and then he steals a bike and it, he, he's like he's just a th- he's just like a fucking like uh like a thief who's just like i'm getting by just by like stealing shit he's like the he's like the assholes who stole my catalytic converter from my car yeah. a couple weeks ago well he steals he all the fucking pieces of shit who stole that thing and then talked to some guy and you know, like d- you know ha- haggled with some guy and got 14 dollars for it or yeah. whatever yeah well then he steals the, on, a, on his way back from that is when he sees the car accident and he sees bill paxton right. and his in his stringer crew of Nightcrawlers, right. Jesus, they don't call themselves that, <laughs> uh, uh, filming this though. car they, accident. They don't. No, no, they don't. Okay. Yeah. I like his name of his company, too, Action Video News. Action, it's yeah, so because everything, my, everything my, uh, about so him is planned. My old man's worked in yeah. local TV news since before I was born. I get, like The depiction of this, the TV news in this, is really fascinating to me because the production design is like perfect, Yeah, but like every other detail of how it works is wrong. I would think so. Like, the news director... First of all, there isn't a daytime and a nighttime news director. That's just not a thing that happens. And even if there was, they wouldn't be in the edit room putting together packages. Uh, that would be a, the, that would be the, the producer of that newscast for that time slot that would be putting that package together. Yeah. And, like, my favorite part in this is when he's got his first video that he shoots of the dead guy at the car accident, and they just cut to him, like, wandering around in the newsroom... I, I, I've been in newsrooms since I was a little boy, since I was, like, less than 10. There's no way you can get into one of those things without bu- getting buzzed in. But this is like uh, when I, whenever I'd watch a movie that had anything Navy-related with my dad. Right. And he'd be like, that's not I'm, how, this is I'm bullshit. Not, I'm not you watch a like, cop movie with a cop, and yeah, they're right. like, Look, like I I don't, I'm not necessarily <laughs> saying that this is why the movie is bad, but yeah. this is one of the reasons why, it, like, I have trouble sinking into what it's doing because all I see is everything that doesn't make sense. You're looking for something more like Aaron Sorkin's The Newsroom. Oh my god. <laughs> this is like when I watch movies with Yeah, like, this is like when I watch The Morning Show. And, yeah. And <laughs> there's a really there's a really good example of exactly this kind of shit in The Newsroom. Cuz presumably like this and The Newsroom, right. and Studio 60 like they've got fucking 
consultants, sure. producers who like help them develop material, who were in the industry, all of this shit, but they can't get these tiny details right. It drives me nuts. And there's one in the newsroom where uh, Jeff Daniels asks someone to put together an SOTVO. That's not what they call it. It's a really simple detail. They call it a SOTVO. It stands for, like, I forget what it stands for. It's like situation on whatever, but like, and then voiceover. But it's like everyone calls it this one thing, and they couldn't get this like small detail right. And it's it's, it might even just be like Jeff Daniels couldn't get the words out that way, you know. But nobody bothered to correct him. Yeah. But like that shit really gets in the way of of me enjoying (laughs) this particular movie. It's it's an MP, not a YP. It's like whenever I watch a movie about fucking. Yeah, yeah. You're like that's not how I do it. That's not the way it's done. Wrong, wrong. (laughs) Which movie's about fucking? If I if I can pry a little yeah. bit, crash. crash, crash. Yeah, okay. That's not how you fuck a car. Wrong. <laughs> they don't actually fuck the cars. You in that can't movie. fuck a tailpipe. They just fuck each other. Yeah, that's not how you fuck somebody's <laughs> wound. Cars. Is what you say when you that's watch. That's not crash. how you fuck a wound. Yeah. Okay, so I gotta turn so, this sorry, off. I'm gonna, so anyway, I'm trying to get that out of the way because no, no, I don't no, want to. I don't want that to be my dominant no, point that, of view. No, but that's yeah. fine. I think that's fair. It's because this movie was this movie was like highly regarded when it came out. Yes. Um, no, in, in all honesty, like if there's a movie about like stand-up comedy, I have the same sort like of yeah, punchline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just well, any, all of them. Any dramas about stand-up like, comedy no. I can't watch. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, you know, I only, you know, I didn't like rise to the ranks of it or anything, right. but I like was there for a while. The big and, sick like, is pretty good. Big, but still, big, funny people. That had some irritating stuff. It has, it it has that last comedy set that he yep. does, and it's like, oh no, this. They, uh, had, they had to fucking do it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I, like, I just wanted to like get that out of my system so that I could talk about fair. the movie rationally. I like it's, this whole movie, but one of the things I enjoy the most about it, is, and I and I enjoy movies that are about a person climbing up from nothing and yeah. just sort of figuring out a thing and then building on it. Yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of like Moneyball to a certain degree, where like they're figuring out how to do it. Except in this case, it's like evil. But they actually like. Oh uh, well, Moneyball maybe. Well, we we, ta- we talked about Everybody that. Everybody listen to the Patreon. The Patreon. Yeah. But it, but it, but in this case, it's like clearly evil because he's a psychopath that yeah. doesn't register, sure. doesn't have empathy for human beings, and doesn't think anything. When no, he he's sees Jeff dead, Bezos. Dead bodies, so absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Bl- nothing behind the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, this guy could be any of those tech yeah, yeah, overlords. Exactly. This, they, there's lots of scenes where they where they like watch like and, and not just him, but like lots of characters will watch footage of like brutal murders and go like yes. This is great footage, and but he's like, but he's he's pretty blank. Yeah, he's he's a, like a full on psychopath. Yeah, he does not. Fi- he's he does like not a Matt Lynch quality sociopath. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, doesn't. Blink. And we also get like little he never blinks. <laughs> we also. Get- <laughs> I just sit here. I don't blink. Started out <laughs> on animals. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Started out on animals. The worst. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we also get like little kind of hints about where like what he was doing because he's in his m- mid thirties and this had a lot of life before this happened and we we like there's some suggestions that maybe he was tricking, turning tricks and mm-hmm. uh, other sorts of stuff. Uh, a whole life that ma- well, when he talks to Riz Ahmed and is like, "Are you on the street? Do you you know?" And Riz Ahmed's like, "No, I don't. Well, I'm not, I don't." He goes, "I'm straight." Yeah. He specifically says, "I'm straight." Straight people like, trick. He goes, "Straight people trick." Yeah. He's he's like rec- a guy. He recognizes it immediately. He's been getting through life just figuring out. A little scam he can do to get enough to get by, yeah. and not and not registering any human emotion. Yeah, yeah. he's a psychopath. Um, he can't form human relation like like healthy human relations. There's that there's that line at the end where he's like, maybe my problem is that I just don't like people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like when Riz Ahmed is is shot in that video and he's watching her with Ray Nusso and she's like, "Isn't this your like partner?" And he's like, "Mm-hmm." Yeah. And you're like, 
wow. And he essentially got him killed. Yeah. Yeah. You know? On purpose. <laughs> so he could film it. He's like, yeah. you understand. He's like, you knew he's going to kill. This is, we're skipping right to the end here, but he's like, so you took nice. away my power to negotiate. What do you, I mean, come on. This is fair. Yeah. This is fair. <laughs> And it, when Rizal Man is asking for a raise from thirty dollars a week or whatever yeah. he's paying a night. him, yeah, a night, yeah, yeah, right. The, the whole idea. I could have gotten more, couldn't I? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I mean, all that, all that. I like all that stuff with him mm-hmm. and Riz Ahmed because it, like, really, it is like some pointed. That that the, I the, think the, the that's satire, the satire the media, that works. The, the media satire doesn't work, but the pointed the satire labor stuff of like works. labor stuff, I think, it actually does yeah. work. Oh, one hundred percent. Because it's like this is. This is like people going like we need Amazon, Amazon workers. We need to form a union, and then Jeff Bezos going like, mm, well, mm. but I mean, yeah, um, maybe exactly. Like, maybe I think I'll, that that I'll, is the part I'll of it that works best is his performance in that sort of that plot that that strain that thread yeah. of the satire that's in it. That's the best part. of And Riz Ahmed is really great. Riz Ahmed is great as like a sort of just sort of a. Did you see that? Like a dumb, just sort of a dumb guy. The uh, deaf musician that came out. Last I have year? not. No, it's fucking good. Uh, and he's sound of metal, metal. Yeah. and he's awesome. He didn't. He did not win best. Actor, but absolutely should have. Mm. Yeah. Who did? I forget exactly. Did Vigo Mortensen win again for Green Book? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I don't know who won for. I don't think he did for Green Book either. I, no, I, forget, I forget who won. Green Book. They won gave him the Joaquin Phoenix. They're like, and in the second year in a row, Joaquin Joker. Phoenix for Joker. Are you happy now? Greatest performance of all time. <laughs> he will be winning every year until we stop getting death threats. Uh. But yeah, I, I like this first half, and and it's satirical, but in a way that I don't feel like is too intrusive, at least for me, or at least I find it amusing, because like you know he keeps oh, on Hopkins he last keeps year on getting father. like more. Oh, weird. Ah, okay, wow. Right. I mean, he, he's I so weird. He was good in that movie, but sure. Yeah. But it's also like that's like one of those movies that I remember coming out and going like, "Father, what the fuck is that?" And it's like Oscar nominations for this movie no one's heard of, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. And he, you know he starts out with this like shitty gear that he like stole a bike and traded for this this crummy uh, camera, and he's like just b- bursting in on scenes and just shoving cameras right and like people are like get the fuck out of here, get the fuck out of here. But he's w- incredibly persistent and has no empathy for anybody. The people, the other people, and this is like out of the three, the people react to characters having video cameras and like being in their way the most realistic in this one because everybody's annoyed yeah like you know like what the fuck are you doing here Get sometimes they here. shove him that's yeah. always pretty great yeah he ruins he ruins it for like other camera crews who are trying to get <laughs> shots and stuff because he's an asshole but bill paxton's just like that, a different kind of asshole this is such yeah, a yeah, yeah. such a click i'm so glad that bill paxton got to do another one of these sorts of characters <laughs> too because this is just like where he like ma- made his bones you know yeah. this kind of guy like hey suck my dick you motherfucker let's go get these fucking fucks and you're like yeah I liked uh, that yeah. the the ma- the first guy who he fucks up uh, the Ace Video guy is yeah. from Lost. That's right. He's the um, he's the guy who was the original inhabitant of the Hatch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he turns out to be a bad guy when they go back to the seventies. Right. 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 He has a great part where he's he gets really mad at yeah. Jake he's like, you fucking asshole. This is what he says. Get the fuck home. There's fucking people trying to do their fucking job. You fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's so mad at him. He's like, I had great footage, so you fucked it up. Uh, but he's an asshole. This movie's great. But I like, he's got like a shitty car. But I like how he gets a little bit of money, and then he gets a the shiny red, car, the red Mustang, a yeah, red Mustang, which so he can go f- p- faster to faster. places, which makes sense. But there is a funny part later on when they're like staking out a plate, a place or they're following these killers. And I met is like, they're gonna fucking see us. We're in a fucking red car. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, you bought you like some kind of like hot shot, but you bought the most ostentatious car. You, yeah. you I couldn't get a black one. It's loud too, and it's part of the character too. Is that he he also fancies himself 
maybe that he's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like he's like, I am, I am like a normal person who's cool. And you're like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> no, cool, you're not. great guy, and I'm doing a service. You're a weird psychopath. <laughs> and so, like, he builds his whole business, and he has this, and he like keeps trying to uh, sexually harass Rene Russo. Rene Russo, I yeah. think, is really good in it. Married to Dan's wife, Dan Gilroy. Is that yeah. right? He wrote it. He wrote the part for her. Apparently, oh, okay. I, I think she's great in it. Like she's like a whole different kind of like. A, she's got the same. She's just as psycho as he is, but yeah. in a you know but she, portrays her, it in a different her, sort of way. Her character, like his character, is just it's like it's like you see where he's coming from, but it's just like this was what this guy figured out how to do to to get ahead, and she's. Like someone who's like failing, like he points out, he's like, "Well, it looks like you're on your your ratings second year, year, and the ratings are down, the and you're going to be rated. so you're going to be going on to a different place." So I feel like he mentions know. her insurance, which is pretty brutal. Like you're trying to hold on to your salary and your insurance. Ugh. Yeah, jeez, more labor talk. That's, yeah. Uh, now, do they or do they not have sex? Oh yeah, it's implied that they do, right? Oh yeah, off camera, off camera, right, right, right. But he says like, "What we do when you, when we're alone in your apartment?" Yeah, right? that's a although, real fucked up yeah. line. Although I'd love that, it, I do want that sex scene where he's having sex with her and he's just not closing his eyes; he's just staring blankly <laughs> at, at whatever. You gotta think. You gotta think that they're like, "Do we show it? Is that exploitive?" Also, how do we? How does that scene work? He goes, do we, we show can't it? shoot that. Do we yeah. show it? Is it exploitive? And Renee Russo goes, "I'm not doing I'm it." Not doing well, it. we're not doing it then. H- sure, honey, sure, honey, honey, I'm not doing I'm it. Not doing <laughs> it. <laughs> but, but even if they were gonna do it, like that scene, I think nukes the movie because it's just yes. unimaginable. The fact that the fact that they are fucking is like fine. I can put that. Me- I can compartmentalize that and put it down as like a piece of the foundation of the movie. But if I had to watch it, I think it would nuke. The, I would nuke the whole movie. I just think it would be funny. It would be funny with his unblinking his unblinking yeah. psycho stare this is the line just while we're talking about it the last thing that i want because he has a list of things that he wants from Rene russo is towards the end is for you to do the things i tell you to do when we're alone in your apartment not like last time <laughs> <laughs> Gross. yeah, yeah that's enough that's all don't, I, I don't need any more than that don't let this Yikes. guy in uh, but he he gets his you know he gets his video business going. He hires Riz Ahmed as an intern. As an intern. He's like, I can't pay you. And then Riz Ahmed, there's all these negotiation scenes. He loves negotiating. Yeah. And like Riz Ahmed negotiates to thirty dollars. Uh, that's that's, that's like, that sounds 30? that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Really funny part at the end when they're about to go to the the whole the next level and he's like negotiating his next tier of payment and he goes. Uh, Seventy-five dollars a night and he goes done. He goes, I could have gotten more, couldn't I? He goes, absolutely. No, first he goes, wait, what about more? And he's like, negotiations are over. We've made a deal. And then later he's like, I could have got more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but they, they're, they're just going around filming different crashes uh, and fires, crimes and-, and stuff. At one point he likes while nobody's looking, like, goes into a house. Oh, yeah. And, well, like, be, wait, we should mention the, also the part before where Rene Russo explicitly says, like, we are looking for crimes yeah, yeah. that involve white people that yeah. have been enacted upon by not white people. Yes. And, uh, urban know. crime encroaching into white spaces. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're very explicit about it. This is what she, this is how she's, then this is the kind of character she is, like, because he's, you know, fucked up like, chemically in his brain. Yeah. But she's, I guess, just been fucked up from years of doing this job. But she goes, think of our newscast as a screaming woman running down the street with her throat cut. Mm. <laughs> You're like, I figure he's not collecting for the Red Cross. Matt's right. It's not subtle satire, <laughs> no. but I do like that line. I mean, I think subtlety is often a millstone in something like this. I'm not asking sure. for subtlety. I'm just asking for, like, some teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so he, but he, he, like, sneaks into this house where there had been 
like a shooting mm-hmm. and he's like filming the people. He gets there before the police get there. Well, this is no, this is before that. The police are there and he goes in there and they're, oh, they're oh, like, he's oh, like oh, filming right, right, the refrigerator right. and the people outside. And he the, arranges and they're the, kind the, of, the, the yeah. pit photos on the refrigerator to he get re- a better yeah, shot. Yeah, they're kind of like, this, this is what is, he does this, a lot. They're kind of like, this isn't like real, but they're like, yeah, but it's sensationalist, so it'll play, you know, which is playing into the whole thing. People and, love his framing. And, you know, people love it, I guess. Or they're, that they're comes that comes a little bit later because then there's the car accident where he films and he moves the guy's body. I love that. And then later, he's when he sells the footage. She says, "Like I've been working on my framing. It draws the eye and all the and the way the mise en scene. He doesn't yeah. say mise en scene, yeah. but he, that's what he means. That's a great scene because and this is kind of and it's about the halfway uh, mark of the movie because that's like before he's reached the, yeah. the top and stuff. But he's uh, like the cops haven't shown up yet and there's like a body, a dead body on the street. He's get climbs up on a hill with his camera and he looks at the shot and he's like, needs something. Goes and pulls the the body into the frame. Yeah. And while this is happening and he raises the camera up and while this is happening, the music is like is very inspirational. Yeah, like yeah. he." He's doing it. <laughs> it's a good shot. It's a good shot too because it doesn't have a. It's not a close up on his face. It's like it's like a big, like a medium wide shot of him like doing his thing. Lo- and like yeah. there's this glint in his eye, and it's really really good scene. It's I a good it, bit. I think Gyllenhaal's lo- good, but more than that, he looks he looks right. He's yeah. a weird looking dude, and yeah. and he looks exactly as weird as he should. In so this. There's, I mean, most of the movie takes place at night, and there's just so much great like the night photography and this is great wide shots of like LA and like yeah. just like silhouetted and stuff I mean yeah. or, or, or Ellswood you know come on. he's he's pretty good also shot he's a Bond movie which one Tomorrow Never Dies oh, okay huh. yeah. well good job good looking movie Bob Ellswood <laughs> yeah you're doing okay and that's pretty much the the whole thing is him is just he, he like gets more and more outlandish stuff. At one point, he, I I thought when I first saw the previews <coughs> that he was like exclusively influencing, or at a certain point right. he got the point where he was just doing the crimes that no. he was shooting. That happens once. That might have been more interesting, that in may, my opinion. Yeah, it would have been. It's pretty, but the stuff that happens is pretty Maybe. outlandish. I, I but do he like does it. He does it at one point where he cuts Bill Paxton's brakes. Yeah, right. he kills Bill Paxton. Kills Bill yeah. Paxton. Well, we don't know if he's dead. We don't dead. know if he's, he's dead, alive. but he is going to the hospital. For yeah. I do love that shot. He is he is out of business, out of commission for a while. Yeah. So. so now 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 he's the only guy. And he does that after Bill Paxton is like, okay, this guy's my competition. I'm going to try to buy him out and bring him into my organization. <laughs> and, and he's just like, what does he say to him? He's like, I am not fucking interested. I want to grab you by the ears and say, I'm not fucking interested. This is what Bill Paxton says to him. You just imagine it in Bill Paxton's voice. You don't even understand the offer. If you did, you'd be fucking sucking my dick. <laughs> just God bless that man. And then he's just like, "Fuck you," and walks away. And then the next he time we, the next time we see him, it's his fucking van is wrapped around a telephone pole. Yeah, and he's, he's getting and like, he's getting wheeled out in a stretcher. Gyllenhaal goes up to him with his camera raised up above his head to get the overhead shot, and yeah. we get this shot of Bill of Bill Paxton just like his face covered in blood, just going like. Ah! <laughs> and you see just like Jake Gyllenhaal just looking down at him with those hollow eyes yeah. Yeah. I love it he awesome. got the police scanner and at some point at one point they get to a crime before the cops mm-hmm. this is I love this this and is so they get the, they up. get there and like the guys haven't and he's like they're like he's like filming it and he's there's still dudes like shooting people and get in the car and escape yeah and then he goes into the house and films all the dead people and did you all, yeah. did you notice by the way that in, okay so in paparazzi there's a scene at the end where Dennis Farina is like rushing to the house because Tom Sizemore is on his way. And he's like, I want you to send a squad car to this place. And I want you to send a squad car to Cole Hauser's house. And I want both units to be code two. Nightcrawler. We have a discussion of what that means. Code two means no sirens, no lights. Code three means sirens and lights. At the end of the movie, when the cops show up at the diner to stop the guys who did the drug murder, it says they're supposed to show up code three. But their lights and sirens are off. Oh That's my true. god! <laughs> huh? Wow. I blame Robert Ellswood. 
somehow. Yeah. I just men. thought that was funny. Like, if I had not watched those two movies back to back, I might not have noticed it, all but those, I did. And I was just like, oh, that's funny. All those, you learned all something those codes. From these I think I was watching one of these, and Sophie's like, what is that code? What does that mean? I'm like, I have no fucking idea. It's just <laughs> stuff they say. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Apparently, the filmmakers don't either. So They actually respond to the diner with the drug murderers at the end as a 187, too, which they shouldn't because it's not a mur- that That's that's not a murder scene. They're investigating a suspect in a murder, but yeah. you wouldn't call it a 187. Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I just thought that was funny. Well, they do they they do call in and say that they're armed or yes, whatever. Yes, they do. Yes. And so the cops showing up not si- like sirens because it sa- made sense. It makes sense whatever code they're Oh, saying. I didn't I didn't think any of it made sense where like first two two guys show up in a patrol and they go in and then two more guys show up and then they're quiet. I was just like I would have rolled up with like eight units and just with sirens and lights. I mean, I guess the idea was that they were like they were told these guys were armed and so they're yeah. like, "Okay, we're going to like do this quietly. Sure. We don't want them to like they don't want to freak him out and start having him shoot up the place. Sure. I guess which they the do point. anyway. Which they do. Which they do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so he escapes. So, so these guys get away, and then he sells that footage, and everyone's yeah. like, "We can't show this. These people. What do you? What? what yeah. Look they're at dead. Yeah, well, we'll blur their faces. And, and they have shit. a whole debate over whether it's ethical and which right, really right. annoyed. That me. happens. It happens a bunch. There's what like I what one, I do there's like, like one guy. I don't know the name of the actor or really recognize him. There's like one. dude But the producer guy is like, we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, yeah. there's only one voice of reason in the whole area because everyone hates his guts. The newscasters yeah. are the newscasters are, are just empty empty yeah. suits. Which I which I do. I, <laughs> I know really it's funny. Friday because of your tie. Yeah, <laughs> that is how those people really are. Yeah, one hundred percent. I find I find that incredibly believable. No, there's not a single real person who does that job. <laughs> um, I met one of them one time because uh, we did the New Day Northwest or whatever it was. Oh, uh, man. For the, well, she was very nice, but yes. They're all nice. <laughs> Superficially nice. Right, right, But they're, right. All, they're all fake machine people. <laughs> they're so weird. I've, grown, I've spent my life around people like this. They're all, they're all androids. Every <laughs> single one of them. Like Halloween 3 androids, too. So like the weird kind where they're just like not there. Like they'll yeah. have sex with Tom Atkins. Yeah. Or maybe she wasn't a robot then. Still. Up to Still. Uh, Those are some of my favorite scenes is when they're showing these newscasters like watching the footage live on TV and uh, Rene Russo keeps on pumping these like hype words for them to say. Uh-huh. And the way that they kind of like improv- improvisationally incorporate her additions into it. Yeah. It's, I'm not know, saying it's not a skill. Satisfying. It is, it does seem skill, but it's like a dubious skill. Oh man! I mean, you have to be an android to do that shit. It's like not, it's not a thing people can do. And that that ring it rings true. The actors that are playing them do a really good job too, because like the camera's going up, it goes up into this crib, and like importantly, yeah. you don't know at first, and then they're like, "Oh my god, oh no, there there's a, a crib. There? Is there going like, to be a baby? No, we're not. we're all just hoping that there's certainly not a baby. The, oh, there's not. The, well, that's at least something. The dude, that's good, sort of. It'd be <laughs> almost better if there was a baby in there, though. But I again, got, I gotta look this up. Terrible, ter- and they and they they are on the loose. We can't stress enough but that these the part, people are still on the this loose. This is the part where the cops get involved because they're like, "What the fuck are you doing? This is an ongoing investigation. How did you get this footage? You know all this stuff." Yeah, and uh, they start talking to him, which is, but and he just stonewalls them essentially. Oh yeah, he has he he uh, lies effortlessly. If not, not maybe not convincingly, but like you're not going to catch him on it. No, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he has no compunction about lying, of course. Right. And so they, I mean, they've got nothing. I mean, they can't do anything necessarily yeah. to him, you know. Uh, like, okay. He didn't do, he technically is just, well, he was there and he like gives them the information about the crime scene. He's like, well, you know, I didn't really see them that well, even though he did and he has them on tape. Of course he's lying, but you know. So the, the guy who plays the gold tie dude is a real one of those guys. That's why he's so fucking good in this wow. movie. Because like, that's that's what they are like. Amazing. There you go. I mean, that's just Amazing. him. He was a reporter for an L.A. TV station for a long time. Perfect. Rick Chambers. Okay. Rick Chambers, of course. Anyway. There you go. Uh, 
But um, yeah, and so then at some point, does after this, does he get the idea? Because he knows those guys are out there, and he gets the idea to like, get, yeah, get like get on film them being caught, right? Yes, because yes. you don't and you don't know at first because he has the he has the f- images of them leaving the. I don't the building. think that his plan is to get Razamed killed, but when the no, opportunity no, 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 no. presents well, itself, well, I think that that's part of the negotiation thing is that he goes like, well, when that yeah, when the opportunity he's not he's isn't setting out to do that, yeah. But when when he's like, well, if I could get this guy killed, I don't have to pay him seventy five dollars. I don't even think it came up that quickly. I think when he got to the point where they were crashed, yeah, he was like, "I think I know what's going to happen here," and he just lets it happen. It's worth a try, yeah, that might, yeah. But he does send. He goes, "Just go over yeah, there, just go the over footage. there." I mean, yeah, that, he that, doesn't. He doesn't point, go get the footage, right? At that point, he's yeah. like, "Maybe he might get killed." He and might if not. He does, he if might he not. doesn't get killed, he gets the good footage, and we yeah. go, I mean, and go we on make, with we this. bunch of money. Yeah, exactly. If, uh, you know, and I hope he doesn't negotiate any further for yeah, more money. Exactly. Uh, or uh, yeah, report me to the police. Or report, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, oh, but, and he's already been visited by the detective. Right. Yes. From, and they're like, yeah, "Do you have any footage of the uh, killers, the killers like, like, escaping?" No. No. He has no. And like during this portion, you're kind of going like, "That's weird." Why? I mean, he does have the footage, and then you see him like screenshotting it and stuff like that, and you're like, "Why wouldn't? Wouldn't that also be?" Wouldn't that even be worth a lot of money? The oh, you could never. But he would. That would. That would uh, incriminate himself. He would definitely yeah. be uh, be arrested just just for uh, yeah. obstruction of justice at that he's, point. He's scheming. He's got. He knows. He knows yeah. the moves to make. Well, so he's gonna go instead. Go get these guys. So he starts. He figures out where they are. He, they follow them. Whereas mm-hmm. Ahmed, rightly so, is like, "This is a bad idea." The yeah. whole time they go to this dine. This diner. The two guys. They work out a deal where he thinks that he can get $50,000 for this. Uh, right. Or no, there's a $50,000 reward, reward for turning in the killers. Yeah. Right. And he's like, well, I want half of that. And he's like, well, let's negotiate this. And Riz Ahmed goes, no, half where I'm leaving is like, you took away my power to negotiate. He's, and then that's when you that's see something kind of yeah. a switch flip. And then at one point, they're, they're, they're outside the ca- like this um, restaurant where the killers are inside. And, mm-hmm. they, and they, they, he's just set everything in motion. And he goes, get out and go out, go outside and go film a thing. I need two angles. I need two angles. He's like, I'm not leaving the car. There's going to be a big firefight. No fucking way. And he's like, okay. And that's when he gets his, his whole speech where he goes, you said that may, that I don't understand people, but maybe the deal is that I just don't like them. And what makes you think that if I don't, if you don't get to the thing physically that, hurt you, you that yeah. I won't physically hurt you, like basically in a weird like business talk sort of way threatens to hurt him yeah. in some sort of ways. And you see Reza made me like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, all right. I, got myself I do need this $75. Yeah. And this is great. Riz Ahmed, go, Riz Ahmed goes outside and is pointing the camera at the restaurant, and he's hiding behind the the tiniest little pole. Yeah. It's like a pole that holds up a parking sign. It's like Tom si- or Tom Arnold in uh, in <laughs> True Lies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I hope so. Yeah, I don't but know. Joe Hall calls it in. These like they're they're armed. The guy, the cops show up. Uh, the guys immediately start shooting the, guys the cops. Start, guys start shooting the cops. Uh, cops start shooting back at them. They and kill then, one guy, and then, then it, the skinnier dude gets away in the Escalade, and they yeah. go into a high-speed chase. I like this chase. This action, is really fun. Action yeah. climax. Yeah, this is a cool part. And they're like, they're, they're chasing the cops, chasing the killers, and filming the whole thing. Riz Ahmed is going, oh, fuck, don't slow down. Don't Chilling do Hall's, this. Chillin' Hall's like 15 feet behind him. He is yeah. like right up in He's the He's like action. right behind him. And then the cop cars keep getting like... Fucking knocked like, out. Knocked, yeah, knocked real out, mayhem. Knocked out of the race, and he's the only one following them at some point, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> but then another unit comes in, and then that also, then they get into a big accident, and like both both the patrol car and the bad guy's escalator flipped on their sides. Yeah. 
And that's when they that's go. when he asked Riz Ahmed to go and, and film the the guy in the car, and the guy was not quite dead. Nope. And shoots Riz Ahmed and gets out of the car and starts to and sees Jake Gyllenhaal filming, he's but like, then the cops it's, show it's, up. It's almost like he's gonna shoot him, but Jake Gyllenhaal's like, "Ooh, I'm gonna mm-hmm. get this footage," and he's yeah. gonna shoot him, and then the cops show up. So he's like, oh, "Actually," because the guy's like dazed and like, "What yeah. the fuck?" And he goes, "Oh, I gotta go shoot these cops instead." Yeah. And they blow him away, and so he's dead. <laughs> and he's got so he's got this whole thing that he set up, all this footage. And he goes over to Riz Ahmed, and Riz Ahmed is like, oh, "You killed me." Yeah. So and then he grabs the camera. Negotiate. What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm in the right here. Come on. Yeah. Takes his camera, and then he, he you see him giving the footage to, uh, and he and he has at certain points coerced uh, Rene Russo into having sex with him. Their, their relationship is real fucked up. This yeah. scene should and be this, the last scene of the movie, and is not. It's not. I like the I like the last scene, but it's no, oh, but it I is, don't like those. <laughs> but this part's amazing because like th- these these people have every, and particularly Rene Russo has every right to hate this guy. But this footage was just so fucking good that she's just like. Thank and they're you. like drawn to Thank each other at that so moment, much. like that. That the last shot of the movie should be the two of them staring into each other's eyes as the footage plays, and she's like, "It's so amazing, this footage you've given me." Like that should be where the movie. Ends. I yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't agree. Oh, the last scene where, like, where he's got his team. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, no, there's there's two. This is why I can't stand the the this part of the movie. Like. The next scene is him getting interrogated by the police detective. Right. Which is making sure we know that this is bad. Yeah. Like, it's like, you have done a moral disservice. Like, this oh, is a does, terrible she thing. Does do she does like, lectures huh? him. And yeah. I think that fucking sucks. I would cut that. Then, yeah. it's him walking out of the police station in the sun, putting his sunglasses on, with this ridiculous cornball ABC TV movie triumph music. Again, letting you know that this is a satire. Uh-huh. And then you get that final scene where he's like giving an inspirational speech to I his like troops. That scene. And, and that's got, fine. Three vans. I, I think I like that scene because the movie's not about this guy and Rene Russo or whatever. It's about, like, at the end of the movie, it's like this guy who was like this scumbag thief at the beginning yeah. and his, his rise to the American dream, which may be lazy satire, but I think it's funny. I guess that's end. acceptable. I think it's funny at the end when he's like, I've got my two vans. He's just like Bill Paxton, except, like, this guy's way creepier. I think I would just prefer that the movie end on something uncomfortable and rich and thorny instead yeah. of, well, hey, get it, get it. Yeah, you know but this, that's but this, just. But I that's like me. Scene. I like the inspiration. This last scene is like funny. the end of a horror movie where, it, like, the alien like pops out again. And you're like, oh, they weren't dead the whole time. You yeah. know, like, but there's even worse stuff just to that, come. Just that he wins, you know. But yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Yeah, this doesn't need sort of. There's some sanctimonious stuff in it that you could get rid of because it's like, instead of telling us, like, we know, we know, right, we know that it's we bad. We know that right? he's doing is bad. He is. Uh, the first thing he does in the movie is kill a guy and steal his watch. <laughs> yeah. He's. I mean, I enjoy his performance, so you don't. It's not a problem to like follow this character all along. But he's a loathsome creep. I mean, I feel like the <laughs> that's movie. What I mean, that's yeah, what I like. I about feel it. like the movie is worried that I might be on his side, and it's like I'm not fucking stupid. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody would. No. I guarantee you, there are people that are on his side. Well, yeah, the same as there's people that are like on the side of Jordan Belfort in Wolf of Wall Street. One hundred percent. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying it's the movie's oh. job to to like. I'm. I I'm, think it's, I'm just saying like treat me like a fucking. I think it's the here. movie's job to present the thing. I don't think that right. presentation equals uh, endorsement. Endorsement. No, certainly not. And That's think, not what I'm I, suggesting at all. No, no, but I think you're. No, I think you're right. I'm saying in your. I'm saying you're right. Is that like you don't need the scene where it's like and the thing you did was bad yeah. because the audience needs to know. Not to do this thing that we showed you how to do. The in audience this movie. now, especially now, audiences need to know that the movie knows that it's bad. Yeah. So that they don't get the idea that it's being endorsed because right. people are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and you can either cater to that or not. 
Sure. There's always going to be people who complain, but there always were anyways. Yeah. So, But I do like the last scene because I do like- At least it's funny. I do think that's funny, and I like the music in this movie a lot because the music is very bright. That guitar string at the end is really good. Yeah, yeah. And I love that it ends on that note as opposed to it being like, ooh, isn't this fucked up? It's like, it's like, isn't this great? Like, the movie isn't saying that necessarily, but the movie's yeah. like, hey, this guy, hey, we, we watched this guy's journey, and he did it. He yeah. fucking, you know, he li- he's living the American dream. He built this, pull, pulled out his boot, pulled his bootstraps, and fucking- Built a business, and they're all unpaid interns, and they're all <laughs> yeah. unpaid interns. And at some point, they might be, they might be paid. Follow my pay. orders. Maybe. Follow my orders. You might get confused somewhere along the way, but keep in mind, there's nothing I'll ask you to do that I wouldn't do myself. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's right, and he's that's which is actually <laughs> he's, he's right. No, one, he yeah, did he did do the work. Yeah, he's not he's not necessarily <laughs> lying. What you, what I might ask you to kill someone. Yeah. And he's not the one. And I'll he's do not it the too. One, yeah. <laughs> responsible for the system, for yeah. the fact that white people are afraid of encroaching urban crime. What? Sure. I mean, which that's like a dated, like this news concept. That's is not dated, dated. But that's still fucking real as hell. That's not dated at all. Have you ever watched a, broadca- a broadcast from Como? Absolutely. It's you insane. Get on a, that's get all on a Ballard is. Facebook group or yeah, something. Yeah, God. But only old people watch it, but that's their deal. <laughs> Being afraid of Seattle, Seattle encroaching is urban minorities. Is Seattle what is old dying. Do. Is like that whole. That oh, whole that's thing. that's what Como's. That's yeah. whole. Como's no, I know, thing. I know. But that whole thing is that is that same thing. Did you see the thing? This is a weird story, but like uh, a couple of like last week, the Starbucks in Ballard, like right on the corner of Market and Leary, mm-hmm. closed temporarily because they say they're remodeling the store. Mm-hmm. Sure, likely story. <laughs> right, exactly. No, the the thing is, like, so Como, which is famously, like, anti-homeless, like, we need to sweep the encampments, we need to throw these people in jail. Worst of the worst. The Absolutely, like, even worse than the local Fox affiliate, yeah. worst of the worst. Immediately publishes a story, like, Starbucks is closing because there are too many fucking homeless people and too much crime. Wow. If you look at Starbucks's press release closing the store, it has, mentions nothing about that. Now, I'm not suggesting that there aren't security concerns involved in, in them temporarily closing that location, and they're saying it's about remodeling. All I'm saying is that Como writes a story that has nothing to do with what anyone said and makes up a bunch of bullshit about how it's because there are too many homeless people, yep. and that's the story that gets published. Just like the same if, like, somebody smashed in a window at a bunch of businesses in Ballard last week, and it's like, homeless people vandalize businesses is the headline. It's like, okay, maybe that's true, but what does it matter that the guy is homeless? Well, like you wouldn't say black man smashes a, a window, you know what I mean? Well, you're, they're trying to demonize the homeless. That's exactly people, my and it's point. Very important. That's that exactly they my point. Make them sound bad. And so, uh, yeah, my yeah. and so my my larger point is that uh, local television news is uh, always the tool of the devil, and even for the last fifty years, it's always been bad. Shouldn't watch it. Don't trust it. Hopefully, it'll die. Well, it's worth. Yeah. It's Renee wor- Russo's news show is a lady running around with her throat cut, and this one is a lady running yeah. with a homeless person. And Como is a lady a lady running from a homeless person. Yeah, it's exactly. worth pointing out too that like in this movie, when they have they have those murders that he films that you know and then later they find out that it wasn't like some sort of home invasion no it was a drug it was a drug like, it related wasn't some thing. sort of like terror home invasion thing it was a it was like a they a drug related murder which isn't better or whatever but it is that's the actual story and there's a yeah, whole yeah. point to think you know what but that is the story right you know that's, and then but the whole time they're showing the footage it's like this is a really wealthy neighborhood like what could have happened exactly. here yeah like, exactly. it's a wealthy neighborhood the homeless people are the ones who who did this thing and then it's like actually we found out information that like the wealthy neighbor that it was it was a yeah, whole yeah. thing that was involved they're like well but should we should we tell them that or do we want to stick 
stick with the bigger story, which is right. that we don't like homeless people. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Which is, you know, that's sort of the, that's like that idea in this too. Same, same thing. And she yeah. does go and she does, he, he says, this is a big story. And she's like, kick it into the, like whatever the least, the, right. the least ratings come from. So she yeah. doesn't say don't tell the story, but she just put it at the word. Cause that's when like Como or like the Seattle times will always p- print the retraction yeah. of yeah, their yeah. lies yeah. of the horseshit that they quoted directly from the cops when they find out what the true thing was. Exactly. Just exactly. Put it in the fucking middle somewhere. Yeah. Put it in the back shit. of the third block. Yeah. After the fucking squirrel that can water What ski. was the headline I saw the other day that was on that was floating around Twitter that was like two teens charged with murder of eight year old girl and it was like this really long. Oh yeah, headline. yeah. It was and that, if you and if you read it, it's like it's a a cop shot this girl, shot yeah. this like little girl. It's like these two kids were, were were shooting at each other and the cops saw a car that they thought one of them was in and blew up the car, like opened fire in the car, killed a little kid in the back killed of the car. Killed a little kid and then and but it it's did, the, they're and charging the, head, the two kids with the little girl's murder. They're charging the two kids with a little kid's murder. The 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 headline did not say shot by cop. Jesus Christ. Yeah, anyway. No, it said that she was killed in an officer-involved shooting, but that's Late, not what yeah. that means. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. Awesome. Yeah. Good Good work. Anyway, anyway, that's just more about the news. little I mean, tangent you know, about how the news fucking I mean, sucks. We, we a, all this movie is about that. We all, this movie we're is just about agreeing. that. Whether it's successful is up for debate, but it is bringing up that same kind of Absolutely. thing. Because whole, the whole thing where it's like, if it bleeds, it leads. If it's it's about this encroachment, is like, you know, okay, you know, maybe it's not, maybe it's not black people you know, encroaching into white right. uh, suburbia, but it's homeless people living in the park in Ballard across from, uh, you know, right. a million dollar condos or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, we don't like, you know, whatever it is. It's, uh, you know, so th- there is some, there's some valid point of criticism. Do in me this, a favor but- and don't read the local <laughs> newspapers and don't watch local news television. <laughs> Be more selective where you get your information. Do it with a grain of salt, at least. Please, God. And you know, I'm not saying that I'm not are owned by rich assholes. To, exactly. And I'm not trying to be one of those people that's like, you can't trust the media, man. Fucking do your googling. Don't don't do that either, please. We agree <laughs> with Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn that the media is the enemy of the people. Enemy of the people. Um, this is just a couple of quotes here. I just wanted to get a little piece of Jake Gyllenhaal's sort of business talk. This is what he says to. Riz Ahmed, you might learn a new skill, make yourself more useful, and put us on a track toward growth. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this part made me laugh out loud. Uh, it's like because I feel like the satire kind of goes from being pretty in your face to subtle to kind of depending. But this is this part was really funny where she's like, uh, call the dep- you know some sort of department that deals with this sort of stuff and fi- let 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 me know if we can. This is Renee Russo. Let me know if we can get away with this. And someone goes, you mean legally? She goes, no, morally. Of course, legally. <laughs> I do think that's funny. Yeah. No, morally. <laughs> Almost just, she doesn't do the jerk-off hand thing. Yeah, Ethics yeah. and morals are out the window here. Yeah. I mean, it is. this is the kind of movie, and I enjoy it, but it is the kind of movie where like characters say lines like that, and you go, like, that's a little telling, not showing. Yeah. Where it's sort of like, could you have the characters act like that, amoral, instead of having them yeah, like say yeah. that? But, exactly. you know, whatever. Don't run the footage of the murder scene until you've heard both songs. Morals and ethics and carnal <laughs> forbearance. Uh, ratings. Three Juds. Yeah, okay. It's probably a three and a half Judd movie, but this is my second viewing of it. I gave it three and a half when I first saw it. It was a fast, fantastic fest closing night that time. Wow. wow. Uh, and, you know, it was fun to see an audience. But, yeah, the, the, it, I have an MPYP thing with this movie where, like, I'm a little too close to some of the material. I see a lot of stuff that bugs me, and I think the satire is, like, deathly toothless. Like, and it's like, really, really and like, like the soft rep. targets. The rep is, like... The rep is that this is, like, a really great film. Right. But, that's again, that's not the movie's fault. A lot of people loving it. That's not, you know... <laughs> 
Uh, I guess that's what you don't want. Don't blame the movie for people liking it. Yeah. So, but that's me. That's kind of where I, I come do. out. I, I I admit that that's a bit of a personal opinion. But anyway, uh, and I'm gonna give it one Douglas for his horrible relationship with Rene Russo. Yeah. His coercive sexual relationship with this woman. Yeah, you yeah. don't even see an iota of it, but they and they kind that, of and they talk around it. That date is it pretty. Is icky. It's pretty icky. It's pretty yeah. pretty fucking gross. Like the date the the date at the Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or whatever. It's an authentic oh. taste of Mexico City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way he talks. It's, it's pretty Jesus funny. Christ. I enjoy that stuff. Ugh. The problem is, the thing is, you meet, you've met people like this before in real life, but you just we just don't you just haven't spent right. like an hour with him. So. Yeah. Uh, were you looking something up? Uh, it's just a, there's a line from that. Uh, yeah, that's a, from that dinner that they have together, where he basically comes right out and says, "Like, I'm not. I'm gonna stop sending. Give, that's giving your you this, choice. Giving you this footage, right?" She goes, "I don't need you to keep my fucking job." And he goes, "I have to think that." Uh, oh, yeah, this is what he goes. You want something, and I want you. And she goes, "You want me to fuck you?" And he goes, "And as a friend." <laughs> <laughs> and then, she, and then she's like, gives him a withering glance, and he goes, "You know what they say? A friend is a gift, gift you, you give, give yourself." yourself. Yeah. Mm, pretty. Yeah. Pretty. So anyway, I'm gonna give it one Douglas for that, and I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten misattributed police codes. <laughs> you blew it, Nightcrawler. A code. That's a real code ten over yeah. here. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it four. I'll go up to four. I really Damn. liked it, I, I, and I probably would have given it three or three and a half the first time, but for some reason, I just really found it amusing. This like. Kind of rags to this rags to riches uh, from the perspective of a psychopath. Story. Right. I liked Rene Russo a lot. I liked the the news the, the way the newscasters were uh, were played, and, and apparently they're real too. <laughs> <laughs> At least the one dude I could I tracked. I didn't look up the other girl. Those scenes, uh, the scene, it's like a whole that new kind of action scene where they're following Jake Gyllenhaal. A camera is following Jake Gyllenhaal with a camera, like shooting through his viewer as he going as he's going yeah, through yeah. his crime scene. I mean, scenes. the car chase. Oh. That, but the one in the the house, the home invasion, yeah, yeah. the home invasion, and then the car chase scene too, where it's just I don't know, really fascinating and gripping to me. I really it's, enjoyed. It's those a scenes. really well put together sequence. Yeah, like it's that, a gorgeous that, movie. The fact the neat. fact that like that car chase like makes sense to us, and it's cutting from the car chase to mm-hmm. the video to you know to his car because him videotaping the car chase. It's like it's th- really that's, good. That's, that's, that's a recipe. That's a recipe for like some somebody really fucking it up. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you were filming a Bourne movie. Yeah, that's for another topic. For another yeah. topic. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but that yeah, I really like it. Um... I'll give it one and a half. Douglas's. It's all talk. This is all talking around the stuff, but this what the stuff is is this, this long-haired, creepy Jake Gyllenhaal. He looks and he looks bad in the movie. He's 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 a handsome guy. But he's, he looks gaunt and weird in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just re- really pressuring Rene Russo in a disgusting way. It's it's pretty nasty, but you don't see anything. No. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, and um, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Empty cribs. Thank God. Oh. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna go three and a half. It's like on the border of four for me, but at the end I was like, eh, three and I don't know, but three and a half. I I, I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. I had fun watching it a second time. I wasn't sure. I was kind of going into it, going like, well, I I re- remember really enjoying it, and I was like, nope, I still really like it. I love I love how it looks. I just think it's a great looking movie. Again, you know, Elswit. You know, he shot all P.T. Anderson's movies. For the Did he shoot part, all so. of them? Uh, since well, he shot all of them since at least there will be blood. He shot the master. I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, I believe so. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So you know, pretty good looking stuff. Uh, but 
Yeah, I'll give it one, Douglas. I'll go one and a half, and because the the implications of him and Rene Russo fucking, but also like just the Jake Gyllenhaal character is like a is like creepy and sleepy. Yeah. Like just the, imagining this guy wandering around in the world, and you're like, yuck, <laughs> yuck. Yeah. Like when the, you the see him in the in... daylight, it's the worst. Like at night, you seem like you feel like, yeah, that's where that guy belongs. Places where we're not gonna see him, but in the daylight, he's out on the beach or something. You're like, yuck. Yeah. You. You can it, see through his skin. He did not shoot Phantom Thread or the Master. Oh, okay. I thought he did. Did he do licorice pizza? No. Oh, okay. Hmm. But he did do he There sucks. Will Be Blood, right? Yes. So this guy and sucks. And Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice. Okay, cool. And Ghost Protocol. Scrot Protocol. Yeah, okay. And Rogue Nation. Right. Oh, nice. Mm, wow. Pretty Lots good. of bad stuff, too, though. Well, you know, <laughs> DP's got to work. Red Belt. Nice. Okay. Uh, Geely. And I'm going to give it... Uh, <laughs> cool. Heist. I'm going to give it uh, $75 a night. Oh. I think that's fair. $75. Wow. $75 a night. That's fair. Elswood has I done paid a him bunch a, of I movies paid a lot we've covered more. on this Half podcast. of that reward, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I also, I should have changed. Good labor, good labor negotiations, Riz. I should change my final rating, actually, because one thing I forgot to mention is that I pay, had to pay for all three of these movies. Oh, geez. Uh, to stream them. And Kevin is looking confused right now because he did give me a copy I from Scarecrow a- of Nightcrawler yeah. on DVD. And I'm gonna have to pay Scarecrow because I lost that somehow. Oh my god! I brought it here. I know. I, okay. I think I pulled it like I fell, it fell out of my bag uh, somehow when I was like shopping or something like that. I have no idea what happened to it. That sucks. But frankly, if it turns up again, I will be happy because <laughs> I like this movie and I'll watch it again. All right. Well, that sucks. <laughs> it totally sucks. I paid so. And uh, th- like this episode cost me a fucking. I'm uh, taking a bath on this. Wow. Well, yeah. Everybody join our Patreon so Travis can make a little bit. Seriously, of money back. join. Yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just looking this up. This is Robert Ellsworth's seventh appearance on our podcast. Really? Yeah. What was what was was there another uh, highlight that you can remember? Our, b- I'm just gonna I'll just again? tell you all the ones that we've done that he, that he was the DP on. Okay. Also, he did visual effects on Return of the Jedi. Kev. Oh wow! I forgot about that. Uh, That's so crazy. starting with 1990s Bad Influence. Okay. He oh. shot Bad Influence. He shot Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Nice. He shot Hanson's River Wild. Man. Oh, well, Kurt, he was three Hanson's, three Hanson's. Hanson's guy. Yeah. He shot River Wild. Uh, he shot uh, Eight Millimeter. Okay. Yeah. Heist. Nice. Okay. He did do Runaway Jury, which we'll probably get to at some point. And Red Belt. And I think that's the and then the juror. And oh, then now 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 Nightcrawler. Okay. We I don't think we did Red Belt on here, but Red Belt's great. We well. covered that on we did a whole thing about Mammoth. Did, yeah, but we, we didn't we do didn't Red do Red Belt. Belt? No, oh, so maybe so sixth appearance okay. then. <laughs> Still. Yeah. Pretty good. We will we will do Runaway Jury at some point with John Cusack, but we we did the juror with that's Demi right. Moore. So it's the uh, other yes, one with Jury true, in the yeah. title. We'll get there. We'll get there. Speaking of getting there, what are we doing next? Oh boy. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> so wait, which one? Are we doing we're doing the yep. th- the, the okay. we're doing the three Da Vinci What's Code it? movies. We're gonna do Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons in Inferno, and we're calling it Dan Brown Noise. Dan Brown Noise. That's a great description of it because it's gonna be That's what it's gonna be. Ugh, it's gonna make us shit. Three three-hour movies, no three thanks. three-hour stretches no. in hell. I think only the Da Vinci's three hours. But They're they all are long, all, all, over gonna, long. And Inferno we, is a shockingly bad movie. We're gonna have to do a podcast where we have something nice to say about Tom Hanks because I really like him in general. <laughs> yeah. We can do Joe versus the volcano on the Patreon. We should because we did Bonfire, and I mean, I Tom, I Tom Hanks is almost not to blame for that, but it's like, oh, Tom Hanks, he's bad in that. These three movies, he's awful in. I've only seen the first one. I know he's bad in the other two though, just without seeing him. Maybe yeah. did Forrest Gump on the Patreon, and you guys loved that movie. Hey, I like that movie. 
I think it's fine. Yeah. I don't. I guess I don't hate Forrest Gump, so that means I love it. There you go. That's the spirit. <laughs> I may not be a smart man, That's but great. I don't like the damn brown he's doing his He's doing his De Niro face while he's doing that voice. What though. if? It's great. What if it was in, Tom Hanks did like the whole all the all those Dan Brown movies, but as Forrest Gump solving these crimes? Well, I think I've got up. to get to a library. <laughs> Mom always said. Mom always said Jesus got married to Mary Magdalene and fucked her and had Amelie as a baby. We're, we're gonna we're gonna watch three different movies with Tom Hanks, uh, mulleted and not mulleted, with three different uh, three different dark haired ingenues, uh, uh, European ingenues. <laughs> so you are Dan, so lucky. Dan Brown noise, everybody. I just came up with that. Just in time for Christmas. Really good. Just, yeah, good. Happy holidays. All yeah. right, follow us on Patreon. All kinds of good stuff on there. Mm. On Twitter. Sure. Yeah. Instagram. Mm. Letterboxd. Do it. Get on it. Five stars only, Five please. Five stars only, please. We love and you. Until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Jeez. He's trying to make the brown noise. Oh. How's, what's it, how's the damn brown noise go? I don't know. For the money and the fame, paparazzi, it's a shame. You only in a rap game, only for the money and the fame. Extra large, it's a shame. You only in a rap game, only for the money and the fame. I don't need no lights, no cameras. All I got is action. Never no superstars say that for Michael Jackson. See, my composure is kept while others start to sweat. Emerging from the fog with my effed up dialogue. Trying to live high on the hog leaves you bankrupt. And people you spent it on will not give up. Now that's deep. How deep? It's deeper than Atlantis. Home of the scandalous. Big bad Los Angeles. Dangerous vandalist. Yo, not to be trusted. Perpetrate like you hard. Not being scarred by the boulevard. Pulling on cars and saying gin as I begin. Flowing like liquid. So take it to your chin, I break it down, my sound surrounds like